Yo. Yo, what have you been thinking about, man? Oh, man. What have you been burning on? Uh, Did you ever watch, uh, you know who Jim Rome is? No. Oh, you don't know who Jim Rome is? I know that that's a guy's name. Like, I know that's a, yeah, you could tell how excited I was when I said no. Yeah. I'm finally going to find out. <laughs> like, I think he's a sports commentator. Yeah. Is that, okay. Yeah, I yeah. think that he started, like, he was huge name that I guess still is. I don't know. I don't know his current status. So I have no idea. But uh, just dominated the national sports radio landscape at, at, at a certain time. Okay. Okay. That um, makes, that's making, making a lot of sense. And me. I think his start was, I always love... Like, there's something about the details of the story really gets me going. In San Diego, so, you know, like, uh, radio waves, you, you, radio broadcast signal, like, all oh. every radio broadcast signal you've ever heard was put, like, uh, artificial limitations on it because they're supposed to play nice with the other signals. Like, all that, like... Really? The yeah, like the the techni- like the, the the real limitations of radio are far past what like like it's so these are like federal licensing regimes make it so that like a certain like it's not like if the radio station like bought a nicer fences. tower yeah that uh they they would just the next day be like more watts it's like you buy a band that you can operate in and Your you spectrum. can have yeah and like yeah. You know, you the particularities of that license determine how strong you are. Because if you're too strong, you're going to fuck up the signals on the other right either end of you. Yeah, that bleed. And uh, there's a San Diego station that broadcasts like you know I don't know I don't know where it is exactly. In my mind, it's like a foot on the other side of the border. Okay, in Tijuana. Okay, where they are not subject to similar rules. Oh shit! So they're just like. Fuck you. I'm just cranking this up. Okay. So it's a huge signal. Okay. And so uh, Jim Rome, I don't, I don't know if it's just the tower was over there or if like he would wake up in San Diego, drive to Tijuana, cross oh, the border every time. Uh, you know, because I mean like uh, the ticket the or every radio station. I mean, not every. K104, I think, might broadcast next to theirs. I know they got some kind of weird tower. Yeah, I guess the ticket, it's not because they move offices, right? Like, there are. Yeah, there's. We need to have, like, every. Are they still in Victory? Yeah. But whenever we were at Revershawn, there was, like, a. There's something on top of the building. And then uh, we. Whenever we moved to Victory, it was arranged. There's, like, a tower on top of the W that broadcasts the signal to our tower. In. There's, like, some. A lot of them are in Cedar Hill. Uh, the, there was one in Sanger. I'm trying to remember if that's the 1310 one or not. It might be. I don't think so. I think it was, uh, like the old FM signal. The new one is maybe Louisville. Uh, I don't know. So 1310 is the AM station. Yeah. 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 But all those, none of those are like 1310, the, the, the physical tower that broadcasts the frequency yeah. that creates 1310 is not like next to the what? offices of the station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh-huh. That makes sense, though. Uh, why? I'm an FM man, dude. I prefer FM. I, it sounds like cleaner or like, you know, it's easier to hear to me, less static. I don't know. Maybe I'm just imagining that. But I always wondered, like, why does the I mean, ticket? Obviously not. 
why do they lead with 1310 instead of whatever they are on the FM? So, like, that's the brand. Yeah, but why? Like, Well, I mean, whenever they bought the signal, they couldn't afford another one. Oh, so they started as an AM only? Yeah. Oh, okay. So not every radio station is AM and FM. So, like, during the ascendancy, you know, like, as they're building their brand as a, a rogue outfit. So, okay, and then it's, like, big balling when you buy FM yeah, and I mean, the current FM signals within the last, it's probably about 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Did I tell you? I For a long time, it didn't. No, no. Yeah, because I was just doing like my scan, um, uh-huh. uh, FM scan. You okay. Know, I, I was like. You landed on 96.7? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I was just scanning through and I was like, I know they're on FM. Like, maybe I'll hit them. Like, it's not, it was, so it wasn't like a complete surprise. Why? But then, in uh, like your own vehicle sitting here in the city you live in you're just well, I never listen to the radio. radio so i like uh so you decided to turn it on see what are the stations yeah well i'm more interested in the radio now that you know i i know so much more about the ticket you know in general just hearing okay. you relate anecdotes and uh so i'm no, normally like a cd guy and then i used to listen CD guy. yeah yeah awesome well, my, i mean my car is like a 2009 you know i think 2010 uh-huh. So it's, it's got a, not to brag, but a six disc changer, dude. Uh, <laughs> in dash? In dash. Or you're going baby. in the trunk. No, it's in dash, baby. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my dad had trunk CD player Hell in yeah. the 90s. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a, like, so I, and I, so I was mainly CDs and I, it's like old enough. It has aux cord, but not Bluetooth. Okay. Uh, but like the phone doesn't have aux cord anymore. Yeah. I so, mean, you could just buy an adapter, but sure. I have, but they suck. Like they get, you know, they fray after a minute and, you know, so. How much are they? I don't It's more the time and the thought and like just buying buy like it, four of them now. It. You think I haven't done that? And then where do you keep them? <laughs> you In know, the car. I've done that. But then you think you've got another one and then you don't. And then, so like, I mean, I've been through all <laughs> okay. this. I've had the car for a while. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've kind of given up. That's why I'm like, now I'm like, fuck it, listen to the radio. And I'm like, you know, I do know a prominent broadcaster, a Dallas radio personality. Uh, Jake. <laughs> no, dude, Dallas radio personality, TC Fleming. I just do this podcast. Well, I know, but I'm referring to how you've been referred to in some of our press. In some of it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I did hear Jake. I think it was Jake and Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like one of, I don't know what you call it, but like, you know, when O'Reilly throws it to Hannity. Or yeah, probably yeah, yeah. now when Hannity throws it to Tucker. Yeah, the mix. Uh, yeah, yeah. So Why it was like there were a, a bunch of other dudes talking to them. Yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure I heard Jake and Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a bunch of other dudes. Was it around three o'clock? Yeah, it was around, you know, afternoon time, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, this was up. But, you know, then I'm used to four and a half hour no commercial broadcast. Uh, that's my preferred, you know, kind of audio medium. So they hit me with a commercial, uh, I guess, before, either before Jake and Dan took over or before the new guys took over. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I also think I was ordering food. So I, I you know. I'm going to say, I didn't, I, you know, I didn't listen to it after the commercial, but it's not a knock on the quality of the broadcast. Yeah, I don't listen to the commercials either. Yeah, I mean, that's how they get you. Speaking of which, cushy dreams. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, those aren't even commercials. It's just entertainment. Yeah. For people, I mean, you know, uh, he, Alex is referring to the, uh, the Come Town podcast. I mean, I've, well, other people have cushy dreams ads, I'm pretty sure, right? They the I guess ones? that's that I technically go? possible. I don't know. I don't listen to other stuff. It's only Come Town and Life Skills? Yeah. Those that's all you too. need. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I would never accept CBD sponsorship money, dude. Why? No, I would, I guess. Delta 8, once it's legal. Uh, it is back. Please, spon- Where are we sponsored again? I don't think that. Yeah, that was a joke, dude. I would love to be sponsored by the Delta 8 lobby. No, but it is legal again. Okay, good. Like there was a ruling. A oh, judge good, good, came good. in, something like that. Okay. I saw on Twitter. I haven't read up on it. I don't read any of the articles, but I see the, the headlines. Whenever I go to retweet changing. them, though, it asks me if I want to. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> uh, the last Bitch, one I, saw, I know what I'm fucking doing. They were like, it's legal again, but it, that might change Shut again. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, of course. It always, I mean, it's not settled, but. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like more unsettled than Advil. You know, yeah, I think that's true. <laughs> like, I, I mean, mean, I would Advil say Advil could settled. become illegal. If you think about it, dude, I this is one of those like stoner arguments that I have no idea if it's accurate or not. But uh, have you ever heard someone be like, "Man, if they didn't have Advil now, the FDA would never approve it, dude." I think that's possible. And look how many people use it, and how many people are helped. Yeah, I was. Uh, can I can I get like? Uh, I, I I I to be clear, walked into this. I think that we got another video we'd like to play. Yeah, yeah. I I went to check my notes, thinking that I had some other stuff, and I I was just wrong. Okay. I uh, I, I don't have a single thing. Okay. Um. So you just like you know. So I I don't have anything that I have to say. But here's the thing I could say. But in order to say it, I'm gonna need like three minutes or something. Is that? Yeah, yeah, that is what was it? I, I already don't remember. Never mind. <laughs> Hopefully it'll well, come Oh back. no, 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 okay, I got it. I got it. Um so uh the the Brunigs uh that's another podcast. Um they were talking about Matt was remembering uh one of my favorite episodes of all time in uh, in life of uh do you remember whenever jerry jones had some embarrassing photos released of him with some young women no yeah so it's like him in a bathroom uh they they are strippers by trade but i do not believe they were officially working that night um but like they're they're in a bathroom with him like everyone's clothed but like they're very suggestive photos he's got his hands on their breasts and one of them oh boy another one like the woman's like like he's got his pants on but like her head is like by his crotch like that kind of stuff her head is okay um, who took the photo a woman named Jana weckerly okay. glad you asked okay uh who also uh worked as an exotic dancer i believe okay um and so the these photos come out uh it was you know a large deal yeah i remember i, I don't know i don't when I, was this uh 2014 i think and so dude how is jerry's people not doing phone checks on the ladies i mean and ndas like i he's just he's not that way 
Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. I shouldn't suggest that he would have people thinking about that. He's he's too pure. They they run a pretty family operation. Yeah. Like I'm sure I'm that some of that goes dude. on. I'm interested to hear how he ended up with these women because I But agree. I also think he like doesn't care what the lawyers say, you know? Yeah, yeah, clearly. Like you yeah, fucking yeah, told yeah. me all this shit, whatever, dude. Also, he's drunk all of the time. Yeah, oh really? Yeah, so there was another profile Jerry, of him. About old Jerry. Uh, Don Van Natta Jr., a major sports investigative journalist, did like <coughs> a profile where Jerry talked to him pretty extensively. Uh-huh. And the main thing that came out of the profile is how often Jerry's just got Johnny Walker Blue in hand. Wow. And the answer to how often is all the time. There's not like, a yeah, five wow. minutes to go by. That's <laughs> hard to not, do, man. That's like some people can though, and wouldn't he, you agree? He's an exceptional individual. I'm, no, yes. I mean, I'm saying it, it honestly. I don't mean to. Although you know, oh, that's dude. You shouldn't ask me what I've been thinking about. I'm I'm coming in here unscripted too. I was about to go a little too hard off the cuff. I still might, but I was gonna say, I uh, I don't want to glamorize substance abuse or. The notion, the romantic notion of the high-functioning alcoholic, you know? Mm-hmm. But Jesus, dude. I mean, if he really is drunk all the time, that is pretty impressive. Uh, unless he's like... Very don't try this at home, but for sure. you can yeah, yeah, still yeah. salute a legend for doing I wouldn't what he listen does. to the lawyers either. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you listen to them, you wouldn't be drunk all the time. I mean, you also wouldn't have bought all those wells, right? Yeah. I mean, I see, I don't even know what he did for money. Boston Wells. The move, man. He originally tried to bring uh, Shakey's Pizza to somewhere. Okay. It was either California or Missouri. Don't ask me which. Okay. okay. Uh, and, and failed. Okay. Yeah. Fell upwards. But uh, so. So anyway, he's in the bathroom. He's got these pictures that get released. And, you know, everyone's talking about the pics. Uh I remember there's some kind of stuff in this. It got back to me third hand, like society people being disgusted on his wife's behalf. And I just love thinking about that. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Just the, the main, like it, the way it was relayed to me, it made me understand that, uh, it's like a small town, rich people in Dallas. Uh, yeah, for sure. And they all know each other and they talk about each other in that way. And like, it's just, you know, like their Dunbar is like each other. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, it it seemed from that brief insight I had to function in the exact same way as, you know, any other like small group, even though this is a I giant I was thinking city. about that rec- with Bezos' stupid post to Leonardo. Uh, did you I see, that see that recently? No. Like Bezos on his Twitter, like uh, I think Leonardo DiCaprio or someone posted about Leonardo DiCaprio, but all I said was like, Leo is Mr. Steel Yo Girl, mm-hmm. which obviously he could be if he wanted to be, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and based on a New York Magazine profile, does want to be. Yeah, you know, at least, yeah. I'm not inclined uh, to hold 20-year-old profiles against him, though. No, I don't recall walking away from the profile. You know, I think I have read it. You know, there are semantics. The beating I mean, the guy up. Yeah, is not it cool. ends with them beating up the boyfriend <laughs> of the writer. Yeah, that's, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you can tell the writer like kind of thinks that's cool. 
<laughs> you know, yeah, like, if I'm the boyfriend, I'm reading that furious. Like, they broke up for sure. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she called him. Yeah, for sure. And then he was like, call Toby. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like, what were we saying? Oh, like, so Bezos uh, tweeted, like retweeted it, quote tweeted it mm-hmm. with like a picture of him on a hike uh with and there's a sign it's like danger dangerous path like you'll fall off the mountain or whatever you know basically if you if you go down this path you will get hurt and bezos is like standing over the sign and he's like hey leo come with me i'm going to show you something basically like you better not try to steal my my girl you better not try to steal yeah i mean i'm not that old dude you know, it's like a bizarre thing for these people. Like, you're a billionaire. You're the, like the face of like the most important company on the globe, or like the history of mankind. Like, according to some people, depending on how you define it. At and least in like, the olden days, they had the good fucking uh, not even sense, but like decorum to act detached and un- inhuman. Yeah, this like, is like really. A, it's all too real, dude. Bring it's back like fucking Rockefellers or whatever. Yeah, exactly. It's like. Because it hit me, I was like, this is just a regular guy in his 50s uh, with his second wife who, like, is, you know, you know about a live girl? <laughs> what? That was his pet name for her. Like, in the text messages, he'd be like, good morning, a live girl. That was the, the, the word alive and then girl. Which okay. I, dude, I was journaling about that this morning, honestly. Nice. Like, or maybe yesterday. Like, who's who's the contrast with a live girl like who was dead dude you know what i mean Mackenzie bezos i mean obviously Jeff, before he met her maybe both, both of them yeah you know when they're together they feel alive and you know the rest of the world is dull and lifeless i mean i don't you know? think that he i you, i bet he would chafe at your characterization there what he just wants to talk about how alive she is why does it have to be contrasted with anything i'm not caring well it's like what's dead dude i mean you, you nothing gotta, just she's alive life. well dude i mean i hope jeffrey is up on the you know in the early chapter of dune when you know he's he's getting tested by the old lady mm-hmm. he's like i i know this bitch is not talking to me about the tension of opposites like or the unity of opposites or something like he's like annoyed that she thinks she's like blowing his mind by being like in life isn't there a little death or like you know whatever did you read but, the book is that what's yeah, going yeah. on okay uh, i didn't i don't know i read it like a couple of years ago i went off uh and read like whatever ones until the guy died yeah, uh, I, I've heard the ones with his kid or shit. That's why I stopped. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's that was my impression too. But that was like a while ago. So, but when the movie came out, I did start rereading it, but I stopped. But I did reread that chapter. Did you watch the movie? Fuck yeah. Okay. I guess we haven't talked about it. No. Yeah, it was great. I enjoyed it. You didn't like it? No, I, lo- I loved okay. it. Okay. No. Your face was momentarily ex- not expressive, and I was like, I thought you were gathering the strength. Whatever you read, I didn't intend to meet. Yeah. No, I thought it was fucking great. It was, dude. Oh, should we announce our, the next movie we're doing? Sure. It's Prisoners by the director of Dune. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. why it reminded me. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a classic Thanksgiving film. The yes. preeminent Thanksgiving film. The and by the time we get around to it, it probably will be Thanksgiving. Are we not doing it next week? Probably not. Maybe. Can we do a movie in a week? 
Can we be ready? Let's let's commit to two weeks from now, and then if we do it next week, everyone will be surprised and okay. happy. That's fair. But it's probably going to be two weeks from now. That's fair. That would be um, more timely for Thanksgiving anyway. Yeah. 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 But yeah, so Jerry released or these photos yeah, yeah, come yeah. out of him. And um, a guy, uh, I don't, I'm trying to recall, I should have looked this up. Although this isn't even what I'm trying to talk about. This is just the means to the larger idea I'd like to discuss that is entirely unrelated. Okay. Um, a guy comes out drops a manifesto and is like uh i released the photos to save jerry and (laughs) (laughs) like the that he's he says uh that he's been trying to contact jerry for a while because he was worried that other people were going to blackmail jerry about him sure but like jerry has been like just brushing him off so he had to climb trump tower (laughs) yeah um and then at the end of the manifesto turns this to well what i really like to speak with you about today is that i am in fact the son of god okay yeah Yeah. go on um and uh yeah so it's it's great stuff uh i you know i is that in the manifesto too what that he's the son of god yeah yeah yeah, okay okay I, that's, like I mean, that's the main point, you know? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that, like, listen, I understand you came here to talk about the photos or whatever, and we can do that. This guy's like J- Julian Assange. I have something more important to tell you, and <laughs> I would like to focus on that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, so whenever all this came out, I was unemployed. I had been fired from the Pensacola job and uh, had not, you know, I mean, that was like, april end of april beginning of may that that ended and it was september before i had full-time employment again so it fell in that period okay and whenever that came out the dude his name is frank hoover uh so every time kanye talks about frank or larry hoover (laughs) i like to imagine that he said frank hoover that's funny um and uh so i wanted to know more right i'm sure and found pretty quickly that uh frank wanted me to know more okay and had in fact been publishing prolifically okay uh most prominently on youtube okay we just put up hours long videos of him running the dash cam driving around topeka kansas uh-huh. and he's got dallas connections he lived here but i i think that he's some kind of i i, I I don't know ever if this is an accurate picture or if I've just been sketching because all this was seven years ago, obviously. And so how much of this is reality and how much of this is just me imagining things and filling them in and over time of whatever. But I feel like there is, I feel like it's somewhat common in Dallas of, especially with some of the wealth here being tied to resource extraction. Although I don't think there's a lot of resource extraction from Kansas. Um, but it seems to me like a lot of the rich people have history elsewhere. Hmm. Like the Dallas is kind of where they come to participate in that Jerry Jones rich people circle, but yeah. they're from Planetary somewhere chakra. else. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, maybe. Um, and so they've they've still got like so he's he's Dallas and Topeka based. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, and but so he was he was back in Topeka. And was just driving around listening to uh, Tom DeLonge's side project, Boxcar Racer. 
Oh boy. Uh, and like talking about, you know, what the hidden messages, not even that hidden, but just the messages of the songs meant to him. Sure. You know, all the stuff about the CIA. Sure. And uh, a lot of numerology, a lot of like reading the license plates and saying sure. what the license plate meant to him yeah. as a okay. signifier. Yeah. God was communicating to him fairly directly through these license plates. Believe that. Uh, and there was something about boxes. Oh, yeah, because I think that this was certainly tied in with the boxcar racer thing. Like, I think that he directly right. stated that. Right. That somehow so he needed to be like driving boxes. Okay. Like that he needed to be driving in a square. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That's and that verbal that, fluidity there. Yeah, and I, I think that also, like, if you could kind of like make the boxes so that they were like an infinity sign that was also strong. You know what I mean? Sure. Just like if you had like kind of a loop. Circle you know? the square. Yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, so I I listened to a lot of it and uh, put out an it's just banter where I was just trying to tell the people everything i could understand sure about okay. what some of it had to do with p okay like i think that like i i know it was definitely i need to keep driving until such and such happens and so i don't have time to stop and pee like the astronaut lady yeah yeah the diaper one yeah yeah, yeah. but uh, uh no whack lisa Nowak. sounds right i think that's her name yeah um Dude, what has my wife ever done for me? <laughs> Not true. <laughs> With a diaper on. True. Um, but so I think I think also that he thought to some extent that the buildup of P was helpful for seeing the visions. Okay. Like they okay. kind of really put, you know, an, an edge to things. Sure. But so they talked about this on the Brunigs, and they they talked about the manifesto and everything, but all the stuff about uh, Frank. This was recent? Yeah, it was like last week. Mm. And the stuff about Frank, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Um, I, I Usually a sports description, I'm going to, but I didn't know this was really about the son of God holding in his urine, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the holding in the urine stuff, uh, the, you know, I, I looked, the channel's up, none of the videos are up. Okay. All of it's gone now. Okay. So anyone coming to this story would not have the rich treasure trove of material that's available to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Got and it. so, uh, you know, I was so I, I want I wanted to tell Matt about that. So I went and found the episode and emailed it to him and and started to listen to it. But like, did, you know, I, I, it's hard to listen to that stuff from that long ago. It, also, I just I had other things. I didn't have an hour to devote to that that day. Sure. Sure. Um, and, but I, so I started to listen to it and I, in the beginning of the episode was going on about, uh, reading, uh, the, you know, Tom Bissell is Tom Bissell is a, a video game critic. Yes. You do? I've heard the name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, you would like it. Has he written about GTA? Definitely. Did he like smoke crack and play GTA? Absolutely. Yeah, That's that guy's the, guy. the man. Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that shit rules. It's not crack. It's just powder cocaine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not like you mean someone else. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm like, you wrote an article about it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. a top notch article. Yeah, it is. The the book that I'm thinking that I was talking about. It's it's the closer. It's a collection of essays, and this is the one we're building to. Okay, okay. Um, it's called Extra Lives, I think. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't read it, but it's good. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, and anyone out there who's interested in it. Check it out, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, at the very least, I'm going to go find it and read that uh, that particular essay again. I mean, the GTA... I think it's available like, online. Long-time listeners know I'm not a cocaine boy, but the, the notion of being in a, a state while playing GTA 4 resonates with yeah, me. Yeah, just all night. Yeah, GTA and that was oh, I love just it so feeling much, alive. Dude. That sounds wonderful. Did I ever tell you like this? Actually, it makes me sound too psycho. What I would do, dude? I'll drop it some point, but I don't want to derail you. <laughs> what? No. Uh, when I would fight with my wife, like, or she was my girlfriend at the time, but we would be on the phone a lot, mm-hmm. and like we would get in arguments or whatever. And uh, the cheat codes were like really easy to use in GTA Four. Did you do those? Uh, I didn't play four. Oh, really? I'm excited for the remasters to come out. Yeah, it's going to be all Dude, you're going to like it. I I think so. I think it's going to hold up. I wonder if they're going to, like, take stuff out. Because there was some wild shit in there. It's GTA, dude. It's definitely like, they couldn't make this today. You know, like, that kind of... We'll see. I'm interested. I'm sure if if the... Whatever the answer is, there will be coverage of of the answer, I suspect. Uh, But... uh, so you could like the guy carries a cell phone and you just you store numbers in your phone mm-hmm. and you just dial them and it's like it loads you up with all the weapons or it'll manifest a vehicle or whatever. So you could load up with all the weapons and body armor and manifest a helicopter okay. like immediately. So I would do that. And then, you know, this one's in New York, Liberty City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then this is the whole time, like, you know, like. Is Cranberry depicted in the game? <laughs> no, I wish. I New Jersey is, uh, but I think it's like northern, you know, New Jersey only. Uh, but, you know, just getting chewed out, giving it back, like whatever. But yeah. to hold my own temper in and get some of the excess aggression out, I would manifest a helicopter uh, and then fly it to Times Square, uh, time it right so that I could jump out and like land on that like booth kind of area, like or like a little. I have this little platform I like to go like right off to the side, mm-hmm. and then I would just manifest like all the weapons and just yeah. Stephen Paddock out. Yeah, no, uh, I've, I've done it a lot. Like, no, it's a good point. No, you're right. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like throwing Molotovs at cop cars and shit. Like, anyway. Yeah, no, in, in five, there's like a construct, there's a couple different construction cranes. This will work on both of them. There's the one like kind of towards like the Beverly Hills kind <coughs> of area. It's like near the their depiction of sunset. Yeah, yeah. Um, That I, I would climb that one, get a parachute, because I you could. Like I would, I would, de- I would do that for a while, you know. Like just cause a car pile up and then make one of the cars blow. Like just get like ten cars where you shoot out the yeah, 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 driver yeah, 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 and they're yeah. all there, and then you get one of them to blow yeah, up and yeah. blow oh, up the rest baby. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you can just like jump and parachute and steal a car and like if you know that that was. I mean, it got to be like once that I ever outran the the five blinking lights, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. have done it. You just get to the airport, fly away. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can't. Hard. You can't. You can get to the airport in GTA Four, but there's nothing to do there. You're just driving around. Yeah, like, no. You can get on like planes, you know, yeah, or you can steal tight. one. That's the big thing. There's always one like sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like next to a stair, so it'd be so frustrating. So I'd get there, and then I would just, in my haste, run into the the movable stairs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Motorized yeah, okay, stairs. Okay. I never finished five. I like, I lost, I always lose momentum right around the time that they roll up with Lester. 
but I like the game a lot, but I just can't play the beginning one more time, man. I wish yeah. I could just like get to the middle or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I started it for the PS5 whenever I got back from LA because I just loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah. wanted to, to chase that feeling. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, the same deal. I, I agree with you. But four, I might be ready to replay, dude. There's a level that's fully based off like a, a scene in Heat, if I'm recalling correctly. Nice. That is pretty fucking good. Yeah, no, I, I haven't played. And now that I haven't played all the ones that they're remastering, and now they're remastering them, I yeah. anticipate I'll devote some time to that. Yeah, four was my first one. I mean, I remember. I, mean, like, I played one and two. Yeah, I prior to them, uh, you know going to Excel. I never on, owned uh, them. On nine eleven, our teacher let some of the kids go to the library to uh, research more info about what was going on. <laughs> okay. And they had GTA two installed on the computer somehow, like some <laughs> rap scallion had, had snuck it on there. So that was how I spent my nine eleven. That's so funny. Too. I mean. That is kind of what was going on. Yeah, you know, so, in many ways. All it was was just Taliban 9-11, dude. They stole the plane. I mean, we just talked about you steal the plane. Yeah, yeah. You outrun the five stars. You try. You know? But if they catch you. I said it was Taliban 9-11. That was actual 9-11. I meant Taliban GTA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the Tom Bissell thing, I, I don't I mean, I need to go... I don't know if I want to read the entire book again, but the, at some point in the book, he spends, I think, a brief amount of time talking about, he's commenting on something he read from someone else about conventions uh-huh. and how the, like all of them, like all conventions are unexamined and upon examination are ridiculous. Oh, like thought conventions, not like Comic-Con. Correct. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah, mean okay. like specifically thought conventions, but like, yes, no, I don't mean Comic Con. Okay. I mean like societal conventions. Yeah. 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 Like convention, conventional thought. Yeah. You, yeah. That's what, yeah. I think I, I understand you. Yeah. Well, anyway. Okay. But just the, so I've been back on it and I was, uh, I, I had a good one. And I'm, I'm just not going to be able to recall it. But, oh. um, I don't know. It's, it's it seemed like a ground that you might like thinking about. I love thinking about conventions, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, maybe it'll come to you. Yeah. No. I mean, you know, like uh, obvious one is sports. You know, like it's ridiculous that we all do all of this. It is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? It's like I see the value. I, I'm not arguing against doing it. The older I get, the more I think. When I was like little and just would like fly around all the time and stuff, like I, I was just like, yeah, they're better at sports than me, but I can play sports too. Like this is kind of dumb. Like I should just go play sports. But that's not true of me anymore. Like I can't just even like watching skateboarders on Instagram. I'm like, literally can't do it, dude. Like I, I watched a video of a kid uh, trying to grind a staircase, you know, like for a year and he's just eating shit. Like, you know, it's like a 17 stair grind. And he's just like, if I fell once the way he falls every day, I would like break bones. Like I'm, I'm just old. Uh, and it's like, so knowing that, that the, the athleticism peak athleticism like is so transient and ephemeral and not like it but it doesn't just come to you you have to work and be deliberate for so long and to see it like uh 
just in those moments like i don't watch a ton of sports but when i do like it i get into it dude i i think i used to think it was dumb as shit like really dumb but i don't know the like there's something to be said for dumb stuff especially if like we do it over and over again dude you know it's like every society has some sort of like we all like to play games, but what if we got, like, we all know who the best is at it. Let's have them play and just watch. And it's like, it's fucking cool as shit, dude. I mean, it's kind of what we're doing with podcasting, basically, you know, intellectually. Sure. I'm yeah, joking. everyone can talk, but what if we got the people who are best at it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Um, you know, one way that it shows up within sport, like I, I, I spend so much time thinking about, and you know, I got some ideas, but I don't know that I'll ever feel like I fully understand it. Um, like the, the differences in violence in sporting events between America and Europe. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm but, not totally familiar with like, uh, I have like generalizations popped in my head when you said that, but I'm not confident that they're accurate. Like the visiting section in uh, like soccer stadiums, yeah, is like physically walled off. Okay, okay. Because if it weren't, they would stab each other constantly. Yeah. Wow. And there's like trains set up, like in in England, you know, like there'll be like that they load up a subway car with like all the Chelsea fans and like they have a police escort like to the Arsenal stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just so they like they, there's a lot of care paid to getting them in and like they have to be in and like in their seats before any Arsenal fans show up. Yeah. And so like if you if you're a Chelsea fan that wants to see this game, like you better be fucking loading onto this train car 3 hours before or whatever. Like otherwise they're just not going to let you anywhere near it because if they do then these guys are going to stab you. That's wild, man. And, you know, I mean, like, I, I don't know that you would say, like, it's it's not like there's a giant dip. Like, it's not like the ratings are way. I'd, I'd be interested in what the ratings comparison is. But I, I would think certainly if you added up all of, like, all the sports teams played in Dallas versus the ratings of, like, a Newcastle United game in Newcastle. Yeah. I would think they were pretty fucking comparable. Like, I, I don't think that there's, like, more fervor in, like, other ways. You know what I mean? I think it's just, like, there's the same rough let, amount of people that let, like it. Let me ask you this, though. But just the conventions of how they like it is that it includes violence. I Sorry. To, that, no, that's I'm glad you were able done. to tie off your point because, yes, that, that I think well said, and I don't have an answer, but I have some thoughts. Sure. Could there be something where having more teams in a city, number one, correlates with the city just has more going on, it's doing better, so the people are probably less likely to be violent, and then also like it's less concentrated? Like, See, I think the biggest problem is like uh, there's like six Premier League teams in London, and oh wow, okay, there's big problems. Yeah, yeah. Well, that kind of cuts against that analysis. Yeah. Uh, are are the people okay? So you know you got the Brexit, the 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 pro Brexit, and the the stays and the leaves. What is it? Leave and remain. Leave and remain. The leaves are the white people that wanted to Brexit. I mean, it's England. All of them are white, but not anymore. Isn't that like what they're like complaining about? There's obviously there are uh, other races that live in uh, Britain, but 
a lot of their complaints were against like the boutique whites. Like uh, yeah, you got too that. many Polish people. Polish Polish people. Oh, those kind of boutique whites. Oh, okay. I see. I I got you. Okay, but either way, my my question is like, are the new the newer immigrant populations like when they mean immigrant there they're not referring exclusively to people of other skin colors but they are also referring to that oh most definitely (laughs) you know the no go zones but they're including groups that you would not think to go zones uh the polish no go zone would be sick dude i i mean i think that there are areas where like they they'd speak polish predominantly and you know like there's yeah yeah no i believe that yeah yeah they used to have that here i yeah. mean why not somewhere else yeah uh, no but my question was like uh, i mean chicago still has i mean it's not like that i'm sure that in like 1880s chicago it was a hundred percent whereas like uh you know now it's just a tourist version of that but you know yeah. I, I went to a dispensary in uh the greek area of town and i think was, the uh, cultural stuff goes on like the generation you know some people call it generational trauma some people call it just you know intergenerational cultural transmission but i feel like uh you know i don't i think i'm like a third generation on one side and fourth on the other mm-hmm. like on uh of the irish immigrants mm-hmm. so you can't really claim that you've even spoken to someone who has a memory of yeah. ireland uh, in your family but then it's like yeah, that's why it was so cool meeting the people in my family that were living there now. It felt like a I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it right. would be cool. Absent that, I absolutely could not. But it's like, and even that it was like it's for a what, different a experience. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I but agree I'm just with saying, you. like, I, I see it's not like threads. being raised by a grandmother who was constantly telling you about the her experience growing up somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My but, grandmother grew up in Iowa. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But that's somewhere else. Yeah, it is kinda. somewhere else uh anyway so anyway what happened with the guy which one the manifesto guy jerry jones dude well no i was just saying that because i was going back and listening to the episode that we did about frank it made me i was listening to my previous comments got it got it about conventions and uh I don't know, you know, maybe maybe you can just think about it before we come back next week and tell us all your thoughts about conventions. Yeah, I've been thinking about quite a few of them, conventions. Do you answer the phone? Do you Are you obligated to answer the phone when someone calls? I think no. I watched a uh, phone booth this weekend. <laughs> did you really? Huh? I did. See, then it's like, I, I'm like, I think no, but what if your boy's in a phone booth, dude, like a phone booth situation? But that's one of uh, Sutherland's big things. Like oh, really? he's like that's a like repeated mantra of the movie. Oh damn. Not that I would have remembered yeah, any I, don't remember that at all. <laughs> I remembered that he was in a phone booth. Yeah. Someone's like shooting at him while he's in the phone booth. Yeah, it's Sutherland. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh but he's like, you know, a fucking ringing phone has to be answered. Got it. Because Colin Farrell does pick up the phone. Like that's what he's saying. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. you're in this phone booth, you don't know who called. Why would you fucking pick it up? You got no idea what's going on, but you did. Because yeah. of course we would, because a ringing phone has to be answered. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it I mean but that's before we had these uh unknown caller. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish you could just not get phone calls. I also wish there was a moment when You know I, how to silence unknown numbers? Yeah. Okay. But like you still see a thing, you know, you can't yeah. a- avoid the knowledge of them completely. There was a minute when I, I throw didn't your have, phone away. I want to. 
I didn't have voicemail set up. Like I didn't set it up, and so I didn't have that is voicemail. The least surprising thing I've ever heard. It ruled, but <laughs> eventually, like it was I'd like when to I go back. Yeah, I would, but you can't. You can't. Mm-mm. Like uh, because it was when I was working, and eventually, like you know, one of my supervisors was basically like, "You have to get voicemail," and I made the case. I was like, "I don't actually," and it's it's actually bad, uh, and here's why. But you know, of course. Basically, this person was like, I, I, like, I would prefer to leave you voicemails and know that you'll be listening to them. But to me, it's such an imposition. I and it. it like, it's in it. I did at one law firm, the email, like you would get a transcribed voicemail in your email every time you got a voicemail. Okay. It was pretty good. Yeah, uh, so well, that, I mean, I you know, know, obviously all iPhones transcribe <laughs> voicemails. Yeah, it's true, but it's more cumbersome than just like, oh, when I'm checking my email, I will also check this. It's almost as if like that's true. Your your outlook is your secretary being like, well, you got emails from here, and oh, by the way, someone called. Here's what they said. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you're in message checking mode versus like you have. To I agree with that. Switch tasks, but uh, yeah, no, I I I I uh, I put a joke on uh, on Twitter. Likes just poured in. Yeah. People loved it. High yeah. engagement. Um. I mean, that's what I would say, regardless of context or, the, you know, actual facts. Really? Uh, yeah. If I'm going to describe a tweet that I Do you ever just get a, a thing, full... I just, I would just, I would tell you that it was good no matter what. Do you ever, in this day and age, at this stage in your career, just get a full airball tweet of just zero engagement, no likes, no retweets, the no good comments? Ones. You still get those? I mean, me yeah, good. it's rel- like if it's yeah, like throw up. two or three, I'm like, okay. <laughs> Two or three for me, that's a good day. <laughs> it's like I'm like everybody's out. I don't I don't know if I've gotten like a I don't know the last time I got a zero. Yeah, yeah. I was um, wondering. But uh because Jack's from Vanderpump rules. I mean, he's got kicked off. Uh-huh. Uh but and maybe that's why. But he tweets like he's like you find old celebrity tweets from like 2009 where they're just like, but I he's love making noodles. those today. Like, yeah. Dude. Hell yeah. And he gets like 17 likes on them. Like, or at least when I see them, you know, uh, I don't go back. I'm, you know, I'm a real time boy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, I was like, I wonder, is that just normal? Like Jack seems like he should be getting thousands of likes. And he's got 17. I don't know. Like, he's posting pictures of his kid and getting, like, under 100 likes on them. He was on a Bravo show. He was the, the major star of it. It's wild shit to What's me. the follower count? It's got to be in the millions. I mean, it's one more. <laughs> I, I'm if it's, if it's in the millions and he's getting 10 people, they're like, I mean, hey, yeah, know. all right, okay. That's, <laughs> Jesus, that's brutal. I mean, not that any of it matters. But uh, I think it matters to him, or maybe it doesn't. The, the content of it was, uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I think that there's something to this. Um, just we're a generation of people raised by people who had to make phone calls like all the time. <laughs> they're just making and taking phone calls. Yeah, they love you know to do much? it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would say they love to do it. You would love to do it if it was your only thing. Like if it was the alternative was write a fucking letter. True. Like, imagine a world where you had to love to do it yeah and then it'd be excruciating they made an alternative and it was just writing more letters faster yeah shitty and everyone letters. loved it yeah not me i know mo what 
Well, dude, you'd rather make a phone call than send a text message. It's not the behavior I've observed. Well, it depends on what it depends on the context, but yes, in our relationship, yes. Uh, I think what happened because I was the reason I brought this up was a guy at the wedding I went to was giving Just, me shit. He'll hear this too. That our pod, he brought up the podcast because he was like, "I got to listen to you talk to TC." I mean, I figure everyone at the wedding was talking about it. Just buzzing. They were buzzing, dude. They were buzzing. Uh, but, uh, and I missed like one phone call. It's not like I'm ignoring all these phone calls, but mm -hmm. I think the switch happened for me at least was like, uh, at work, I would be on the phone so much. So it became like part of work, you know, but emails were even worse, also part of work. Uh, and so once I stopped working, I kind of try to avoid both because it like, I don't know, it like feels like I have to get into a, like a work mode. You know, it's like a whole different kind of thinking. Yeah, I like, I don't know, or I can't get into like pre-work phone calls. Like it's like a, it it's like a more energy draining experience because like the listening takes more. I don't know. It's it's a a remarkable breathtaking act of narcissism to explain that you can't answer other people's phone calls because you're such a good listener. <laughs> heavy lies the crown dude you know, someone's got to say it but it, you, you would you would have to agree that uh it seems like most people don't like phone calls these days for sure yeah 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 and i would the universality of that <clears throat> makes me think that that's speaking to something that has always been true like the i yeah like sorry if you, i just if, thought of something never mind that you what do you got well i looked off to the side and it looked like we had like a eye contact moment that, that was more the apology uh it, i wasn't that but i wasn't bothered at all okay then i'll, <laughs> I'll save it huh i'll save it what do you got oh I, the, uh well when you were saying like i was like why was i on the phone all day like at work but i then i remembered the answer is because emails suck more and are harder to write so I would often say to a client like, hey, can we talk this through for 20 minutes or I will take four hours to write you an email that you do not want to read. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm with that. So, you know, that. Yeah, no, there's there's things where I'd much rather like, let's not just talk it through. text that. But it seems like there is a broad consensus amongst people today yeah, that receiving yeah. a phone call is traumatic on some level. It's almost like, yeah, it's intrusive. How yeah. dare you? You know. And so I, I have to think that even amongst the people who would say now that they like it and are on these phone calls all the time, just calling, yeah. you know, just fucking calling people, like that's more just because it's a learned behavior. I would assume that they just overcame. And I mean, there's probably some people that are why that they do like phone calls, but it seems obvious to me that those people are in the minority. Yeah, and I think so. so if if it's a if it's a task that we're observing does take a toll having to constantly do it would be something else. And then whenever I said that, someone else replied and like, you know, just pointing out that for the vast majority of the time, they didn't even have call ID. <sighs> just the fucking true <laughs> ringing noise. Like, uh, my dad, uh, traveled a lot for work and was visiting a Volvo dealership. I don't even think he was at Volvo at that time. It probably would have been, I don't know. Maybe he was a Volvo. He, he worked for a Toyota dealership, but he never worked for Toyota, Toyota. I sure. think it was Toyota. Okay. 
Um, but he, so he was on the road for something. He was in Kansas City and uh, was like walking out of the hotel room to the next meeting and heard the phone ring and went back and picked it up and found out that his wife was giving birth to me prematurely. Or yeah, I mean, I think Whoa. it was like a week earlier. It wasn't that big a deal. Oh, okay. Um, but just like he, he wasn't expecting it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, got back in time. You know, yeah, wow. No big. But um, just something like that, you know, where he's – it's just a fucking phone ringing. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to track him down elsewhere. I mean, I do remember calling people at hotels – yeah, like as a kid, like just sure. call the front desk and be like, "Hey, my friend's staying there." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Insane. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it just I don't know. What a I world. mean, I I do get it, like how how important it would be because I do remember when I like uh, studied abroad in Costa Rica. It was like before cell phones were good enough that you could have one in another country. Like without going through a lot of expense. When I went to Italy, I was able to buy like a cheap, you know, whatever. Yeah, they didn't really have that even. But yeah, it was insane. Like going now and like it's it's the last time in my life. Surely will always remain the last time in my life where I just had to go buy paper maps. Yeah, yeah. I, like I would arrive in a city and just like would figure out, like, you know, figured out the places where they would give you a map if you asked for one. Yeah, yeah. And you learn to read it too, which I'm not, I don't really like. Oh, I but, loved it. Yeah, I, I prefer the, the phone map. I find a lot of utility there. That's what I'm saying though. Like uh, I had a phone, but then I didn't have it there. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. like a contrast. That I remember talking to my friend and being like, how the fuck did anyone do anything before cell phones? But I think it was like you answered the phone a lot more because it it could be potentially so much more important. Like just planning like, okay, I'll meet you here at eight o'clock. What if you can't? What if someone comes up? You know what I mean? It's like, I'm about to leave. Well, that phone ringing could be them. You in the last I mean? couple like, of years, you would, in that, like every couple of years, there would definitely be a night where like, you showed up and they just couldn't contact you and something came up and you yeah, just yeah. like find out a week later what the explanation was. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, and you just... Insane. It was credible. People could probably have gotten away with so much more shit back then. And no doubt they did. Yeah, probably, you know. Although, maybe they didn't think to see the possibilities. Yeah. You know, who knows? I was just thinking like, you miss a meeting or a lunch with somebody now, like it's like your phone is telling on you, dude. Like yeah. you've got a, a GPS, a call history, text, you know. Uh, anyway, I I didn't mind talking on the phone in the '90s that much. I liked it, but I was a kid. I didn't have shit to do either. Yeah, I mean, all I did was talk to my friends on the phone. Yeah, my that parents, was the primary activity every evening. My parents would be on the phone. Yeah, like and I because I remember when my voice changed. Uh, like uh, I would answer the phone and my dad's boys would always like start talking. Mm-hmm. Like they'd be like, Fred, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like, that experience. Hold up, dude. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they'd be like, oh, nice. nice. Good job changing your voice. Yeah. You know, and I, I did feel good about that. But I, you know, I would be answering the phone all the time. Now, like the phone ringing, I would literally be like, why is that happening? Like someone unplugged that phone. Like before it would occur to me to answer it. Yeah uh anyway 
What other conventions you got, dude? Oh, yeah, this dude, I'm saying, he's probably listening because he was, you know, he was mad. He was like, I have to listen to the life skills, you know, since you want to answer my phone call. Uh, you know, but we couldn't really have a nuanced conversation about it in the wedding environment with the music flowing and the alcohol flowing. It's a place for uh, mirth. Yeah, yeah. Well, guess how I was trolling this dude. This is how much of a Chad. You know you're a Chad when you can get trolled this way, dude. I told him that I found out about uh, becoming the supple leopard before him. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and that I was the guy that told him about it. <laughs> he was pissed, dude. He was like, apparently he was on the pre-order list, like mm -hmm. literally uh, before the book even came out, as he told me over and over again. So that was pretty fun. Pretty good wedding. I don't think we've ever explained supple leopard to the, the listener. You just refer to it occasionally. And you make a joke about wanting to have sex with a leopard. Uh, but, dude, I didn't even update you on my latest. I don't know that leopard. I made that. I just think that the title is inviting anyone who it's hears about it. To, <laughs> <laughs> it's a book about what? Stretching? Posture? Stretch, strength building. Just biomechanics, basically. Okay. But, dude, that's the thing that's so funny about it. A lot of you out there don't know how to sit. So exactly, dude. Write, read this book. Yeah. Buy this and book. And then take a year and just make sure you've got sitting and standing right, <sighs> okay. which is what I did. Uh, he teaches you how to sit to text. This is how you should do it. Um, this is how you do it, dude. I don't think that's right. It, it, I'm telling you, you will if you're doing it a lot. You'll notice a difference. Uh, <laughs> but for the listener, I was holding my phone up. Uh, yeah, like in front, like you're not looking down, you're looking. Yeah, my neck's more at, straight up. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, dude, I was finally ready. I was like, all right, I think I've got the mid bracing standing position down. Mm -hmm. You know, I've got the mid bracing sitting position standing. I mean, know, it down. seems like the central grift of the supple leopard is that anytime you have anything down, there's more. There's more to unlock. Well, I know, and I know that's your your beef with it all, but. It's like the unlocking, it's like video games. It's like, it's a progression. It feels good to, to keep unlocking. It's not a grift. It's a reward. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I see what you're saying. I, I'm not trying to argue against you doing this. I don't think it's a oh, bad yeah, no, use I know. time. Oh, well, I have another, that reminds me, actually, we are changing lives, I think. We've at least inspired one listener to refer to his garage gym or to refer to himself as a garage gym homie. Hell yeah. Because... Uh, my, you know, one of my boys sent me a picture. Well, of it's this. not really us changing the lives. Well, it's the no, garage he knows gym about it Definitely lives. from us. Mm -hmm. We are the conduit. No, that's how intellectual property works, dude. Once one, per once you get it and like talk about it and understand it, you're like, no, I'm, I'm not joking. Like you become the voice of it for whoever finds out about it from you. It's fucking insane to think about. Yeah, like. You know, like we talked about Gnosticism on this podcast. There are people who heard it and they were like, oh, that's what that is. The Gnostics would be so pissed if they knew that. Sure. You know, like in like 2,000 years ago when they're like writing. Yeah, that if, if they were stuff. like, well, I found a Gnosticism and they were like, oh, yeah, that, that Alex thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'd feel pissed just but thinking it, about it. You just like, wherever you hear something, that's where you heard it, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, Jesus could say something, but we heard it from Jamie. But it's so weird. I was thinking about that. Like, there are ideas that each of us has that we believe in so strongly and talk about so frequently that people associate them with us. Is like, like I certainly have, you know, like uh, 
this is Alex's worldview kind of thing. Or like uh-huh. if I would be making yeah, the yeah. point that I'd be like, well, it's kind of like an Alex point. Yeah. And sure. uh, inevitably at some point you did not have those ideas. And some of them you may have like just conjured up out of, but probably not. They came from somewhere else. Yeah. 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 So like your well, core you ideas used to be someone else's ideas. Yeah, for sure. Something to think about. Well, dude, Nas has a song, No Ideas Original. I think about it all the time. Because it's like, what even was the first idea? Obviously, it was like the act of creation by God. And it's like, who's to say that? Yeah, that's that? what I was going to say. I mean, ha- what else what, what could it have been? Like, and it's like, who's... I think it was, I'm hungry. I mean, that's kind of a dark way of putting it. That's very Greek, you know? Uh, it's like Saturn eating his children. Isn't sure. that like how we got it? The world in some way or something? Yeah. You know, a consciousness exploring itself is kind of like a, a devouring presence in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, it's like, who? how can you separate anything from the first idea, dude? It's just a variation of it. But what was it? Like, how? you know, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is getting a little too cosmic do you want to watch this video yeah but i want i uh i had something god damn dude. oh please i i forgotten it now too shit it was a convention social convention the wedding supple leopard oh yeah dude maybe this isn't that funny but for all that fucking shit in the supple leopard book dude i finally like i'm like i'm ready dude i've i've been You've stuck reached on leopard no, well, I was like, I'm ready to at least start the next steps, you know? So I did standing and sitting for literally like a year. I've obviously been walking too, but like just like... <laughs> what a <laughs> I, fucking like, sentence. Kind of on my own, you know, and just <laughs> thinking... <laughs> on my own! <laughs> like, no, <I'm> <laughs> yeah, I've been doing some like, walking. I mean, it's kind of self-taught. Yeah, <laughs> kind of freestyle walking, parkour. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, and he's made some comments like in the sitting and standing discussion about like what what various muscles are for that I've thought about as I've walked. Uh-huh, but uh-huh. anyway, so I finally, I'm like, all right, let me find out about walking. And this is a big ass book. Like there's a lot more chapters for me to go through. Sure. I get to the fucking walking part, dude. He's just like, it's too complex. <laughs> like, he's, he's <laughs> I got, got too much. I can't got, help you. Exactly, dude. He's got your one own paragraph, dude. He's like, my main thing is just, Focus on keeping your feet straight, which is what I intuited over the last year from his sitting and standing lessons. Like, and, and that is what I've done to, to get my swagger back. But I do feel a little bit ripped off, dude, that there's not. You See, know, I just, I hear you got. go through this, but like every time you show up, like uh, you talk about like, so it seems like you have roughly the same amount of aches and pains as me, a person who does nothing at all uh do, do would you dispute that like do you, do you feel like you have far less pain i don't as know a result of this book well not not than me than you had before you read this book oh you can speak co- to that i can't speak to the book itself it correlates you know it could just be the walking but i think the sitting and standing like by like thinking through the biomechanics of it really did help with the walking uh, but so, I, I'm not asking, are you able to walk? I'm saying your pain level, it's, it's plummeted. Well, but I'm saying I wasn't able to walk. So yes, I can easily walk now easily. 
And I remember like I couldn't go on long walks. Like I had knee braces. I had the cane for a minute. Do you remember that? <laughs> like, you don't remember? Like, uh, yeah. Remember like I couldn't go on hikes. It wasn't just like the poison ivy concerns. Like I really, I went to, I got an MRI. Like I, I really had like serious structural issues in my muscles. Uh, so, you know, whenever I get a new ache and pain to me, like right now I have one on my front left hip flexor and most of the year I've been on my right leg be, on my inner thigh adductor uh, because of the way my leg flared out. It was like really strong, but like frozen in contraction. So it was like rock hard. So like, uh, and supple leopard guy, you know, helped me. It was not in the book. It was a video, but basically I just leaned into a kettlebell, like uh, with all of my weight on my inner thigh, like pressed into a kettlebell. It's called like the, the, the crusher move or something. And I would do that like every night for an hour. It fucking hurt really bad. But so I don't know about your aches and pains, but I would lean into a kettlebell for an hour. Like I would basically look like I was trying to fuck the kettlebell. Like I would be for on the hour? floor, like with my inner thigh, like close. I thought about going to the jerk off massage parlors just to get a regular massage. Cause I was like, they don't touch you where I ha am having these adductor issues, like at, you know, the jewel or whatever. But I obviously didn't do that. <laughs> but like, I, I thought I was, I if was you like, did, would you admit it on the podcast? <clears throat> yeah. If I, well, <laughs> It depends on how it went. <laughs> like, you know, that's because I'm saying, like, I mean, it's a essential experience. So when I was thinking it through, I was like, would that even be illegal? Like, oh my god, dude, what if I got arrested? And I was like, it's not like that. Listen to my podcast, dude. Like, supple leopard. I just I needed an inner thigh massage. And they're if like, if you yeah, said the word supple did, leopard, they would arrest you then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i know dude but i'm like no but listen i it's an inner thigh issue but you know because you can't be like closer 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 yeah. seriously yeah closer uh no, I, I think you're right i think that would be the way to solve that problem like, i thought about it dude in one situation they're like you're going in and you're making your request they're like jesus fucking christ and the other one they're like Breath oh awesome air. relief <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's like she it's like the porn actress like the girl who goes to la but now she's doing porn and you're like no we just want you to act and she's like, oh, that's, I can that's do like that. why I'm here technically. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah awesome. <laughs> Expressing yeah, yeah. my art. So I was like, yeah, exactly. So I would admit that. But then I was like, well, you have just been massaged. Like, can you trust your animal self, dude? Because part of your role as a husband is not to put yourself in positions, not to believe your own bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I didn't do it. As Mike Pence would tell you. Exactly. Dude, a Pence rule with massage parlors, first yeah. and foremost. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's most But needed. yeah, dude, I didn't like doing it like in front of my family. Like I would go, that's when I started going in the garage a lot. It's so fucking, like <laughs> an hour? I mean, yeah. I would just hold it. It was like basically... I didn't know what it was, but I intuited like yin yoga, like long hold poses where most of the work is like done and just resting in one pose for a long time. Uh, so my aches and pains are vastly improved. Like they are new and different and they don't go away, but I kind of do like it. Like, and every morning when I do, or whenever I get around to my stretches, I, uh, I feel like a thousand percent better right afterwards so it's like a highlight of my day so you know 
I can't ever say if you do my system, you will be free of aches and pains. But I can say that your mindset may change and that, you know, you, you find that aches and pains become like just your body's way of like putting in a work order, basically. You know what I mean? Of being like, pay attention here. And then the other thing I've been doing lately is like, uh, because Supple Leopard let me down so hard with respect to walking and because, dude, now that we're talking about it, we, you know, I don't want to take all the time, but it kind of like shows how freakish I had to get to figure out these inner thigh doctors, dude, because like it has a lot to do with the pelvis muscles too. And almost all help for pelvis shit is for women who have given birth. And so like, I'm just wading through like women's pelvic pain you know, like free books on Kindle Unlimited and shit. until so I finally found like, you know, some, some stuff that was making sense. Uh, and so, but it's like, it's all about, it's like sexual health stuff. So then most of the stuff for, for guys for pelvic health is basically trying to get them to do like, you know, low key, they don't do it in an Eastern tinge, but like semen retention. Like basically like get guys to do kegels so you can hold off your prostate while you ejaculate so that you can, you know, have sex more. Uh, but that's not why I wanted it either, dude. Like, like weed Mubarak stuff? I guess. Is that the guy who does all the Connor tweets? Yeah. I got to say, it. I need it to be real, man. I need it to be real. Uh, like he's just not the same, man. I don't. I mean, they're funny and I get what he's getting at. But it's nothing is the same as Moneybag Dylan or like whatever, dude. I mean, it's just, I get what he's doing. It's funny, but. Like Cobra the, Tate's so good, but it's, so it's good, too dude. much. Dude, the thing, Everything's a fucking 50 tweet thread was, he's been building on. Was this you or Brunig that tweeted him out today? He's getting a second McLaren. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, they're like sisters. It's like having a threesome. I know, them. dude. He like, wants to like, fuck those cars dude, so Reed bad. Mubarak could not do that. He yeah, would just no, be like, you're right. Oh, you only have one. You're Connor or it's whatever. It's different. He's not like they're sisters. <laughs> no, that I no. like, um, yeah, no, you, you didn't even get the joke. You, uh, whatever. I, joke. I, I don't. I. I get frustrated whenever people don't have the exact same taste as me, and that's not oh, a reasonable position to have. Yeah, you, you don't like comedy shows, so oh, yeah, watching yeah. I Think You Should Leave would probably be torture for you. Yeah, I but think so. But if, if you did, like if you could just change yourself okay. entirely, yeah, which yeah. I would recommend, <laughs> uh, then, you know, just the... the, the uh bob odenkirk is in the sketch i like him he's uh it's the guy the main guy zach robinson he's sitting there <laughs> with his kid and he's like the kid's like let's get ice cream and he's like uh well you can't get ice cream uh it's too cold when it's too cold the machines freeze okay so we can't go get ice cream you know little lies you tell your kid all sure the time, sure right are you and, gonna do uh, that fuck no yeah i don't think i'm gonna do that either. i'm that's like the foundational thing of my i'm not playing the santa bullshit for sure no santa i'm not lying to my kid whoa no santa i mean like i it's not like i'm going to like we'll have santas in the house and stuff i'm just going to be exceptionally clear you're not going to tell her santa's coming when she goes to bed on christmas eve fuck no oh my god dude I'm going to call CPS. <laughs> I mean, I respect your opinion, but it's a wow. character like anything else. You're able to play in this space when it comes to Lilo and Stitch. Santa is like Stitch. 
See, I do agree Lilo with that. Lilo and Stitch brings her plenty of joy. I don't think it's making her life bad. So if she's going to bed and she's like... I remember when I found out my parents had been lying the entire time. I remember how I felt about that. I don't want my kid to feel that way about me. What, I, what about this, though? This, I'm not saying these are the same thing, but they're related. If, you, if she's like, I'm going to bed, and she's like, I talk to Lilo, comes in my room and talks to me at night, would you be like, definitely, that's not true, kid. You're imagining something. Uh, I don't you, know. That's not mean. Like that's entirely different. I'm not sure I would handle it, but that's. I know it's, in a it's different, different category. It's different. It's different. But all you have to do is then next step. Would you do anything to abet that? And then that's Santa, basically. You know. I feel fine about how I'm. I feel like I'm it's not, all delineated. I'm not trying to get you to feel anything other than fine. I'm just interested in in your unique. Uh, an abusive position no there's plenty of us out there <laughs> yeah no, i know dude i remember when i was a, a kid i lost my burger king happy meal toy and we were at like a, a mall that had a fountain where you put in coins mm -hmm. and i was upset about losing the toy and spoiler alert my mom went and got me another toy uh, but then she was like well why don't you go make a wish and you got to close your eyes and i was like three you know, obviously she thought this would work. And so I did it and then I looked down and the toy was there and she's like, eh? And I was like, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was like, come on. Yeah. Like, like, I was like, I appreciate it. I, yeah, I like grand gestures. Yeah. But uh, I was like, I'm uh, trying to develop a coherent worldview here. Like, yeah. Don't make me think magic's real. Yeah. Like, I already do, kind of. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do get that. But Santa's tight, dude. I mean, I'm definitely pretty sure I'm going to, at least this year, we're just going full Santa. She doesn't understand, I think, what we're saying yet. Yeah. But. I feel like it's a hollow claim. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Santa's not real, I don't think. You could say anything to her and it would, I get, you know. I know. But part, we get a lot of joy out of, like, putting up the decorations and being like, Santa's coming. You know, like, so. We like the decorations. But saying Santa's coming is tight, dude. Santa no, is so I've, sick, dude. I've not liked saying Santa's coming ever. <sighs> what about... How weird have, you, is that? have you read Chronicles of Narnia? Christmas is good. I like Christmas. Yeah, dude. I'm assuming as an exception. When I was less than six months, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know you, the parts where like Santa starts showing up that didn't get you jacked? When the uh, white witch's power is fading? Because, you know, she makes it always winter. I liked winter it about as much as... I'm, I don't hate Christmas. Santa, dude. You're the white witch, dude. Always winter, never Christmas. You're not listening to me. <laughs> dude, we're about to do Santa Claus 4, dude. I think this is our, our plot for our TikTok movie. Okay. You become Santa. You sure there's a three? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Is there not? I don't know. I would think so. Damn, dude. So you're what so are you gonna you're gonna have to prep her to not be a contrarian too bad. Like she's gotta make friends and stuff. So it's like are other parents gonna even let her like play with their kids and stuff? If she's, she, if that's she's, a ridiculous she, fucking. She's gonna question. be the Richard Dawkins of toddlers. Just uh, Santa is not great. You know, do you know that? But God is not great. Yeah, you know, like the early atheists, early two thousands atheists. I'm familiar with this. I certainly never read it. Yeah, I'm not We're, familiar with the major ideas. I just know that Richard Dawkins thinks that religion's bad. I think that's the main one. Yeah, but I think he went to the Epstein Islands. Maybe. Pretty sure. Anyway, damn, dude. No, I, do, I don't think that that's a problem. You know, I mean, like, 
I don't know. Yeah. Like certainly we all ran into dipshit kids who are a little too excited to tell you like that they knew, but I I don't think the problem is that they had the knowledge. I think that they were dipshit kids. And if you raise it, like, you know, it can happen to any of us. I'm not acting like I'm above raising a dipshit kid, but it's not going to be because of the Santa thing. You're really misidentifying cause and effect. If you think that (laughs) that's the, I think that's fair, man. That's funny, man. I love Santa so much, dude. I'm doing it all. I'll take her I mean, to meet Santa. I mean, I like Santa. Christmas a lot. You're going to take her to meet Santa? Yeah. Get her picture taken? And is your wife in on this? Is she or like, is she, or is she going to be like, no, that's Santa? We've, uh, we've been talking about it for, I mean, a decade before <laughs> the kid was so born. Funny, dude. Uh, so you're going to North Park. What do you tell your daughter you're she's, doing? She's, uh, yeah, I don't know, go get your picture taken with the guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, if you go to Disney World, they got people dressed up as the princesses. How's it different? I know, but most kids, like my brother's kids, like, when they would go, they would be like, I'm going to go meet Elsa. Like, they they wouldn't be like, I'm going to go see someone. I'm going to go see a portrayal of Elsa. They think they're meeting Elsa. You know, I think they partially kind of know that they're not fully Elsa. Yeah. And the live action versus animation, I think, you know, helps. But they think it's just a different version. Or like in Home Alone, like, you know, he's like, I know you're not the real Santa. I know how it works. But I do know that you work for him, obviously. You know what I mean? Where it's like they're starting to be sophisticated, but they're still wrong and it's cute. Uh, That's fine. I don't know. I like all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. I'm not trying to convince you otherwise. I'm just telling you my perspective. I just think sticking to uh, not going to lie to my kids is a good position that I'm going to try and uphold as often as I can. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a good position. And uh, but that's I, a convention. What about... Like, that's that's an insane thing. That, that, that my view is a minority view, that, like, we shouldn't, like, conduct elaborate, like, uh, fantasies that will obviously be found out. Like, See, that's, I'm, I'm part of the majority. I think you're insane. But no, dude. It's Wittgenstein's ladder, dude. You you, you, you can say to. that you like it without like uh you know while granting that like obviously it's nuts that we all get together and we're like you know it'd be good if every year we just told our kids a bunch of bullshit. We know it's bullshit. We know they're gonna find out it's bullshit. It's probably gonna you know I mean whatever, dude. It's not like I like didn't recover. Although you is know, it Santa specifically that gave you this position or other lies though? All of them. Santa's a big and Santa's like the codified one that we all do. Yeah, no, I know, but is that the one? I can think of lies that you anytime know, they were disrespectful of my intelligence, I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, I can think of all of those times, but Santa's not one of them for me. Like when I, I remember I came home, I was like, "Look, mom, I just need you to confirm it for me, okay?" That was pretty much Santa's it. Santa's yeah. not real. I was right? like, "I have a question." Yeah, and know? she was like, "No, he's not." And I was like, yeah. "All right, that's what I thought." Like I was pretty was bummed. Like, I was like pretty sure by that point. I was like, I know he's not real. But I knew what the answer right. was before she said it, but like I yeah. still didn't like hearing it. Yeah. Well, maybe you know. Look, you you know your heart, and it, just that that whole thing. Like they built it. Like it was a deep disappointment. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing, dude. That's and everyone and everyone fucking knew. Like I'm hearing a broken heart. Oh, whatever, dude. It's okay, dude. It's okay. You don't need to mock it. I'm not mocking it's you. It's not dude. a big joke. I literally was thinking that when you were saying that, I was like, be quiet, let TC make his point. Don't interrupt him with your own observation of what's going on. But then you said the, the exact same thing. 
I'm serious, dude. But yeah, just, you I don't know. Cynic, it could, you know you found, like, it's a predictable you know, outcome of you know the what situation. Every cynic is, dude. What? A disappointed idealist. And that's what I'm seeing here. I'm not a cynic at all. I'm just a person that doesn't want to lie to my kids. Right. I know. You're not a cynic at all. You just don't have the illusions that the rest of society has. <laughs> I like them. Christmas. I grew society by Christmas. You're not hearing that. I've said it several times. Yeah, no. I, 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 I guess you're probably like not going to hear that I, one I either, think you but... like Christmas so much, you're scared to love it. <laughs> no, I love Christmas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. Your meaning of it. Uh, no, never, no, never else. There really isn't a Santa Claus to write here because it's it really doesn't really impair the the meaning of Christmas too much. It's just a weird little quirk you have that's fun to explore for me at least there's no like you're not missing the meaning of christmas i don't there's, think so. like at the beginning of the movie you're not on it's your presence. cell phone not listening to your kids well it's presents with a c <laughs> no. that, that's um, what it's about dude that's the message of jingle all the way mm-hmm. what are dude i just need to get this we are you anti or you don't want to watch or are you for christmas Eyes wide shut. You don't like it because I need to get started no. We on can that. do it. I did. Where, where are you making this up? I jumped to conclusions a lot. I think, but yeah, I thought based in, on nothing. I didn't our, say like, a single negative thing. I just sometimes if you're Luke, I'm like, well, he, you know, I wasn't Luke. Okay, okay, fair enough. You sent it enough. in a list of you texted in a list of ideas, and I was like, all of those are good ideas. A statement that I fully meant. Wait, my text today? No. Okay. Uh Okay, well, I'm just, because I was thinking, I was like, what are we going to do for Christmas? There are so many options, and I like Eyes Watch Shut, but then I would have to put in time to prepare. Uh, but then I was like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like TC, I could probably convince him to do it, but I like, I think I my would like advice, to do it. It seems like a good idea. How I, do you do this, dude? I don't know, dude. I'm fucking mental, dude, sometimes, you know. Can we just have like a... a, a tiny relationship between the actual me and who you imagine in your head that's why communication is so important man <laughs> you know it, it i agree with you i say the funny thing is i say that exact sentence to other people all the time like <laughs> yeah. the literal thing i'm like the person you're talking to right now it's not me i don't know who it is you know <laughs> uh, they're living in your head but i do it i do do it anyway okay i'm good to i'm good i'm glad to hear that i like how it's about let's lot. do it yeah, I, yeah. No, I, I think you might have asked like what my take on. I haven't seen it, but that's just an honest response. I haven't seen it. <laughs> we uh, had this conversation. Okay. And like I think that was the second time we'd had maybe it. Maybe that's okay. Maybe that's my secondary because as soon as we're now that's clicking, I'm getting anxious again because I'm like, oh god, because I don't want to do another. I thought the Miami Vice episode was good. Got one good comment, zero bad ones, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, I did get a message that. Uh, from someone who hadn't seen the movie that was like it was still a good podcast episode good so i'm happy about that but i am a little concerned you know how rare my recommendations are successful with you so you know like prisoners we've we both we know already that we love it true detective we knew that we loved it so we could come in you think i regularly shit on your recommendations i i feel, I feel no, like no, i like no, all no, the no, things no. that you tell me that are good no 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 like i think my with you know miami vice is like you know you 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 tried to see what i saw in it you appreciated what you appreciated in it uh but it wasn't and they, it doesn't always have to be like a love fest anyway but like i felt like with true detective we both came in like being like pretty you know amped up 
versus you know i mean that that also maybe that's our pizzolato curse dude because we started like he did with true detective season one mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. afterwards we're gonna be like comparing it to it did you watch the new one the new what pizzolato the movie with Hall? yeah i haven't yet did you i did was it good yeah yeah i liked it <clears throat> uh before i saw it and it it almost talked me out of seeing it uh will, will green had, had communicated do i do we say his last name surely he doesn't care i think we do this every time <laughs> okay yeah, yeah 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 um uh he he had given a strong negative review and i've been meaning that maybe before i publish this little text or stuff i've been meaning to ask him like what it i bet i know what he's thinking though and i my imagined uh parts of his negative review uh i I think he's right and would grant him. I could see how someone would be annoyed by it, but really? uh, but I I did think it was good. I thought it was real pizzolato y. Okay, maybe too pizzolato y, but very pizzolato y. And I I liked it. I would I was yeah. happy I watched it. I would watch it again. Lots to chew on. Okay, okay. And I mean, I I don't know. I I don't want to. No, I'm gonna check it out, man. Yeah, I need to uh, I need to freshen refresh my media diet. Uh, I was thinking uh, when we were talking about season one versus It's called two. The Guilty, if anyone else wants to watch it. It's That's on, what it's called? It's on Netflix. Okay, The Guilty on Netflix with Gyllenhaal. And uh, who directed it? It's uh, like a guy. Fuqua. Yeah, Fuqua. Training Day director Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, dude. Dude, Fuqua has got some joints, man. Did you see- Hit uh, and miss. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with, I guess, everything he's done. Did you see the one with Christian Bale, uh, End of Watch? Or no, that's Gyllenhaal. I have not seen End of Watch. Uh, one's with Gyllenhaal and one's, oh, Harsh Times. I have not seen Harsh Times. I think Fuqua has said, like, they're an informal, or maybe I just imagine this, but, like, informal trilogy with Training Day. Like, they're all about L.A. police. Okay. Uh, Harsh Times is like Christian Bale, I think, is like, he's a psychopath. Like, he, he's like a, a mercenary who, like, just came back and is trying to become a cop, but, like, gradually losing his mind. And then uh, End of Watch is Jillian Hall and Michael Pena is like buddy cops, but, you know, Fuqua style. Uh, I will say, at high risk, I know what I've done to my credibility over the years. I recommend them both. Okay. Good. You know, Again, dude. What about neither of them I, are training day? I don't but, shit on your recommendations. No, but I mean, you know, I I don't give them often. A lot of times, I'm like, you know, this is a good movie, but I'm not telling you that I think it will be worth your time to sit down and watch. Uh, I was uh thinking more about season two. What are the? I, I'm not seeing them in his. I'm looking at his IMDb now. End of watching harsh times. Am I making that up? No, I'm gonna look that up because I made. Oh, dude, I am. I the name of the director just flashed in my head, dude. Now can we examine what I just did? Because hmm. I here's an interesting thing. Then, so I think it's David Ayer is the guy. That is the guy. So then the question is, what the fuck trilogy did I just make up? You know what I mean? That kind of like scares me sometimes. David Ayer did not make Training Day, obviously. I, I don't think so. No, I'm looking at it. I'm. I would have been positive anyways, but I am positive now. 
Yeah. So I'm like, did what did I just make? Oh, he David Ayer wrote Training Day. Thank you. Thank you. That's God. right. Okay. Dude, he had a he went off the deep end on Twitter a couple months ago. Okay. And it was wild. I don't remember the details. I remember being fascinated and thinking he was making some interesting points. Was it about while also not being fully hinged? That's interesting because he's like a comic, like DC. He wrote Suicide Squad. I just read on his Wikipedia as we that's what it was, dude. Okay, I was gonna say like someone wrote a review of the James Gunn Suicide Squad, where they were like, you know, I, something like I'm glad that he didn't try. Like even he couldn't have saved, like whatever. Okay, and Ayer okay. was like. You have no fucking idea who I am or what I've been through. I, dude, <laughs> watch Harsh Times and tell me that isn't true, dude. No, like, yeah, he, he, it's very apparent. Like, the training day script, like, he, he recount, like, just this one reviewer has one line in a movie, in a review of a movie David Ayer didn't direct uh, about, yeah, yeah. like, you know, that last one wasn't great, which, like, widely agreed upon opinion, brother. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, like this yeah, guy yeah. just like pulled that out of thin air. Yeah, and David Ayer's like, you didn't like the old Suicide Squad? Well, my dad died when I was six. <laughs> <laughs> like, but still, dude. Jesus, you know, I'm sure. I it mean, gets I, old. I think that I think we would be in a better world. Like, I I kind of do wish that every time anyone did anything, the pe- people were like. His dad might have died when he was six. I think when someone is doing something creative, that probably is the case. Like, that's my working assumption that they're working something out. So be generous to anyone doing any kind of art. Ever since I started making it, I really am not interested in like making fun of anyone's art, like ever again, really. Like, not I mean, the, that's not a standard I'm going to be able to stick to, but I, but you're right. And I, I, I wish that I could. I mean, occasionally, dude, we made fun of Miami Vice last week. You know, I like the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, I, so I, you know, I can't help but see humor at times. But, like, uh, yeah, I really do think it's, like, why else would you make anything, like, creative or artistic, like, that is, like, truly different or dangerous or, you know what I mean? Like, there's something different about you. Like, there's something wrong that you're trying to figure out. I'm not saying, like, People can draw and paint pretty pretty pictures that go in hotel lobbies because they're just aesthetically pleasing. And even those people, I I think, often have severe darkness in their lives. No, for real, yeah. I mean, everyone's got darkness somewhere. Yeah, I think that is true. I think that even whenever you're making paintings for hotel lobbies, it's got, you know, there's there's something going on. Maybe not darkness. I mean, it's not like the only reason people create art is darkness. I know a girl who most of her paintings... Sometimes they have light that they would like to share. Yeah, yeah. I know a girl who makes, like, her primary income is making really nice paintings that go in hotel lobbies. Mm-hmm. And they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so I i wasn't thinking of her when I said that, though. I am thinking of uh, another artist that I don't want to talk about. But uh, my point is, anyway, yeah, like, I don't know, like, just, you know, snark, so to speak. I also hate the people that, like, in the early 2000s or whatever wrote all those, like, anti-snark manifestos i don't like the term at all uh but i find myself in my old age like siding more with like let's let's look for what was good in in this work i think yeah i thought suicide squad was all right and it was a father-daughter like story if it's the movie i'm recalling it was like with idris elba i think like having to do something for his daughter or something 
Like it was an, I was falling asleep, you know, I just put it on the HBO max. Idris Elba is also in there somewhere, but it's, uh, it's Will Smith. It's like he's, he's recruited because I think I'm thinking of the second one. Yeah. The more recent one. Yeah. Will Smith, well, I don't think was in the more recent one. The one that whatever I watched. Yeah. The David Ayer one, he's doing all, like he's joining the suicide squad so that he can spend whatever, like they'll give him a day with his daughter or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it's like. I don't know. Fuck that reviewer. Like no one was it marketed as it's going to be training day. I don't think so. I think you know that I mean? maybe I'm not communicating the reviewer's point well enough. He uh, was just trying to say that the new Suicide Squad is good. Oh, okay. Like in, you know, in contrast to the old one, which wasn't as good. Like, Got it. Oh, okay. okay one of them okay, is okay. more fun to watch. Like I, I think know, the, the I've one, seen that's both the of one them. I, I can't actually deny watched. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I actually do agree with the reviewer's point there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. F- fine. Fair enough. But it, you know, David Ayer is also correct that it's good to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> these are people making these things. I think about that with Pizzolatto, dude. When we were talking about True Detective, like, uh, you know, like saying anything negative at all about it, especially we were so laudatory for almost all of it. But I, I don't think he'll hear it. It's like an insane fantasy that I have. But uh, like, he'll probably hear. It. There was like one time where I said something like where he said like on a commentary how he was married and it's clearly like that marriage ended in one way or another and i was like damn that's a real guy dude like i don't know it probably doesn't if he did hear that no way like hearing that sentence felt good you know what i mean like i don't know i mean you put your work out there you put your life out there he said it on a commentary to his own hbo show it is fair game but it's like i do think about that feelings yeah exactly dude like and it's like I, i i don't know so i do get it's like yeah, you should ignore everybody, but eventually you just kind of flip out and it seems disproportionate, you know? I, basically, I'm saying David Ayer did nothing wrong. That's what I think. Yeah, yeah, I'm with him. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to watch Harsh Times now, dude. It is a mental Christian Bale performance. What's Did you already say what it's about? Yeah, he's like, uh, he's crazy. It's when he's trying to join the, yeah, the LAPD? Yeah, but it, it's okay. like no one wants, they don't want him. Like it's cause he's so obviously like a time bomb and he's like, but he's like dressed like a Mormon missionary, uh, you know, cause he's like trying to go to his job interview or like whatever. But then like, as the day goes on, he like gradually just becomes like, he starts doing drugs and shit. And like, you know, I might watch this goes insane. Uh, it's a, it's a wild movie, dude. It's like, it's a trip, man. I love, I think that it's such rich ground. The, guys who desperately want to be cops yeah observe and report you know you like you fuck with observe and report i don't like it as much as you do we've talked about this yeah i feel like as a comedy it uh isn't that funny yeah i'm not really looking to it for the yucks i mean it is funny to me but it's like taxi driver it's like it's the exact point you're making like the psychos yeah, who were like? Because I, I, uh, any time I think of cops or that, like there was just, there was a dude I worked with, the Black Eyed Pea. Okay, where like it was known amongst the rest of the Black Eyed Pea waiters that the entire time this guy was off work, he was applying to like every police department in the area. Wow, I think he eventually got like campus security somewhere. <laughs> like it yeah. just, it but just the way he was a waiter at the Black Eyed Pea was like. 
Yeah, you, you know, to- I'm just doing this kind of in between things. You know, I'm you know, obviously I'm gonna be a cop. So yeah, yeah. Like, but like Richard he was, Jewell, kind of Richard Jewell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like he would try to like instill that uh, department discipline, like whenever he was the shift manager or whatever. I believe that. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and like yeah. he wasn't like he was like well, it's a cop energy that you like have. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, like, again, can't stress enough. He was not a cop. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not an impossible job to get, but it was impossible to him at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and he uh, wants it. And it was, it was wild, dude. I wonder what that's about. Cause I do like, uh, to it creates rich characters. I think there's like a craving for belonging in a organization and a hierarchy, maybe like a status desire. It's a craving. I don't think it's that, bud. Yeah. I think it's to control other people. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. It seemed like that was the, the urge he could not control. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, but it's also like you worship those above you like and let them yeah. control you like it's all a weird mix yeah yeah anyone who wants to control other people that much wants to also be controlled like if mr black eyed Pea came in he would be like yes sir like sure <laughs> yeah. yes I will oh I no, you know yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i've told you that story the whenever like the vp visited and they had just changed the dress code uh, i don't think so Maybe i know i, I have but it's uh one of those th- you know it's yeah we, we tell a lot of stories i would sure. not expect you to to recall <laughs> it but like they we had i think black ip shirts for a while and then they switched it to you could buy your own shirts but they had a like a pre-approved list of colors okay and so the one this of the like about. vps like come in from colorado or something like that or maybe they were i know it's i think it started in dallas but texas and colorado were the two states where you could go to a black ip okay um and and so one of the execs is you know coming in to to look at this store and the assistant manager who's you know the the manager manager is not there that day so the assistant manager is the one walking them through he's the mod <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 um and and she sees me and goes uh you know like uh hey i like it's the you know the policy has just changed about what we could wear and she looks at my shirt and she's like that's not on the list of approved colors and uh-huh. i'm like i'm pretty sure it's on the list they just sent out the list i was reading the list whenever i bought it like i it's i was i was 100 percent. it was it's yeah, on the list yeah, yeah. and the guy's standing next to her and he's like no 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 he's right it's on the list yeah yeah and she's like yeah but don't wear it again <laughs> i'm like what is this and like the guy you could tell like she was just trying to show how tight of a ship that she ran. Right. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. could understand all of that going on and yeah. didn't want her to be like this on his behalf. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like, you I'm know, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 I bet he knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> like he's seen it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, maybe not that particular manifestation of that dynamic, but that dynamic. Never let me see you wearing that shirt again. Okay. Yeah. That's the message. You understand yeah, yeah. that? Exactly. <laughs> I kept yeah. wearing that shirt, dude. Who gives a fuck? It's I'm out of here at the end of the summer. It's like a very Jamie point. That's like oh, a, a absolutely. Very Jamie yeah, point. no. And this was a year removed. Yeah. It was pretty traumatic. Yeah. I bet it felt very familiar. In a way that I did not yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you about it 10 years later. Yeah, for sure. 15. I have so many of those little things. Yeah. Where I'm just like, this one person kind of misunderstood me. 
I didn't feel good for <laughs> one second. And yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it ever since. Yes, yes. Dude, podcasting really is helpful in that regard. Helpful? Kinda, I mean, yeah. I feel like I've discharged a lot of those. Good. You know, I just fired them off. Or like uh, this weekend, you know, very early on, I told the story about how I met some of my friends while I was uh, shirtless playing basketball by myself wearing jeans on a Friday night. Shirtless baller, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of my friends were trying to tell that story to like mm -hmm. people that didn't know it. And they just I, can't get enough of it. Well, and rather than get in an argument, I was just like, I've addressed this. I'm, that's not accurate. <laughs> if, if you want the full story, there, there's a podcast episode. You know, I'm not going to dismantle it here. You didn't even you know. tell them the number, dude. You just no, I didn't. expected they would listen I don't to have the whole to. thing. You know, just being like, there's another story and it's been told. That's all I need. If you're people interested, have heard it. you can find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. By going through our voluminous show notes. I know. Our, yeah, I was thinking, like, what if someone ever... I feel bad for if, whoever gets the assignment, if anyone ever wants to find out. Uh, said. Apple has a feature where they do automatically transcribe every episode. I don't like that. And it's... I mean, it's not like they publish the transcription, but if you search a term, it'll it'll notify you what shows it shows up in the transcript. Whoa. I need to start using the podcast app more. I think it's gotten better. I'm using Pocket Don't Cast think right that, now. dude. The podcast app fucking blows. I, well, dude, my my podcast, I use Pocket Casts, mm -hmm. and it still has the old artwork for us. Yeah. That, I'm pissed. I mean, all those fucking other, they're just, you know. Apple has the new one. Yeah, but like the, the off-brand, like the thing, I'm sure there's ones better than the Apple one, but... The people have suggested other ones, and they all feel cheap to me. Okay, fair. So, like, they're all knockoffs. So, what do you use? The Apple. One. Oh, okay. I'd like to. I'd like to stop soon. But got it. You haven't found a better alternative. No. Pocket Cast. I mean, for but I mean, Spotify shit is pretty sucks. good. But I just I'm an Apple Music subscriber, and I don't pay yeah. for it. Like, it's a part of a fam. My brother pays oh, for shit. it, and I'm okay. on his family. Damn. I mean, you know, it's yeah, like yeah. he was paying. For, he was paying for the family level one, anyways. Like, fucking add Dude, me, bro. This is how disjointed my technological life still is. I'm still paying for two Apple Music accounts for myself. Jesus Christ! You know, yeah, I know. Come on, dude. It was, it's from from before they had the family plan, and I just have never because I didn't want my house uh, Apple Music messing with my personal Apple Music, like you know, my wife's requests to the algorithm and stuff mm -hmm. and now with the kid i mean you know even more yeah uh but i'm gonna go family plan do you are you yeah i know the answer to this we're starting to do more like kids songs and stuff i don't love it but i do like the kid very clearly likes it like you watch her watch it she she's transfixed yeah around. yeah oh no yeah no she she loves songs the people um, who make it know what they're doing it's hard like because i i i had i held out i thought that some amount of that was just uh you know media influence mm -hmm. and clearly i'm wrong yeah like i i thought that you like anything that's played often enough yeah and so the fact that these parents are just mainlining uh, wheels on the bus that if you played anything as frequently as they heard wheels on the bus that yeah. they would like it about as much no i'm incorrect clearly yeah. obviously wheels on the bus is all time that just reason. it crashed and burned that yeah, theory, yeah. total failure on my part yeah 
Um, and Dude, have you heard Baby Shark, man? What a dumb question. I mean, I know, but I just heard it like a week ago. Like I knew it was a meme, you know, long mm -hmm. time ago. Sure. Uh, Dude, that thing goes, dude. You I say mean, that now. Everyone said that at first, dude. No, I mean, it's stuck in my fucking head. Like, I'm not, I don't like it, but like. It's okay if it you is, like it. I don't. Like, I've never pressed play on it, like, voluntarily. I'm, I don't wake up and I'm like, I want to hear Baby Shark. But you do, but, like, kind of sing it a little bit. Yeah, I'm, like, walking to the kitchen See? or whatever, and I find, I'm like, whoa, I, that thing is in there, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's really, they really went off with Baby Shark. They use the tune on other Those ones, Koreans too. know what they're doing, dude. Is Coco Melon Korean? No, no, no. Coco Melon ripped that off from Pink Fong. It's a oh, Pink Fong shit. song. Oh, okay. I'd love to know because everyone does do and like it had like are they just paying royalties to Pink yeah, Fong? I wonder. Well, I don't we know. We could do Baby Shark. Our, we could cover Baby Shark ourselves. Like, and the answer is yes. We would have to pay royalties, but they don't have to give us permission. That kind of blew my mind when I started like learning about music. Yeah. Like I think that's right. I it would suck if you had to get permission every time you wanted to cover something. But you do for other stuff, I think. Like think to parody it you do. There's some kind of thing where Oh well yeah, it gets real fuzzy, I think. Like fair use. Like some scholars think like fair use is everything. But then if you read the inside of a book, like what they claim they're allowing is like so narrow. Like they're like only brief portions when quoted in a review, uh, you know, a literary review may be reproduced. It's like, that's not, at, you're just wrong. Like you, you're saying that the way a homeless guy is saying the statute of Liberty belongs to me. Like, it's just, yeah. you can say it as much as you want. Yeah. Uh, but why not say it? Yeah. 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 Well, uh, anyone who cares and then reads it like nine out of 10 are going to be like, Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I, I think it was more important. Sometimes I show, uh, you know, reprodu reproductions of NFL games that the express written permission in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, no yeah, yeah. Arrested me yet? <laughs> I love that joke in King of the Hill that Hank does write for permission. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. I didn't know that. I've yeah. not seen that. That's wonderful. Um, but I think some of it sometimes also is like kind of like with COVID, like uh, but lawyer edition is like when there's ambiguity in the law, a lot of times like that's what your job is. Like the client is like, hey, there's this risk out there. Can you come up with uh, the magic paragraph for us to, if not eliminate it, reduce it? And you tell them like, I'll do, you know, yeah, here's what I think. And then you work it out, you go through a couple drafts, but it's like, it's just like a guy's decision or a woman's decision based on like their read of the environment. It's not like anyone passes a law saying you have to say something a certain way, but then it becomes like the practice. So, you know, like on Facebook, how people will do those, like occasionally you'll see like viral posts, you know, like people like these posts go viral where they're like, I do not consent to Facebook's use of my likeness for any commercial purposes, not authorized by me. Yeah. You know, and they just like post it. Mm -hmm. It's just Michael Scott screaming, I declare bankruptcy. Like yeah. it's not of legal significance. I understand that. Uh, but like sometimes it can become of legal significance. Like in the absence of law, if everyone's lawyers are kind of repeating the same thing like over and over again, like unlike regular people, then by the time it gets to a court, you can be like, Your Honor, look at what everybody's been doing. 
and then, yeah, it kind of goes to what I'm saying about conventions. Like, yeah, it does. Dude. It just matters what everyone's saying and exactly. doing. Like the you know, there are no rules except what we're saying and doing. Yeah, I sometimes think like that is so true, especially in the legal realm. Even though we have the appearance of it not being true, because we have so many codified specific rules. But I also almost think sometimes those are just like springboards for judges to make sure they're landing at the right result, like the actual right result with respect to like how society should be. You know what I mean? Like it's like, no, you, you, cause I've, I've seen it. Like you can cite whatever you want. It doesn't matter. Like the law could say X, the judge will be like, yeah, but it actually means Y here. If like the result is absurd. Uh, and it's like, cause what you just said, it's like, we're really just trying to make sure we have a society here. <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. No, I mean, you know, you like, uh, in the, in, in, in Britain, they have the laws against fucking stabbing people. And yet yeah. soccer fans are still doing it. But, and they had, so yeah. they had to build walls between them despite the, but despite the presence of this rule. But you know, or here, maybe the walls we don't have the walls and people don't stab each other. Like, yeah, you know? maybe the walls kind of help the stabbings along because it's like if the authorities are like, "Oh, we'll bust you in, mate. We've got special walls for you lot, for you lot." You I don't know. think if you took down the walls, it would be peaceful. Well, not now because yeah. it's we're in. You know, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. Yeah, like you know, the are you familiar? With the same logic. Uh, some people think that to uh, reduce concussions in the NFL, that you should take away the helmets. Yeah, I could see the I could see that. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's accurate <laughs> in that case because you're going to have some psychos that are just like it's about not being a pussy. It's about wanting the win more than you want to Your classic have. Romanowski's. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, well, what did he do? He would H to H a lot. Uh, I mean, he did a lot of things. The most like after his career, he gave an interview 60 minutes, I think. Okay. Where the like headline thing of how gruesome he was is uh, at the bottom of a scrum, like you know, fumble uh, that he was just like fucking reaching in and snapping fingers. Oh, oh, what a bastard! Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you think a guy like that is he? He's got he doesn't mind taking a concussion. Yeah, like he's he's probably like I'll give two for every one, and yeah. So I don't like the solution, but I kind of see the point. Yeah. Uh, a normal person, when they're staring down, like, you know, just the helmet is dehumanizing. Yeah, yeah, and like, true, you think, true. like, yeah, I can fucking rock him. He's got a fucking helmet on. Yeah. And also, like, I won't hurt him. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was your second point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, my brother told me in high school, because he played f football in high school, that uh, one of his teammates once, when he was like, I guess he was an upperclassman, some guy was giving him a hard time or whatever. Maybe he was breaking fingers or whatever. And the guy was like, you know what you do here, dude. Just hit him with the H to H, man. That'll shut him up. Just like directly go helmet to helmet to him on the next play. Like it's a little risky for you, but you know it's coming. Like it's like my brother didn't do it. but Can't like, do that anymore, guys. Yeah, I mean that's pretty psycho, dude. You know, and it's like you're not just putting the other person at risk. Uh I think there's something about young men where it's like it there's like a status multiplier if you don't give a fuck about your own or other people's safety in a weird way uh, to where if you don't die, it, the rewards are high, potentially. Uh, but it's it's weird in modern day, you know, 
especially in sports. I don't know. I'm almost thinking we shouldn't watch this video this week. I want to watch the video. We've gone. How long have we gone? I don't I mean, know. I'm I can't not saying, see it over there. Well, then we should watch it soon then. We can watch it right now. Let's watch it. I do want to tell you the rest of the Bob Odenkirk thing. Okay. Well, then let's do that. I'm just saying, well, like, we'll if take you know, five minutes. Wait, what? Just, I mean, it's 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 totally pointless. It doesn't like I'm fucking explaining a joke. Like it's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. Like just go fucking watch a sketch. But I know you won't watch a sketch, and like we told half of it, so might I as think well you tell the second it. half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just you know, he's he tells the lie to his kid about the the ice cream machine, and then we went off into the same. Yeah, thing. right. Okay. Um, and uh, so whenever he says the oh you can't use ice cream machines when it's too cold they freeze. Uh, there's just a dude like sitting at the next table over by himself. And so he appeals to the other adult. He's like, you know, yeah. You know. And it's Bob Odenkirk. And he's like, you know, it takes a second to get it. And it's like, oh yeah, yeah. They freeze. And then everyone goes about their thing. He's like, and also, and then just starts telling a bunch of other lies. Uh -huh. And like after each one of them, he's like, well, if that's not true, they're all not true. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty like, funny. Fucking, I got leverage on you now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, one of them is, uh, one of the lies is, I own every classic car. <laughs> okay. And he thinks about it for a little bit, and he's like, actually, uh, a couple of them, I own two. I own doubles. <laughs> so you can leave one in the garage. Yeah. And you don't like even worry about driving the other one. You can scratch it up because you got yeah, another yeah, yeah. one in the garage. Okay. Doubles. Yeah. And then he... During the thing, takes a call and says he got triples of okay. the Barracuda. He already had triples of uh, the Gremlin, I think. Uh huh. Um, triples is best. Triples is safe. But, uh, but yeah, so whenever, <laughs> whenever Cobra Tate's coming in, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. talking about how he bought a second, I'm like, he, he really got doubles. Anyways. Oh, uh, hold on. I have a Cobra Tate question, though. Yes, yes. Is he the guy on the artwork, our new artwork? That's Cobra Tate? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Just wanted to make sure. How do you. I was you pretty know sure. what it is. It just, it, no, I knew he was like a Cobra Tate guy, but Cobra Tate's name is Andrew, right? Yeah, and yeah. It's uh, his, his Twitter handle is of Wudon. Wudon, okay. Yeah. Not Wuhan. That's where the virus came from. Yeah, yeah, okay. So What's Wudon? I don't he's know. He's got a lot of monikers, man. You know, so I just wanted to Master make sure. Master Poe Andrew Tate uh, is his display handle and then of Wudon, but I think his website is uh, CobraTate.com. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was laughing. I like the artwork so from. much because it's like, I also like because it's like, a, like obviously I am bald and have facial hair, uh, but I'm not the Cobra Tate of the podcast, dude. Like, you know, like I, I, but I'm not the Alex Jones either. I feel like we both have aspects of Cobra Tate and Alex Jones. Yeah, I think like, spiritually that's true. Uh, I think it's obvious which one's which just from a physical resemblance standpoint. I think I look more like Cobra Tate. Yeah, yeah. But I would say I have a rough, like of the two, I have a more Alex Jones-like build. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to, you know, uh, I don't that's think that's an insult, first of all. Uh, dude, I'm not nearly as red. Well, I was going to I am somewhat red. Have you red, seen young though. Alex Jones, man? I saw a, a clip of him on public access in like 97. I've seen that clip. Yeah. And he is charming in that clip. He Like yeah. when he smiles at the end, you're like, okay, I see why you went on TV. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, they're like uh, bodybuilding pics, like where he's in the gym, you know, posing. Yeah, I haven't Young saw Alex Jones now. was jacked as fuck, dude. I'm sure he was. Uh, I mean, all of his money is 
nutritional. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like new, new you all think of him as the the conspiracy <coughs> guy, but the people who pay him think of him as yeah, that's the true. world's top nutrition specialist. Jake bought bought me a bottle of Brain Force Plus once. Did you take it? I think I took one or two. Did you feel anything? No. Yeah, I don't really mess with any of that stuff. I know people that you know do, but I don't. You know, do you take any supplements? No, I don't either. I'm I mean, I, I guess I'm wouldn't like rule out that possibly it's but but i don't know i've i've not had a lot of like i don't think that that's where life change comes from for most people it hasn't been my experience but but we don't know you know like it could be there's so much we don't well, know i like i i talked about it on uh one of the previous podcasts the various interventions that my folks would try you have yeah that is true you have a lot of experience and i mean even like taking antidepressants my like that yeah, well that didn't go well for i me. felt zero effect <laughs> and so i i i at this point so my conclusion at the time was like well nothing does anything all of this is like people talking themselves into some weird placebo I think that upon reflection as an adult, it seems unlikely that's true. I can tell you antidepressants had, had an effect on me. I had a weird, like, you know, my reaction is not everyone's reaction. And who knows, dude, maybe if I took them now, I would just like be more aware. Like, it seems possible to me that I could have had a shift in mental state that just yeah. wouldn't have been detected as a 14 exactly. year old because I wasn't that like yeah, yeah, yeah. introspective or whatever. Yeah um you may have been dissociated from your body itself but that that's where all this starts of like i'm taking this thing that's supposed to change everything and it feels like it changes nothing and yeah, i've just yeah. kind of gone from there of a lot of times people have said something was going to do something and just didn't do much except for you know illegal street drugs those usually work as and they work so fast that's the problem. <laughs> they do work I, fast. I really think that is the problem because it's like you, you can't compare them to anything else. Yeah, and you start to think that that's the only efficacy possible. Yeah. When I don't think it's that a that's super true. stimulus. Sometimes yeah. I worry like there are beetles in Australia that are dying out because they won't have sex with each other because there's like a certain kind of bottle that washes up on the beach that looks like the hottest female of their species, like times a billion. It's basically like hentai for mm. these beetles okay and so they just like go and fuck the bottles uh but then i was like thinking you know because i was talking to one of my friends who i their approach to psychedelics to me uh, like i'm not trying to be say you know to sacralize everything but i kind of am but like uh i don't know you know there's a melancholy when you realize that the drugs aren't doing what they do the first time i think but I've just been living in it, but there, but it can go deeper. I mean, I, yeah. And I, and I feel it too, but I, sometimes I'm like, is it like, you know, you have the honeymoon period in a relationship before it blooms into it's a mature the sad romance. truth that uh, like lies behind my entire life. Yeah. But yeah, that is, it is it. sad, but it doesn't have to be the case. I think, I mean, there, there are other truths available, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, th I think it suffers in comparison. Sometimes I worry like, when I look back, oh, and this isn't even actually, my most transcendent moments have not occurred on drugs, but I've, you know, I've been on substances plenty of times. And so like looking back to like the best LSD trip you've ever had, 
and like being like that's so profound like no matter how much i meditate i can't quite get there and you know those mind-blowing insights da 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 like uh are you just like a beetle reminiscing like yeah yeah fucking these regular beetles is cool but this one time i fucked a bottle you know what i mean like that kind of makes me sad uh but then i'm like no i uh, probably was pretty tight to fuck that bottle dude. yeah <laughs> like, i i don't know i see what you like you're like artifice is a is a word that would apply here right like uh i see how it would it wasn't in my mind but i see how it would yeah and i just i, I don't think it matters like your your experience is the truth oh no but yeah i agree with you there but I didn't even make the secondary point. I think sometimes those like insights, you know, you can like mainline insights too hard. Uh, and like in a nomadic episode, it's like, it's just one after another, but eventually you're like, what are you doing with any of it? You know what I mean? And it's like, I am thinking about like a guy I know who like one of his big, one of the times I've seen him on psychedelics, like, you know, he was like, I like a, another guy was talking about it this weekend. That's why it's on my mind. Like saying like, I'm a time and point in space, which is like, you could spend the rest of your life thinking about that of him being like, I just figured it out. I'm a time and point in space. That's kind of like what all the religions are getting at. That's the creation myth is like God deciding to enter space, like through a point, you know what I mean? Like it's a very profound observation in many ways. And like the horror breathing I was talking about last week, like in your lower abdomen, they basically say the inward horror is like realizing that you have an infinity of time and space within like that one point where you center your breathing and shit. So I'm not like trying to dismiss it. That is itself an application of an insight from a psychedelic experience into just a real world. How do you breathe moment by moment? But I think that's the, the thing that you have to do after those like rushes of insights is like you have to integrate them into your regular life and like mindfully apply them and the rush is way different like when you were saying like with the exercise thing too like uh there's not like it's not like a chiropractor like you know where you go and he tweaks your leg and you're like oh my god i, I feel like you know dwayne the rock johnson now like i'm athletic again like look look at that it's like my finger snapped but it's like two years later you'll be walking around and you're like whoa i really I can walk miles every day and it doesn't hurt. I don't even notice it. That's kind of cool. And then do I have an emotional thing to go along with that? And it's like, I don't really yell at my wife quite so much, like, or nearly as much, honestly. Like, or, you know, I mean, I'm still, I have a temper and stuff, but it's like, it's not a rush at all. It's like, it's literally, it's so lame because then it gets to stuff where you're like, well, I just put my kid to sleep and I'm sitting here with my sleepy time chamomile and life is okay. And you just, you know, like I'm flooded with well-being. And then you're like, God damn it, is this fucking better than drugs or am I just like lame and old? I don't know. It's like, it's kind of cool. You got to make room for that I stuff I mean, too. why? You got to worry about better, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's, it's like, different. If you're enjoying it, you're enjoying it. I think that's a very powerful rejoinder. Yeah. I think there's like a part of your head that is like a maximizer, like especially in, in Western society. It always rings hollow whenever people do that at AA, you know? <coughs> yeah. I'm having the most fun of my life right now. Like, Yeah, well, I, they're, yeah, they're desperately... If you need to say that out loud, then yes. it's not that true. Exactly. It, it's The opposite has to be true internally, yeah. like, in, in some ways, because... I mean, I, I'm, 
I'm sure that I've, I've had fun without doing drugs before in my life. And, you know, if I had never done it and then I did it for the first time, I'm sure I would be surprised. But, well, I think, know. yeah, that's why like the midlife drug users sometimes go way problematic. Like, cause they just have no idea what, what they've been missing. You know what I mean? Like Rush Limbaugh and shit. Yeah. Uh, like, imagine if you had never done drugs until now. I mean, you and know, a I'd, doctor gives you heroin. Didn't do much at all until I was 28. Yeah, I guess that's true. But you at least had been in I altered states. Pretty into it. Yeah. yeah. I true. remain into it. Yeah. But um, you know, I think you've, I've watched you mature. Sure, sure, sure. Like, I would say, I think you're a, a paragon of uh, sensible drug use. No, I, well, I would, I would say at any point that it was like totally insensible. No, but I'm saying right now, I think you're, you're, you seem to know what you're doing and why, and you seem to be effectively doing it. It feels like I'm at a brief point where things are fairly balanced. Most people I have I'm, no doubt that this will end. Yeah. And that's okay too, dude. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like most people who use substances, if you ask them what their process is and then film their lives, you would see a disconnect. Yeah. And I, I don't get the sense that that's the case with you. No, I, this like and that's new, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, like, um, I, I, uh, I, I wanted to say this at the time, but the Frank Hoover. I don't even know if this is. I'm like, I know you know, but like, uh, obviously, he was in manic state for the filming of those YouTube videos, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, they <laughs> like, very much so. the classic like, textbook. Yeah, like literally, I lines from a book I read recently were like coming into my head as you were describing what he was doing. Yeah. Like especially yeah, yeah. Like with the box meaning one thing and then another and then another. Just seeing deep, like I don't even know if I have a word for it. Just urgent meaning in yeah. total fucking randomness. Well, I think it, that, God is speaking to me through license plates and I'm, I have to understand it by driving in boxes. I think you actually just basically to get manic on like the last two sentences you said and do what you just described on them. Yeah. I mean, basically, I think where it comes from is uh, in many ways, it's when a narrative, the person's narrative is collapsing and they're like uh, facing chaos. And have you heard the quote like from Joan Didion, uh, we tell ourselves stories in order to live? It's like a pretty yeah, cliche yeah, yeah. quote. It's like... Uh, people, I mean, I think it's one of the central truths though, right? Well, yeah, it is. But Feels like, like it's, yeah. People just kind of throw it out there, you know, like... Uh, but the I don't. the essay it comes from that's the first sentence of a much longer paragraph that because it's about like the end of the 60s we have to I will read that essay before we watch Inherent Vice uh, but she's basically like we tell ourselves stories in order to live but what happens when we lose the story like and that's where we're at right now and that's what all these drug kids the essay collection is called Slouching Towards Bethlehem which is a, you know, that Yates line. And that was based, and she like lived in the, you know, the Yates poem. You know what I'm talking about. The second coming. Yeah. Like yes. But the, don't ask me any questions. It's like the pre before or right after world war one, like the modernity is approaching and the line is like uh, what rough beast uh, it's our come at last slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. And it's like this new satanic, you know, like Lovecraftian, horrific, sphinx-like thing coming to take us all over. Uh, it's a pretty fucking awesome poem. Uh, but she's saying, 
she was in the Hyde Asbury district in like 68. And basically she's like, this is slashing towards Bethlehem. Like, I, this uh, is the I, I, I am far from an expert on her work, but I, I have a general sense that a lot of her takes are pretty reactionary and I don't think I endorse them. Yeah. I think this essay was in the national review. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, for real. Uh, yeah. She's bae though, dude. I mean, like all girl writers want to be Jen Didion. It seems like, uh, or a lot of them do not all. But she's like very photogenic. She's always like smoking a cigarette and wearing sunglasses and stuff. Uh, yeah, but the, she is to them what Sting is to Zoolander. You know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, I think that's right. That's yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm saying like the the actual paragraph people never talk about. Yeah, she's like when your story breaks down, it's chaos. And so I think it, for many people, like the the manic desperation. And the the like brute force assignation of meaning where it really isn't there for anyone else is like just the desperate grasp, like the person at the AA meeting being like, I'm having the best fucking time, man. I'm loving it. I'm telling you, man, this is better, man. You know, and then crying when they, you know, get home or whatever. It's like the manic person is like, boy, I don't even think that they're that aware of the deception enough to cry. They may not know why they're crying or something, but, or maybe not every night when they get home, but you know what I mean? Like they're, it doesn't actually portray what's going on with them. They may not realize that, but you know what I mean? Like it, hey, it's like a story they're telling themselves. I had something I wanted to tell you that I, I couldn't remember if I had before, but I'm, I, I think I've told, I'm, Fairly certain I've told it on It's Just Banter, but I, I don't think I've told it to you. Although I might have because I have a bad memory and then I'd be crushed if that were the case. So just lie to me. Okay. Um, because <laughs> it's it's it takes place like kind of now who wants Santa? by your house. Uh, there was, so whenever I was going to an AA meeting every year because uh -huh. I had been, I had signed a home contract. Every day, not every year. Every, every Yeah, every day for a year. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that was what was in the home contract. I yeah. would go to an A meeting every single day for a year. It's wild. Uh, and I'm, if I didn't go literally every day, I'm confident I went to 365 meetings, 365 days. Congrats. Like if I had to miss. <laughs> like, I, why am I even fucking saying Like I'm trying to impress the. Well, as you were saying it, I was, like, I've rejected. I was like, you know what? I mean, he did know, but you did say you would do a thing and then do, do it, you know? Yeah. I mean, not everyone can do that. Anyway. You know, I was under the impression I would die or go to jail if I didn't. So yeah. And I didn't want to do either of those things. And you didn't. I didn't. Thank well, God for excel. I will die. Eventually. I feel like this school would have done well to embrace that more. That we will die? Yeah. I agree. Definitely. This trying to run from death. I so agree. many problems are going to be created by that. I agree. But uh, so I was going to a meeting every day. And, uh, you know, no one asks a bunch of questions. You know what I mean? Like, I would show up and be like, I'm TCM, an alcoholic. And I would do my best to share. And I, I wonder, I wonder, I would love to, like, not even talk to them, but just, like, have access to the interior thoughts of the people in the room as I was speaking. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I bet that most of them were like yeah this is normal enough 
you know like i i knew how to like do the speak right sure like you know i i don't think that my statements stood out drastically i doubt it except for how i looked you know like that i looked like an 18 year old yeah 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 um and i mean like every once in a while there'd be another 18 year old who was like earnestly there i think it's common enough yeah it's you know i mean it's certainly not like every meeting but right, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, you know, I wasn't the only person that fit my description that I ran into. Um, and so, you know, you just treated like the 50 year old grizzled everyday <laughs> drinkers, yeah, like yeah, at a certain yeah. point. Uh, and you know, like the things that they're asked to do or the things that they do, you know, they just kind of expected or, you know, whatever, like the, so there was a guy that would go around at the meeting in Irving that I went to, and part of his 12-step work was there was some halfway house. It was definitely, I don't know if it was exclusively court-ordered, but that was a large component of it. Okay. Of it was, you know, some kind of a pretrial diversion or something like that, okay. you know? Um, and uh, so he would, I'd seen him ask plenty of people to go and tell their story like it was okay. on a saturday morning or whatever you would you would drive down sure. to this halfway house and you'd tell the story and so he asked me and i was you know flattered to be asked and the message of aa is certainly not that you should give in to the voices in your head saying boy it sounds weird and uncomfortable <laughs> the message of aa is that you need to do this stuff sure. you need to get out Carry of your comfort zone and help other people yeah like that's what the twelve step is. The only way we're going to live the sort of lives that we want to live, that we've been promised we can live by this book, yep. is if we, you know, push past that uncomfortability and try to help others. Yes. And so, in this case, it seems like more conventional uncomfortability that, in retrospect, I wish I would have just listened to. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I was like, you know, the book is very specific about what I ought to do here, and I'm going to do that thing. Okay. So I was like, yeah. I'll go talk to the halfway house. Sure. And so I, I find myself down there. I think that he was there, but not like a bunch of other people. It was just me, the, you know, inmates essentially. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm not positive that the guy was there. I think it might have just been like I showed up wow. and I was like, yeah, so and so sent me. <laughs> and I hadn't, I had to tell my story at Excel. Yeah. So. I was used to telling my story, and so I didn't think about it much beforehand. I was just like, I'll just go and do what I did. And as I start, and like as it's just echoing in my head, I'm like, this is an entirely different audience yeah. in a way that I failed to anticipate. Yeah. And I feel dumb as shit saying these things. Really? Like, Yeah, I could see how that would Hey, be. you want to know what the low point of my was? When I was arguing with my parents at 13. <laughs> like, to a room full of people who, like, fucking robbed a car, like, yeah. stole a car for crack. And I'm like, you know, it was really, like, the teachers, they would send me to detention every day. <laughs> yeah, when you put it that way. That's and uh, that's, that's how it's feeling to me. But I'm like, whatever, dude. You know, the books had to do it and just push through. And, yeah, I mean, I'm already here. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I'll do it. And, like afterwards it's not like anyone walks up and it's like what the fuck are you doing yeah that would you know, be funny but what they do do is every like like i was just bombarded with people being like will you be my sponsor <laughs> really because the system of the 
halfway house was they needed someone to say yes. Okay. Like they, there was privileges unlocked for them. If you get a sponsor, it doesn't matter who. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if they were just doing that to everyone or if they were like, here is a fucking target. Well, I was going to say, yeah, you would have been the easiest sponsor like to get away. You know what I mean? Like, what would you, you wouldn't even know. So the first person that says it, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable with that. That's <laughs> yeah. not for me. And then I get like four more requests. Like I after the first one, I was like, that's weird. Yeah. But I don't know what's going on yet. And then like it dawns on me, like everyone in this room is going to ask me. Yeah. yeah. And so to one of them, I'm like, yes. And then to everyone after <laughs> really? that, I'm like, I already did it for him. I'm kind of tied up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. thought that was the best way I was going to get out of it. In retrospect, I should have just said no to all of Definitely. them. Definitely um so uh you know uh then he starts like calling me yeah like, the, the, yeah yeah <laughs> this guy's guy, trying to get out of he's, halfway he's house. at the halfway house and he's like calling me you know and like <laughs> not not you really definitely like, never told me this trying, not trying to go through the steps or anything but just like hey man you know like how's it going or whatever <laughs> and uh he, like, I, I guess a thing that sponsors do is take people to the meetings. Like, your sponsor can come and pick you up okay. and take you to a meeting. Okay. And so every time, he's just like, need you to come down, take me to a meeting. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's far. I got college classes. Like, I'm not doing that right now. <laughs> yeah. And But like with the constant requests for sponsors, yeah. I'm like, I can't say no every time. Eventually, dude, I have to agree yeah. to to do the responsibilities I've signed up to. Yeah. So you know, I'm like, I figure out sometime, you know, months and later, I'm just like, all right, you know, this Saturday, I'll be there. <laughs> I thought you were supposed to talk to your sponsor like every day. No? I mean, everyone's journey is different. Please yeah, respect that's that. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, and so <laughs> I show up. Like, I go and fucking sign the guy out. Guys, like... <laughs> That's so funny, too. I know. Just, like, you being responsible for a halfway house guy? I'm 19. He's <laughs> older than I am now. This He's is training day, dude. In his 30s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, fuck, dude. Maybe 40s. I don't fucking know. Um, and uh, so I show up. I sign him out. He gets in my car. Um, and I'm like, yeah, man, uh, you know, I, I got a good meeting. I, I think you're going to like it. Yeah. It's, it's my one. It's one of my favorite meetings. And, uh, he's like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to that for sure. I need you to take me here. <laughs> yeah. I, I, was gonna, <laughs> I knew this was coming. Yeah. And, uh, just like gives me an address at this time. I have like a, a Garmin. Okay. The GPS thing, okay. like suction cup yeah, to the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah, nice. So I type in. The yeah. address uh and i've always tried to figure out like because at the time i had such a i had no grasp on where anything was in uh-huh. dallas what's it totally lost like okay. it can't fathom it now yeah yeah um and like i just hadn't heard of most of the neighbor you know like my parents weren't from here my mom still could not tell you where like Pleasant Grove versus Oak Cliff, you yeah, know, like yeah, where yeah. they are, you okay. know. I like where um, this is going. 
And so uh, he told me to go somewhere. And then I just, I, dude, the GPS must have been like fucked up or something because I didn't know how to get home. Like <laughs> it must have run out of battery. I don't know. <laughs> um, or maybe I didn't have it and he just gave me directions. I don't know. But uh, so I <laughs> get there. We get to the house. And uh, I, I think I like started to get out or maybe even before, like as we're pulling up, he's like, you don't want to go in here. <laughs> it's not a good idea if you go in here. Yeah. And I'm just like, not going to challenge that. Yeah. I yeah. believe him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. 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 Uh, it seemed like he was right. Yeah. So uh, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll take your advice. Thank you, yeah. sir. Uh, but he's like. But yeah, man, you said that meeting, you know, was whatever. Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll see you there. <laughs> and, uh, so he, he just like gets out of the car and goes in. Um, and that's when I'm just like driving around, you know, okay. trying to find something that I can recognize that'll take me back to where I'm trying to go. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know how long I'd been driving, but I remember seeing a... Uh, a beautiful field with uh, with some trees. Okay, that I have since driven by again, and I now know is Tennyson. Okay, well, I don't even know where that is. Samuel Grant by your house. Oh, te- okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I thought so, you were naming a town. No, no, no. Um, okay. And so I, I like I said, I don't know how long I've been driving at that point. So I don't know if it was like I don't think it was like next to Tennyson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or if I'd been driving for 20 minutes, so it's 20 minutes from Tennyson. Yeah. But I saw that Tennyson. That's a spooky, confusing area. Like, there are weird, like, back, back roads and stuff. Like, yeah. I've ended up being like, I didn't know this was here. And eventually, I was taking lefts and rights and saw Jupiter. Okay. And I live off of Jupiter. Okay. Like, I grew up off of Jupiter. Like, okay. not fucking remotely close to where Jupiter is yeah. by Tennyson. But yeah, like, I was going to, yeah. Just keep driving on Jupiter. Eventually, it'll hit Renner. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so that's what I did. And then uh, get to the meeting, and I, like, uh, you know, call him to remind him of the details. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, you know, we really want to go. Engine's just not working. <laughs> I mean, you saw that. Yeah, of. yeah. Easy. Obviously. Man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I enjoyed the Sunday morning meeting just fine by myself. Uh, yeah. Eventually, you know, go back and pick him up, take oh, him so back to the pick, place. Okay, okay. I mean, he's got to get back there. Like, he's going to be a yeah, problem well, I was for whatever say, court like, order is, he's under this if guy he's not skipping, back there. skipping out. Yeah, and I like I wonder to this day, like, is is a judge hauling me in? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You did exactly. not perform your duties as a sponsor. Um, but I, I mean, I guess I signed out or whatever, so I signed something. But I, to think that I had a gra- like, You're it's on US whoever Marshall. whoever was actually charged with his care. Yeah. If they were interested, then they would have done considerably more explaining to me than they did. Yeah, definitely. they they were just like, oh, you're a sponsor. Yeah, sign this. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, they're only making like 12 bucks an hour too, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, if you want to talk about who could have done different. True. I don't, I don't know that I like, you know. No, I think this was all a bunch of people not paying attention to things. Yeah. Like a guy setting up speakers because that's his thing, not thinking about is it the right move to send this 18-year-old guy from the cult 12-step school. You know, just just doing it, and then that that place being like, well, if, as long as the person is a sponsor, that's fine. You know, like everyone's just going along with it, and you're the you're thinking, but you're like, well, they tell me to to listen and to do these things, so I'm gonna try it. So I think it's pretty funny, dude. 
<laughs> it, was, uh, but, it was a wild experience. Yeah, I mean, I it feels like it could have ended. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to. Yeah, like, dude. It's not I like mean, the guy. It could have uh, been. Yeah, dude. Like you yeah. could have gotten. I don't know the guy, but it's like so. Definitely, you dropped him off to like go do drugs at a house. Like it sounds like, or something. <laughs> Maybe to see a woman. Otherwise, what is he doing? Just watching TV. I think that just yeah, see a woman's definitely possible. Just catch it up, like. Yeah, dude, he probably did drug, but who knows? Maybe they're drug testing on them. I'm not sure that I, I, I don't think it's a guarantee that the drugs are the only point. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, like, of course. Could have just been wanting to socialize with uh, whatever. True, 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 true. Yeah, who the fuck knows? Yeah, but definitely, I, I cannot believe. Well, I guess I don't, you know, halfway houses are weird institutions as is. It's not like they're mass murderers in there, so it's not that crazy to have you like responsible for him but the thought of like young tc signing out a grown like signing out a grown so man. freshman yeah just be like i got him i got him <laughs> and then everyone's just like yeah go on yeah and it's like you definitely did not have him like, <laughs> <laughs> no i was like i did not consider doing anything other than what he told me to do yeah dude i mean of course like and it's like what are you gonna do be like no we're going to the meeting we're going. Yeah. How's like, that going to go? Yeah. And I mean, like, he was, uh, like, obviously firm. Like, none of these were questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he was nice. You know, like, yeah, he was, yeah, yeah. He, it would have felt like I was being a dick. Yeah, I'm sure he knew that. Like, yeah, at least yeah, on yeah. some level. Yeah. Dude, I, this, it's eight episodes, so it would take a long time. But maybe we could do it. Like, we could do one episode where we discuss the eight. I don't know. Anyway, this is all reminding me of, uh, uh no one saw this except me uh escape at dana mora do you remember Dude, when a ton of people out? saw that oh really i was okay there was the, Did you see it? There was, no oh. just there was a month where i couldn't go really without someone fucking really demanding that i see escape from dana mora really i mean you were certainly one of the people but yeah and no i knew you out after it came out Okay, but I definitely probably did tell well, you. Well, I didn't watch I the show, it. so I don't know when it was airing. Oh, I didn't okay. care. Interesting, because I remember watching it, being like, "Why? Why is no one else saying this is good?" I mean, it's got like Matt Damon in it, doesn't it? No, it's got a uh, Benicio and Paul Dano. Okay, yeah, is Matt Damon like a producer? No, Ben Stiller directed it though. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, uh, you know what it's about? Yeah. I know this still like I I followed the news story. I was it's interested in the news story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh very there's some Excel vibes. Anyway. Well, we've been building this video. We've got to watch this how, video. Okay. We're how, watching this video. We ha okay. All right. You're the producer of the podcast. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You are. Um how long is the video? I just need to mentally You dude, tell me can't I can't it. see it. How long is it? Let's just do it next week, dude. I want to give him full attention. So we've been building, we've been teasing a video the entire time, and you think it's gonna be a good podcast that people are gonna like if it doesn't include the one thing that we've been saying that they would have. <laughs> they don't even know what the video. The is. first five minutes of the podcast, I said I don't have anything, but we're gonna watch. But a video. look how much we have. You wanted to not do a video. Is this just about your fucking chicken strips? <laughs> I mean, that's part of it. Fucking pause and go get them, dude. No, I'm definitely not doing that, dude. That I like to do things and then do the next thing. Can we watch this video? How long is it? I don't know. I can't. So you to want me to honest, get up dude, and you look at those numbers? Those I'll are tiny. You think my up. fucking vision? I think it's kind of long. It probably is. It's probably like a twenty-minute video. You're not going to get the chicken strips. 
You should have made other choices. It's not just about the chicken. It's 25 minutes long. So I think I just probably will have a lot to say. I do have a lot to say about it. And to be honest, I'm a little tired. And I just don't know if I can give it what it deserves. But I, I right, mean, dude. I probably can. We also haven't been going as long as I thought. And now I feel like this is a, a downer note to end on. So, but this is. I'm, I've, well, I won't insist <coughs> further. You, this, we can do, you can have your strips if you want. It's not about the strips, dude. No, this is just my thought. This is just my thought. And we haven't been going for that long either. But we have been doing a lot of long episodes. But it's our trademark. Uh, since we're, if we're not going to watch Prisoners next week, or you know, if we're allowing ourselves not watching it, we would have, a, you know, content. I mean, or we could just skip a week. Yeah, I guess we could do that too. If we're watching the video or watching the movie two times, possibly three times, maybe try and get some featurettes in. True. I'm gonna get featurettes in. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I. Like three fourths of the way through the first time watching Miami Vice, I was interested about some details. So I looked at the wiki, mm-hmm. and it re- like I always don't like reading other people's analysis, and even reading the wiki like fucked me up pretty bad. Like it's it's so colored how everything I saw. Like I was enjoying it so much more before I knew that other people shit on it. And then I was like real fucking uh, self conscious of like, am I liking something that everyone else thinks is dumb? And yeah. it, it wasn't even like that the wiki said that everyone thought it was dumb. It was like talking about how it was a cult favorite and like a cult favorite in for the reason of like the visual stuff. And even the people who were like cult favorite were like, yeah, some of the dialogue and plot is weird. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, am I fucking stupid for thinking that this was good? Yeah. And like, I don't know. But I mean, like, I also. Uh, See, that's when I hit them. No, it is the children who are wrong. You know? I know, but I just. Like, uh, but then it's. Then all you're doing, like, it defines the terms of the debate. Yeah, true, like, very true. Just I purely felt that all of this is good and assumed that everyone else thought the same thing. That was and my experience with Collateral. you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was shocked walking out of Collateral. I talk about it, like, every week, how those girls were like, that sucked. I, I was, like, thinking we are going to all walk out of the theater and talk about how awesome that movie was. It was, like finding out santa wasn't real like i i remember being like what the fuck because you can't unbreak it yeah like it even if you don't agree it shatters the experience yeah it's basically been my framework of evaluating the movie ever since it's like proving them wrong like in my (laughs) own mind yeah Yeah. uh but yeah so um so that that sucks but uh and I don't know, dude. I, I not trying to criticize it, you know, whatever. But I, I, I also don't like like if sometimes, dude. I, whatever. I don't know. I don't want to make the point. I, I, I'm abandoning the point I was going to make. So I'm moving on to the next point. Okay. Um, I was, uh, I was served up a, a Joker behind the scenes making of. Ooh. And uh, I've been watching that, and it is fucking great. Really. I mean, I like it. It's just yeah. you know, it's just them talking about. Yeah, I there's like a that. lot of stuff in there about how they made some of the wide shots. Yeah, which has just been great. Just their whole conceit, like talking in depth about their conception and like pre-production work on yeah, thinking yeah. about what is Gotham yeah. and how do we want it to be, That's and like fight. how it's definitely like they they I appreciate that they are they constantly say 1981, 
Like really? it's supposed to be specifically 1981. Yeah. But also not like just like they they do enough to make it so that they don't just show shots of New York that look old. Right. They yeah, take yeah, shots yeah. of New York that look old and then do a lot of things to them. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, just I don't know. It's, it's pretty tight. Uh, do you know the uh, the like the what's supposed to be 1981 Times Square where he's spinning the sign and stuff? Are you yeah, able to, yeah, yeah. Do you have a guess of where that is? I mean, you know, no. It's uh, it's Newark. Huh? That's how Newark just looks now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And they, yeah. they even kind of have a thing where they're like, yeah, it's uh, it's getting better pretty quickly, but good good for us. It wasn't too quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, Newark's tough, dude. I remember like when uh, they were filming Joker, like wherever that staircase was. Yeah, that's South like, Bronx. Okay. And like someone got it, like, you know, from their apartment or whatever. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just remember the constant Instagram the like the memes just everyone else going there yeah oh yeah definitely dude i think i mean i know we have a lot on our plate but this discussion has just got me itching man i think we're gonna have to do joker sooner than later <laughs> i mean it's great yeah and i the, haven't watched it in a minute the the behind the scenes thing the other thing it did <coughs> is deepen my opinion that joaquin phoenix is not really acting what do you think he's doing I just like he plays the like, especially like uh, the master. Yeah, I like. I think that's just him. Interesting. To some degree. Yeah, I mean, like I don't think that he's like. I'm still here. There's a lot going on, and I think he's someone's trying to relay a message, and I definitely receive a lot of messages from that. I think there's a lot to be learned. Yeah. I appreciate you letting me borrow your Blu-ray. Of that yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot there, but it just feels to me like he's being him. Yeah, I think so. It's, and at that stage, yeah, yeah. I just don't like. I I don't know that he could sit here and like talk yeah yeah i wonder about that yeah i think it's like he's i don't one of the things i took from i'm still here is like this is a guy you know i think we both have related it you know especially at excel the performative aspects of it you know and his time in the children of god like having to be like a literal dancing child uh and so he's he's almost from birth when you're in that kind of environment. I mean, it really is true of all of us. It, it's just in the extreme environments, it becomes revealed. You know, like the no self principle. What is a self? What are any of us? Like, uh, we're kind of always being defined by who's around us. That's like the, the true horror of like society is like, oh my God, I'm not me, I'm them. You know what I mean? Uh, but like, you know, the cult environment makes that so clear. Like we have stripped away you and put what we wanted. And, you know, I think like, you know, the, the refrain, I'm still here. Like there's still a core Joaquin, despite this whole lifetime of people like trying to strip away or take his surface for themselves. Like whoever the eye is of Joaquin is still there. But it's, you know, it's struggling and it has ups and downs, but it's, it's gonna, you know, keep surfacing and then diving back under the water. Uh, but it's still there. I think uh, you're right. 
I also do not believe that he at any point thought that or could have articulated that. Yeah, no, I, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I can't, that sounds possible to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, the, uh, uh, the Faulkner slash Shakespeare phrase, sound and fury signifying nothing echoes through my head. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think he's pretty smart. It seems like I, I haven't seen the feature yet though. Do you think Rooney Mara is an idiot or do you think she just thinks he's like hot and famous? Cause she strikes me as weird and smart. And like, I'm like, what do they talk about? I think that all of Hollywood is doing an Emperor's New Clothes thing. Interesting. Where they're all like, oh, this is so different and new. I just love how fresh she is. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, I think there's some of that. But like, you don't see in their like mannerisms, like they are different than normal people. Like they're weird. Who? Like Rooney Mara and Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. They're like. No, I. what I'm saying is that he is different and weird. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you. I think, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think people are underrating the level of different. Yeah. I think that's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. I think like and well, hearing Todd Phillips talk about like, like on the one hand, it like, I think it's a perfect movie. I think he uses him perfectly. I'm fucking thrilled that that and the master exist. Yeah. Like it, seems like the, the chances of someone like him ending up on earth and then ending up in a situation where his peculiarities could be used to this purpose it staggers me thinking about it yeah but like uh and so i'm so happy that it's happened but like he because he, he is perfect for it like the, the things that todd phillips is talking about obviously make the joke of what it is and what i think it is is i don't know best movie of this millennium like yeah. fucking it's it's, it's singular work yeah uh and fucking um but he's talking about like you know just that they as an example they play like six takes of murray introducing him uh-huh. and he just does wild shit every time like none of them are the same yeah. he's not trying to like get down the beats of the thing he was doing yeah he's just approaching you know he's supposed to walk in so he walks in six different ways yeah you know like yeah. one of them the fucking curtain opens and he fucking climbs through the window in the set yeah like, and but that just to me is kind of like he's just simultaneously too bored and not capable of being bored at all yeah that's an interesting way of putting it yeah. and so he's just sort of fidgeting like a kid would in the doctor's office yeah yeah like the waiting room <laughs> like yeah yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know man yeah yeah i think i all that sounds accurate to me yeah i mean it doesn't to me contradict that i don't feel invested in joaquin phoenix being smart uh but i don't know i don't think there's much of a self there but it's like it's there like I don't really know, but it's fully there, it seems like. I think there's a ton of a self there, and it's just not like mine or yours. Yeah, but, well, I think we're all the same. I don't know. Like, yeah, I get I get what you're saying, but I feel like I'm now I'm insulting the man, and I don't want to. But, like, uh, it's like I mean, I'm trying to dance around, Yeah. Surely there's a, a clumsy way of phrasing this where I'm being quite insulting, and that's not really my aim, so I'm trying to be delicate. What? Would you use the R word? 
Is that what you're saying? I mean, I don't in flight. Oh, okay. I, I don't even know what word you're talking about. Yeah, really? <laughs> that's you know, the, like yeah. an intensifier. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I haven't seen the featurette, but yeah, I don't know. I think he's like the best actor, though. I love him. I love or I like. The I just movies. don't even know how you would rate that. You know, I haven't what I mean? seen her. I want to see that. I don't. But that looks really. like a piece of shit. Really? I've had so many people tell me it's great, or people whose opinions I really trust and enjoy have yeah. passionately told me that her is wonderful, and so I I see no way they could be so wrong. So they're probably right, but maybe I'll never know. Yeah, I mean, I've never really been inspired to like you know press play, but what if a guy why? loved a computer? I mean, pretty interesting to think about, dude. No, it's not. It's the dumbest shit I've heard of. I don't think so, dude. I think, I mean, you know. It's, it's been out for a goddamn decade and you haven't seen it. You can't love it that much. I mean, I think you should sit with the, these feelings, dude. Maybe you love your computer too much. <laughs> That's it. You, you know? got me. I mean. You want to watch this video now? Yeah. Are, are we watching yeah. the video? Yeah. I don't want your computer to get jealous. <laughs> I'm, no, I mean, I'll, you're yeah, okay? Cool. I can watch it. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay. That's fucking fine. All right. So uh, this is uh, what we played two times ago. Uh, former Excel student goes by the garage, the garage gym homie. Oh, did I finish saying that? I can't remember. Sorry, I do want one to of your that uh, One of your wedding people referred to himself as a garage yeah, gym yeah, homie. Yeah, yeah, He wasn't at the wedding. It just coincided with the weekend. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure if I said that part or just thought it uh yeah yeah we did yeah i'm sorry i derailed you god no 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 big deal man we're all just having fun it's a loose good time i'm probably um so we played a video two weeks ago of uh him talking about his experiences at la county jail and i was on his channel like i had it pulled up anyway like for finding the la county jail video and i think i was looking at it after i don't think i knew that this existed or maybe i did I, i don't remember um it's no, on the podcast I don't think we did because we listen. weren't we weren't sure on the air we if we could like say his name or if he said excel or anything like that. that's right that's right uh and he um, definitely does yeah and then i i saw a video that he he made a video where we did directly talk about uh the experience uh i wish it had the preview image pulled up i think it says like a uh, lockdown homie okay <laughs> something like that uh, um but Dude, he's uh, good at youtube i uh it's uh, yeah, I would have to admit that that Numbers is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he always has the thumbnails. The thumbnail game. I mean, you know, it's like it's derivative, but it's effective. Who you cares think, if it's derivative? It's the it's form. Effective, right? It's the form now. You know, yeah. it's almost like being like the book cover game. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you yeah. Gotta, I guess you don't have to do it though. No, but Cray Trey does them. I think that's right. Yeah. I mean, if you're trying to be serious, you know, I'm serious trying YouTuber. to do good. Yeah, yeah. Well, once I become Let one. Let people know this is a pro channel. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, um, let's get the lockdown homie. Yeah. I love his intro. <laughs> so he paid someone to get that made for sure. Maybe he made it. Uh, yeah, could be. What up? What up? <laughs> it's Garage Gym Homie. Today, I'm talking to you about my experience about therapeutic lockdown boarding school. Is it worth it? Before I get into this here, please click the subscribe button. I got content coming out every day for you now. So click subscribe. (laughs) 
and let's get into <laughs> this. So, know. you know, I you wanted might... to share more parts of my life. It's been a while since I made a... Dude, I... It probably is someone else editing these videos. And so, like, just as he's saying, I want to share more parts of my life, it's like, <laughs> follow me on Instagram popping up. Yeah. Just, this is so... Just whatever feeling is captured by the movie Idiocracy. <laughs> no, come on, dude. I'm not, like, I... There's just something about like this is a pro garage gym homie podcast. No, I I'm not saying other, <laughs> but there's something about fucking. I want to tell you guys about my life. Hit that like and subscribe. Why Smash not? it, dude. That's how else would you? My parents about? didn't love me. They ripped me away from my, everything I ever knew and fucking stuffed me in a place. Hit that like and subscribe. <laughs> Follow yeah. me on Instagram. I mean, I'm trying to build those numbers up. It, you're you're right to notice it because there is something going on there but it makes sense when you think about it it's like i'm gonna lead with the most provocative direct statement of what's going on and i'm gonna hit you immediately with the tag of what i want you to do like you know that's how we should start his goal here is to get as many people to like and subscribe and he has no doubt employed an effective <laughs> strategy yeah. But it is weird. It yeah, is, I get like it. just there's yeah. The, or like when it's like the YouTuber families that are like, we gave our adopted kid back, guys, you know, and we're gonna talk about it. Like and subscribe. Make sure to like and subscribe. Like I've seen yes. ones like that. Where <laughs> yeah. they're like where like you you know, real you know, kids die or something. And then it's like there's still a like and subscribe. It did it, it fucks with me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> video about my past and some stuff i've gone through just to just to share it with you man some of you might be able to relate he's so uh, good some of you might aspect, be man. able to say dang so anyway man when i was uh 15 years old i was out of control man smoking weed in school skipping school hanging out with people starting to sell dope uh can i just say just real quick he's hitting the notes like we just said of like how do you tell your story this is almost like, you know, the Odyssey, you begin a new chapter and it's like singing me muse, you know, of the gray eyed <laughs> Athena, like the throat clearing kind of like I'm signaling to the audience what kind of literary work they're about to hear. Yeah. He's doing that for Excel kids telling their stories right now. And like these first few sentences, you know what I mean? Like, I know the cadence so exactly, perfectly. Dude, it's hidden me. Yeah. All of it. I mean, you know, I, I, heard it from the same kids he heard it from you know yeah, like definitely it, said it. it's an oral tradition that was passed yeah. down yeah you know you to me me to him exactly out of my mind man just not 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 taking school and it shows up in shorthand like hanging out with people like he one of the things he listed as like dude i used to be wild i used to hang out with people <laughs> but like i know like i know what i know i mean like i think that it's not some great insight most people probably understood what he meant yeah but yeah. like uh you know this it's the wrong crowd but just yeah the you, wrong crowd i understand how he could have heard that phrase so many times that like that that, was, that would have been an Excel thing of Jamie being like you know you were hanging out with people <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah definitely <laughs> like we've all said these words we've tried to make the same five points about how you were a fuck ups every day for the last fucking four years yeah so like we don't have to say all the words at this yeah point. you don't have to say with people <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah you were with, hanging with bad people yeah yeah. 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 <laughs> Obviously not caring, and uh, I was a defiant little kid, you know. So my parents, I came home one day, and they said, we're sending you to boarding school. So they uh, 
they shipped me off to Arizona, man, and uh, that was my second half of 10th grade, first half of 11th grade, and I was there for a year at boarding school, and this place was like a big party, man. I mean, they had a skate park for me, a no homework policy, everyone was hooking up. Uh, Dude, what the fuck? Everyone was getting I mean, high, popping pills, smoking cigarettes. It was yes. it was yeah. out of control, man. In a place fuck called him, uh, Oak Creek one. Ranch School. No, but it's in like Sedona, that was going on Arizona, at regular high school too. Right outside Sedona, Arizona. You just had to knock Beautiful place. Out. And um fuck I had a great do. time there. <laughs> uh got through some classes, went to boarding school, and uh I ended up getting expelled. See? I got caught <laughs> hooking up with girls there. That was strike one. Uh, it was a bad ordeal, and uh, strike two was I got caught smoking weed in my dorm room. So they, they had enough of me, man. I was monkeying around, and they uh, called my dad and said, it's time to, to take Ari home. So I had wasted a lot so of money there. We were wondering. And yeah, uh, yeah. went home and continued to sell dope, get high, uh, scam, and just, you know, uh be a troublemaker man i was freaking had the disease of uh alcoholism and addiction had the grips on me and i was going heading into full force man so i was hanging out with my buddy one night and he was like man i went to the i went to the kiss and aerosmith concert what's up and uh i went to the kiss and aerosmith detroit rock city baby and I lied to my dad about who I was going with. It was at Comerica Park Imagine getting in uh, Detroit. Kiss. Awesome concert. I'm not a big yeah, concert no, guy, not. but that was one of a couple concerts I've been to in my life. I got so drunk that night, I forgot where the car was parked. So it was like 4 a.m. I still hadn't come home yet. My dad drove downtown Detroit, found me on a street corner there, drunk as heck and uh followed me home i lost the car i was so drunk i lost where i parked my car anyway so a day after that i was chilling not trying to call anyone out but jake has done that okay fair okay <laughs> whatever hey. i lived with him he just lost the car like he never recovered uh months later he got like a letter being like it's being sold at auction <laughs> like the insurance company had already night. like paid it out what do you tell the insurance company? I don't know. Just like I can't find. <laughs> I mean, they they gave him money. like he bought a new car with wow. the money they gave him. I mean, I'm sure they like have rudimentary investigations to like be like, yeah, he he doesn't have the car. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, he's not making it up. That 100 percent true. <laughs> right. All true. That's pretty funny, dude. My buddy. And he was like, I told him what happened. He's like, man, you better, you better run away or something before your dad sends you away. And I was like, my dad's not going to send me away. He, he won't send me anywhere. I was thinking, maybe I should run away, man. Maybe, maybe he will send me somewhere. I didn't listen to my gut feeling, man. This was crazy. That next morning at 4... 20 4 30 a.m 4 20 i mm-hmm. woke up with two ex-cops two escorts not the good kind of escorts man <laughs> the kind that are <laughs> I big mean, brother. big men and they said talking about we can do this yeah. the easy yeah. way or the hard way 
And my dad hired this service, hired these guys. There is not a single kid who ended up Excel that did not get offered the choice of the easy way or the hard way. Very true. Very true. (laughs) To yank me out of bed at 4.30 in the morning... And it feels send like me it's to already a the real, hard way. not a party right? uh, boarding yeah. school this time, to a real boarding school. I said to the guys, How long is this program? They said, We're going to a program in Texas. I said, How long is the program? They said, 30 days. So I'm 17 years old now. I said, well, Oh, I know it's 30 days, let's go. So I guys. hopped yeah. on yeah. the airplane with them. I'm thinking, like, I could try and run. They told me they had shackles in the car or whatever. I, I didn't think that I was going to probably anyways, make dude. it. There were two oh, of them, shit, and they seemed no, like they knew what like they here. were doing with dragging oh, really? people to these yeah. programs, uh-huh. these boarding schools. But it was only 30 days, so that's a piece of cake. You know, I thought it was going to be one of those wilderness programs or whatever. So I get to the school way out there in freaking Conroe, Texas. Shout out. And I walk in the office and they throw a jumpsuit at me that says run away, call 911. And t- says, put, put this on. So I put it on. I said, how long is this program? They said, this is an 18 to 24 month program. I'm like, what the heck? So the guy, they tricked me into telling me it was 30 days. So I wouldn't give them no, no, no trouble. They got me there, threw me in a jumpsuit, and told me it was an 18 to 24-month program, man. So I'm thinking to myself, well, dang, man, I'm 17 in three months. I got nine months till I turn 18. I'm going to be an adult. I could just walk out of here. So I said to them, what happens when I'm 18? Ooh, this is important. And I just want to leave. I'm an adult. They said, well, the truth is we could get custody over you through the court, so you can't do that. I think that should tell the limitations. So I was freaked out, man. I'm in my head. So For really the biggest problem. Yeah, let's stop. I think this is important. Yeah, I mean. Explain what you mean. People are just now finding out that that wasn't true. Like the, because I've, I've said on way earlier podcasts, like I was going to look into like the, you know, the lawsuits and all that. And I have. Not too much, or I'm not exhaustively more than most people would, but not as much as I would like to. So you're saying, just like any any lawsuit you attempt to bring <clears> against <throat> them, the first thing you're going to have to contend with is it's the statute of limitations. Ago. Yeah, yeah. So and how yeah. is this relevant to that? So basically, the way the limitations laws always work is they set a time period where you got to bring your claim. So for like a breach of contract claim, it's four years, I think, maybe five. Uh, for certain kinds of employment claims, it, you got to get to the EEOC in 180 days. Uh, and there's a lot of rationales, but basically it's like, we don't want to hear old disputes. People's memories fade. You know, how important was it? If you, you know, you can't In uh, many European rights. countries, they have it for murder. Yeah. Well, we do too. No. Uh, for murder? Well, no. I mean, it varies by jurisdiction. I don't think you can categorically say... I don't United think there's a place States in America. No limitations, period. For statute murder. of limitations on murder. It does not matter when you committed the murder. They will prosecute you for it. That's interesting. Well, you seem pretty confident. It sounds like someone told you this with high confidence or you read it somewhere. I read it somewhere. Okay. There was a I case mean, of a guy who committed a murder, escaped to Portugal, 
and it was like in the 60s or 70s and they found out it was him like found him had him dead to rights and portugal wouldn't extradite because there the statute of limitations had gone yeah i I don't deny that but uh it doesn't mean that there is no jurisdiction in the United States where... I mean, the article murder... had, like, paragraphs expounding on that particular claim. Now, is every article that's ever been published 100% accurate? No. no. Well, no, I'm saying, not. like, uh, but epistemologically, I have I, it's very difficult to prove a negative, like, in terms of legal research. So if you're a law firm associate and I'm a partner and I say, I need you to go confirm for me... Well, just find absence. me a place where... No, it's confirm not. the absence. Don't find me, you know what I mean? Like you're telling me every single place says there's no limitations, you know what I mean? But does that mean you've exhausted every possibility? You I know? mean, murder is a state crime, right? Like, or federal, like it's, I, there's I no it's, local ordinance that's governing it. No, I think, I think there is. I think it's both. I, it's not exhaustive like that. Like there's some things that are left to the states and some things that only the federal government can do, but murder can be a crime under state and federal law. I'm pretty sure. I agree with that. What I'm saying is it's never a city or county law. So we're just talking about oh. the 50 states would have to all have an agreement. Like See, even if, there, if it were true that all 50 my states. My training is getting in the way of my conf- my ability to join you in your confidence. Because I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on. We're saying there's no city or town in the country that... They would have murder. a rule that supersedes a state law well, saying see, that there's that's no... Different. Okay, that, now that's different. But that still doesn't mean... Like supersedes means they have to be conflicting and then this, the supersession... I just reveals. think the thing... It's clear to me, who is not a lawyer, uh, that the thing that you would have to look into is how does each state handle murder and whether or not there is a... Uh, uh, what I'm blanking on the word. Right, because I'm saying, yeah, my training is getting me too technical because you're just saying walking around as a person to how to actually figure out like what reality looks like if you murder somebody, yes. But I'm saying, is there a, a dusty codex somewhere where like the town of Portsmouth in 1718, when they did write their murder laws, set, put in a limitations period? It's never been- But it wouldn't be relevant. Exactly, but it doesn't mean it's off the books. Yeah, it's just never. The, uh, I you, feel what, like you're being excessively. What, well, I know, but I'm saying it's my training. That that that's what I'm saying. Like when a law firm partner says prove a negative, that's what they're asking you to do to tell me there's no statutes saying you can't do it. I mean, it's like law I'm firm, just letting you know that if you killed <clears throat> someone in America, it is true that it doesn't matter how long ago it was. That's interesting. I mean, I, be, I definitely believe that in most cases, but... Like, it could enter into, like, sentencing somewhere or whatever, but as far as whether or not you could be charged with a murder, even know, though it's man. an old murder, or maybe you, you can be charged with it. Maybe you can be charged with it. I don't, I don't really know. I know it was a big deal. They've lifted it. And that, that... See, this is the other thing where I'm like, everyone is just... This would upset me when I would work as a lawyer, too. People would just read the commentary or read what other people said and just go along with it as if they don't have clients. And I would be like, we have to be advocates too. Sometimes our job is to push the most favorable position for ourselves rather than just being like, it turns out the other side's right and we lose. That sucks. Should you tell the (laughs) client or, you know, like, so it's like, okay, every lawsuit or whatever has said the limitations period applies so far. Well, that was true of every fucking Me Too victim, you know, and whatever. 
But Larry Nasser, a lot of those crimes are. I mean, all the Second Amendment stuff is uh, inspiring on that account, right? Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, I don't agree. The entire world, or you know, the country agreed in the certainly the sixties into the seventies that the Second Amendment was a weirdly written thing that had no real impact on what kinds of gun laws you could and couldn't pass. Yeah, which is kind of wild, you know. I mean, it's not hard for me to figure out how. It's a fucking... Uh, I don't know what that sentence means. I have no idea what that sentence means. Yeah, but means. it means something. And people are acting like it didn't. And well, the thing it could mean is it like... It could it have, I mean, it includes the word militia. Yeah. So thinking that, uh, you know, fucking militias are a relevant part of it is not out of the... Like, saying like, this means that we can't outlaw militias. Like, all right, we won't outlaw militias. You got it. Yeah. Militias have to have guns, dude. They don't? No, they don't at all. Well, what's the what follows that clause? Uh, yeah, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Right. But if the only thing they were trying to communicate is the right to keep and bear, ar- bear arms shall not be infringed, then why didn't they make the amendment the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed? Because people are always like, why? And so they just included a prefatory clause to explain, like, this is a good reason to do it. That's a possible interpretation, but it's not one held by any relevant actor in the judicial system before, like, 1975. Yeah, no, I believe that. But, dude, the post-war, like, we're just an elitist country, man. Like, you could just say things were a certain way. I also, I'm not a real, the con- I don't say every night worrying about the Constitution. Yeah. Don't tell yeah. anyone. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, uh, to your point, a group of people were like, hey, you know, it does have this part. And I think personally that that means that they that they can't tell me anything what to do with regards to gun ownership. Yeah. So what if I just say that loud enough over and over and over until the everyone in the country who currently disagrees with me is replaced by people who do agree with me? Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, definitely. And then if you get to a controversial enough subject, the people who are like currently controlling the narrative will just like kind of prove it by by being like, yeah, we're going to take away your ability to say that louder and louder. You you can't say that. You're done. Like just stop it saying It depends that. on the subject matter, but sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it, we. It's ha- I would obviously respect our platforms that we're on, you know, so I, I'm not going to mention, I don't want to break any of the rules. Apple's, uh, like, as far as your (laughs) free speech bastions, what's an Apple podcast that's been removed for content? I don't know what defines an Apple content. I'm saying, like, I couldn't get on here. I mean, probably not enough people listen to this podcast. This is also not what I believe. But if I got on here talking about vaccination, ivermectin, you know, whatever. You could, I mean, dude, fucking, what, repeat the things that Joe Rogan says on his podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sa- I'm saying like people. So you've who heard are, those, right? Yeah, I know. But like Joe Rogan, get he's like treated a little differently the way like Google can get away with things that small businesses can't. Like people get taken off platforms all the time. Platforms, yes. Apple Podcasts. I don't think oh, that, yeah. that occurs. I guess that's, we're not really on YouTube, right? I was more talking about YouTube. Yeah, but uh, or well, I'm like, just saying Apple is interesting and notable. That it's important. I'm not saying me, it's good or bad. I'm just saying it's interesting know, and notable. If I said that, I think the prove a negative point that I just made also applies to instances of uh, election irregularities and that the popular narrative seems to uh, proceed under the assumption that they have proven the negative, that no voter irregularities occurred that could have favored anybody who opposed Donald Trump. 
you got to be pretty careful about how you say that. And that to me, a lot of people aren't in a podcast and it seems to go fine for them until it doesn't. I mean, I get you are right. Yeah. There a lot of people do say it, which is why I'm aware of it. But the other thing is maybe I'm just like gearing up to reenter corporate America. And so I'm becoming more cognizant of the, the things you can't say there. You can't get on LinkedIn. I mean, unless you like work for the NRA or something. Yeah, no, you, you got like corporate America right, is, is the Democratic Party. But you understand the difference. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I want. I have been wondering. It's not worth it to get kicked off of LinkedIn to find out. But like, can you? What What's their stance on all this? I know people who've gotten kicked in, kicked off LinkedIn, but I think they were like, you know, personality people. You know. There's more of those kind of issues. Anyway, let's watch Garage Gym. How many this? Well, no, we haven't finished the point that we paused the podcast to talk about. Oh. Uh, the statute of limitations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The relevant things Thank are it's, it sets down a number of years, and then what's the other thing it sets yeah, down? Yeah, so basically, yeah, it's, a limit, it's called the limitations period. So basically most laws have them, and, you know, so it tells you if you didn't bring a suit within a certain amount of time, you can't bring it. So that's the short answer for anyone who went to Excel because it's been out of business for so long. So if you wanted to sue Aspen, Education Group, or Jamie and Sally, uh, those to me would be the main targets. Um, the obvious answer, including from attorneys to try these kinds of cases, is, uh, you know, okay, the school's been closed for 15 years. You're, there's no way. You're outside of every possible limitations period. So your suit's a, a loser. Um, and I, I get that, but there is a principle called equitable tolling and tolling just means like it stopped. It's like an old timey term, Mm -hmm. but basically there are circumstances when the limitations period gets told, uh, in other words, it pauses. So, you know, if you think back to the rationale being, well, you knew you had a claim against this person and you decided to wait. So, you know, we're not going to incentivize that. Obviously, that rationale goes away if you did not know that you had a claim against this person. You know what I mean? And so, like, for example, I don't know that this is the rationale, but in the Larry Nasser case, right? Like, uh, you know, the gymnast doctor who was uh, assaulting people or gymnasts, he was doing it in the guise of medical care. Mm -hmm. He wasn't hiding what he was doing. These girls weren't unconscious or anything like that. Their parents were in the room in many of these cases. Uh, What happened was later everyone found out that he was a pervert and lying and that what, you know, they had effectively consented to, they had never consented to. Uh, yeah, if, and, the, if they hadn't under, if they'd understood the pretenses were false, they wouldn't have correct. Yeah, and so they're just now finding out that they have a legal claim because they're just now finding out that the pretenses are false. So well, that if they held him past his 18th birthday, right? Uh, is, and he thought you up cannot until tell now, someone we will go get you raped if you leave, and then keep them there, and then benefit later by saying he stayed there and consented. That's false imprisonment. Like, that's official impression. It's no different from what Monty did. Uh, so it's it's a stretch. Monty's the sheriff. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I would bring Sell this Wikipedia case. Sell Wikipedia page, go look like, it up. Myself, like, if I were a plaintiff's lawyer, I'm not so confident that I would put my own, like, money and time into a case like this. 
But I do think that there there is an argument there that we've never been in claim land because we're just now finding out the, the nature of what happened started. to us. Yeah. He doesn't know that that meant, I mean, he kind of knows that they, he knows that they lied to him, but not really. Like he doesn't know that they could not have gotten custody. If, uh, in his particular case, he found it out. I mean, they kind of maybe could. I still am not sure they couldn't have. Before. He walked off. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. Okay, but okay. Well, but there are there are clearly cases of kids who are told the same thing and the, stay there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Past their 18th birthday. Definitely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've I've seen a kid detained past his 18th birthday. That's insane. And then they later justified it that way. Um. Brief, fun legal note, uh, one of the most interesting uh, applications of what you're talking about, about the uh, the, the tolling issue, is uh, in uh, your signature piece of legislation that you understand, the NLRA. Yes. Where, I'm trying uh, to get away from that being my main signature, but yes. Well, you haven't practiced any law since you started that, so I think I can True. still make the claim. True. Yeah, yeah. That's um, my signature. But so uh, it's you don't have to have standing to sue under the NLRA. Like you don't, right. like, you know, if, uh, you know, someone who had never been to Excel tried to sue or wasn't involved in any way, like not a parent, you know, they'd just be like, this doesn't involve you. So you don't, you know, you don't have standing. Right. Um, but the NLRA doesn't require standing the way that most laws normally do. So, uh, you know, I can hear about a friend uh, having a boss treat him unfairly and I can report it to the NLRA and no one's going to say, this isn't your business. Right. It's included in the law that it is my business or it doesn't need to be my business for me to sue. Yeah. And the it's tolling... Truly psychopathic scheme. And the tolling uh, begins when I learn of it, not when it right. occurs. Yeah. So something that happened 60 years ago, if I heard about it within the last six months... Yep then I can report it and sue sure. the company under the NLRA. Yeah. So let me ask you this. It's a good little bit of legal work. You got to yeah. respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But what if I have known about it all this time and I just tell you? I mean, I think that they still just give it the thumbs up. Yeah, I don't know if there's like a I think case it's on being it tested anything. by some of our foremost legal minds currently. Yeah, I mean, I th yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm interested in that answer. I, I think that Matt Bruning has been attempting to get an answer to that question through various suits being filed. Interesting. I mean, yeah, interesting. I wonder how, how that'll go. Because, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I've cited that in other non-labor lawsuits, but just being like, we got to clear up this ambiguous legal issue because randos are filing NLRA charges. Uh, but you know what's funny also? I think everyone should be able to protect the American worker. Well, here's the thing, though. I Sure. And uh, California agrees that their Private Attorney Generals Act is basically like they've privatized labor enforcement, uh, which is the opposite of at the beginning of this podcast when you were like, well, you know, in Europe, you just go to an agency and they take care of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. California was like, it's really expensive to run an agency. Let's let the profit motive incentivize pathological plan yeah I, I think what i said was that i'm not sure i don't know enough to to, to yeah, recommend I mean, either model yeah i think you were just saying it's an alternative i'm yeah, not yeah, putting yeah. words in or i don't mean to be putting words in your mouth but i've been laughing dude at the private enforcement scheme it's very common like obviously the california paga like you know regime is probably the most famous in ohio i mean i think there are other states but i know in ohio like 
you know, prevailing wage projects. Like you have to pay your construction workers $20 an hour. Basically, like there are these laws. They're intended to prevent contractors from importing workers from lower cost of living areas. So they call it like you have to pay the area's prevailing wage. Okay. Uh, like you can't bring up guys from Texas who will work for $10 an hour, drive them to Ohio, pay them that, you know, take work away from people in Ohio because they, they get $20 an hour. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So in, in Ohio, unions have standing to enforce that. So like even if they're not on the job, if they get wind that, you know, you're, you're paying people less, they can sue and the, the loose, you know, theory is like they would have had the job, you know. Uh, but obviously business clients are like, they, it doesn't really compute. They're like, what the fuck does this union have to do with anything? Like they don't even, are our workers unionized? Like, can you remind me? No. Why are my, you know what I mean? Like, and you're like, well, you know, this is what the state decided. It, it does make sense when you think about it. Like, you know. You, you never said that to them? Yes, I did. What do you think I said? This is total bullshit, dude. Fucking Ohio. What kind of backwards ass place is this? No, nah, I'm not that kind of lawyer, man. And my clients are more sophisticated than that. Like, they, <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Uh, I saw it very, this is different. I know you're also, I, you're laughing. So, I'm, you know, I don't mean to be serious, but it reminds me of a, a, a guy, like an older guy, not a guy I worked with, but like an older lawyer I knew once was like talking to somebody uh about like a muslim employee mm -hmm. and he immediately was like yeah fuck that shit they yeah they want to wear the veil blah 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 and it's like no one else was feeling that way you know what i mean and i do think like with the unions and complaining about hr laws and stuff if you go to a sophisticated big company the hr people are true believers like and they're not really they don't hate the unions really they just like are stressed that there's this new thing on their plate. They don't own the business. You know what I mean? Like the people who own the business are usually not happy. Um, but then they're like, you're, I don't know. I, this call, like the Ohio, you know, case that I had, it didn't involve any business owners. Like I didn't have the occasion, but I don't know. I, I really, it's not convincing for me to like be like, to do the Ted Cruz act. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm more just like, this is the jurisdiction you're in. Like, do you want me to pretend to be mad when you're in Africa and there's like some weird tax you have to pay? Like, I, I, I don't care. Like the unions are just another power center. That, that is how I feel. But anyway, my whole point is like private enforcement scheme does not upset me. It seems like pretty normal. Like it's, it's what I've been dealing with for most of my career. And uh, it's just so funny to see how the issue can change. Like, what people think about procedural things because this abortion law. Yeah. Has yeah. It. I, yeah, I figured people, we'd get here. People think like, they're like, that has to be unconstitutional that you can have randos bringing lawsuits. Like this is sick and it's never been done before. And this just shows how, how far afield this is. And I'm like, I'm not saying I haven't read the law. It does seem to be some of the particularity. Some, I mean, yeah, the Supreme yeah. Court recently said that it's uh, unprecedented. See, and I haven't even. I am aware that the Supreme Court has now at least like weighed in in some way, but this is not my issue. But private, like you know, the procedural issue is more interesting to me. Uh, but I am just like kind of the autist in me is raging a little bit of like you people, please. It's like, less about, I mean, like... Especially because everyone on the, against the abortion law would be, they, I promise you, if you explained it to them, they would love California PAGA. 
Yeah. Like they, they would think it's awesome. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, <coughs> absolutely. That what supposedly neutral opinions about mechanism or in, yeah, enforcement mechanisms suddenly change based on what the underlying exactly. thing, the mechanism is serving. Yeah. But, just, uh, you know. it's, it is a little different. Like the, the Texas abortion thing, it's uh specific, like it's, it's designed that way because, uh, you can't, sue the state you sue the people enforcing the state law right i gotta be honest i've never been completely confident in my grasp of did you sovereign go to immunity. law school yeah <laughs> i passed um, two bar exams and it was yeah, on it the way the way that i understand it works based on the article that i read <laughs> is that uh you don't sue texas you sue the attorney general enforcing the law that texas passed yeah. Okay. And so, if there is no attorney general enforcing a thing, then there's no standing to sue. Like you okay. can't you can't complain about the law if the state if you can't sue the state and knowing that the state is enforcing it, then who are you going to sue? Well, what's your injury in the first place? What do you mean? Like this is coming back to me now. Like if nobody's enforcing it, what are you suing to prevent? Well, the to get it private the individuals are enforcing it. They're they're getting the. Or they're bounties. complying with it. Well, in the law, yeah, yeah. But okay, I thought you were describing like the salute, the situation that the law is intending to change. Well, the law is trying to make it so that it can't be so that it's harder to overturn. Like it's it's going to take longer to overturn. Like. They're creating a situation where a fairly likely outcome in this whole business is that while the courts are deciding whether or not they like the specific way that Texas outlawed abortion, they are in the course of other business going to make it okay to outlaw abortion the normal way. And uh -huh. so by the time they've resolved these questions about whether or not Texas can do it in this way, they'll have passed another law allowed by a new Supreme Court ruling that just says it's flatly illegal to get an abortion. Well, why not just pass that law in the first place? Because right now, they would like you know it goes against Roe v. Wade, and Roe v. Wade hasn't been struck down. Like, so they're going to use this law to strike down Roe v. Wade, and then well, they're use... not using. It's a different case. Like, it's another. It's not to got to do with Texas. I think it's like Mississippi. But I don't understand the like the bank. Shot. I don't either, dude. I'm not a fucking lawyer. You <laughs> ask me too many questions about this. <laughs> okay, I'm just here like to say it's you, not dude. my issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, garage gym, homie see at this point in my life number one i left my whole life and all that number two i had dated a girl for two years named kelsey who i, I was mad really? my first so. love man from age 16 i dated her up till all through that first boarding school uh it was a two-year relationship. Yeah, my first dude. love, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Also, the, the pause. <laughs> yeah, the, the particular screen. <laughs> that's, like, that's a meme for like when someone pauses your YouTube video after yeah. you admit to cheating on your the love of your life. <laughs> I I don't know that he even meant to necessarily, but I'm so. I'm just doing the math here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i'm worried about, yeah no i don't I, I i feel like i might have even but by the time he arrived i was certainly not in a position where he would feel like he wanted to break rules around me yeah. i'm sure he identified probably correctly that i was someone who was gonna, like gonna make problems if that occurred yeah yeah i'm not going down for you dude no way you know what kind of fucking home visits i could lose if i just yeah. if someone else saw me just letting you talk about kelsey yeah 
Do yeah. I want to go fucking secretly hang out with uh, my friends or do I want to hear about your friends? I yeah. know which one I want. Exactly. Um, Kelsey's not going to be there. So I don't, but I definitely like, you know, anyone Dude, I, who had a girlfriend yeah, I do that feel was sent that. I mean, it's awful. And also they wouldn't fucking shut up about it. Yeah. Everyone knew <laughs> yeah, that's true. who that's had true. a girlfriend wherever they got there. And the girls with their BFs too. Yeah. yeah like yeah. some of the, the BFs, I was like, I didn't know what Chad's were. But I was like, these guys must have been pretty severe chads. Dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, like, you're such a chad that your girlfriend gets sent to Excel like, <laughs> for dating you. Yeah. Like, it happened. Yeah. I do feel bad. Yeah. I feel bad for Ari. It would be you terrible. Know, pining away. I d yeah. Anyone in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't have a, you know, a GF that I was ripped away from. Yeah. Over heels. As in love as a young pup can be, man. And uh, not love enough that was the biggest probably thing going through my head was I never got to say goodbye to my girlfriend. I'm going to the school where you can't use the phones, nothing like that, no communication to the outside world. And I was devastated, man. That was I was deep as an alcoholic. Everything's like times 10 in here. So if a normal person's in fear, an alcoholic's in fear like 10 times, man. If a normal person's angry, an alcoholic's angry like 10 times more. It's all I was thinking about, man. I had, it was, it was horrible. She ended up dying. Oh, shit. I was talking about something else. But what the? All right. I Wait, what? Did you just pause it on him saying she ended up dying? I think that's what he was saying. I think so. We should I be respectful of so. Yeah, but I'm, I can't I talk about the point that <laughs> sure. I was going to talk yeah, about yeah, before yeah. I tried to pause yeah. it? As long as we're respectful later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That just, what a fucking bomb it dropped. Well, my only, that's all my reaction is. Um, no, the, uh, the 10 times thing. I bet that's a useful way of, like... I'm glad that someone delivered him and other alcoholics that message. It seems like a useful way to get them to pay attention to their feelings and the things going on and like, you know, making it okay to like, I don't know, a lot of what's going on is, especially with men, is that we're told that all these huge feelings inside of us that we can't have them. Yeah. And so what are we going to do? You know, it's got to be, it's got to come out somehow. Sure. And excessive drinking drugs is one way. Violence Agreed. is another way, you know. Yeah. Like, shit like that but uh do you think it is true that they feel 10 times more like i i feel like everyone feels yeah no i i actually do everyone feels feelings but i think it's a spectrum uh i i have to because of like or if i don't i have to yeah you might be right a lot of i'm thinking other. about it more you might be right well you know i've no you know as someone who uh is often described as by other people as like moody uh, to me, that's them saying that my feelings are more than theirs, you know, or yeah. that I'm worse at controlling them maybe, but I don't get the impression when, when I'm being called that, that people are like, I have the exact same issue that, as you and I just control it better, you know, <laughs> like it's more like a, what the fuck is with you? Uh, yeah. you know, and then also like, I think people can dissociate from their emotions, which is another way of saying they're like feeling less. And I, I think some of that can be like adaptive. Uh, and I, yeah, like think about the kids at Excel. You would see, even you would see it at Excel, like 
Jamie yelled at you and me. I, neither of us liked it, but we didn't buck the way some of those kids would. Sure. And they'd be sitting in the corner just fuming, dude, just seething, like shaking. Man. You know what I mean? Just I, like, I know I've been over it on here, but I just, I remember the first time I like had to just seethe quietly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, it's, <laughs> it's like the most emo- intense emotional experience I've had. Yeah. Like it was, it was just a pot. Like I was just so used to being in a situation where I felt like I could absolutely let those flow. Yeah. I hadn't tried to stop them once. Yeah. I just had to put a full fucking brakes on it. Ugh. I, terrible. I feel like to the Joaquin situation, imagine if that was like your mode of being since before you knew words. He couldn't do it. You know, no, he would be one of the kids that's gone in like three months. Joaquin? hundred percent no but i'm saying like because he grew up that way from like in the womb there were like his only option if he had real feelings was to quietly seethe yeah and he had to like go and dance and stuff so like yeah that anyway god i hope that the rest of the sentence is better than what i anticipate all right if not oh god damn it later on of a heroin overdose. Mm, that is my first sad. love died of a heroin overdose in Detroit in some guy's van cracking heroin, I, I believe. And that um, sucks. she was a mess, man. She turned after I went to that school, she turned into a whole different person, man, than that than that girl that I knew. But anyway, man, so back to the boarding school. This place, let me tell you Harsh about fucking this place. world, dude. Yeah. This place was like a weird alternate reality. There was no place <laughs> like it. Anything that I'm going to say in this video, I really can't exaggerate enough. Can I just, before he gets worked up, yeah. he honestly does do a better job than we have of like succinctly summarizing Excel, what he's about to explain. I think he, did, he does a really good job. Uh, like, I haven't heard it, so I, I I just believe and trust you. But also, uh, like, none of us, all of us, you know, like, bear the fucking scars from it. And it was sure. incredibly difficult for every person. But there was a certain kind of person who, and I think that you and I are in this group, where somewhat it's like, yeah, of course it's absurd. I mean... I think that some of it is, you know, like kind of what we've been talking about in this podcast to me. And I think to you as well, like everything seems absurd. Yeah. All of human society. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Uh, And so to that sort of person, it's difficult. But on a certain level, you're like, yeah, just keep moving. I mean, you know, like. We fucking show affection by smashing our lips against another person's lips. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. like what the, yeah. f- what is any of this? Yeah. Um, and uh, he, I just felt like you could see in his eyes that he never got like to the, all right, let's just move on. Yeah, phase. yeah. You know, it was always like, stunned. what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. That's, there's um, something to be said for that. Yeah, yeah. Like, not, I don't know. At no point, like, certainly at no point was he ever like, uh, like, and I'm not saying this like putting him down or whatever, you know, like, I, I don't, I, I, as an adult, fucking 20 years removed from this, I do not think that, uh, 
being strength is like a cool, awesome thing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. But, uh, but, but he, he certainly was not someone that ever like became strength or something. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like okay. I, I don't think he like ever had, he might've had like some shadows, but they were like easy shadows. You yeah. Know? I was going to say that's what he strikes me as like the ceiling of his pro Excel direction would be like, he gets easy shadows. And I mean, he was uh, most of the time OG dorm where it's not really a shadow situation. Yeah, anyways. yeah, yeah. I, he doesn't strike me as he would be in trouble all the time. You know, he would have certainly periods. got in trouble often yeah, yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, But you know? I, I think he would get that like post-trouble period of them being like, you definitely haven't like fully consumed the Kool-Aid, but you're not misbehaving that much and we're desperate. So you have a shadow now. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. It was driven by fear, scare tactics, insanity. First of all, you couldn't talk to anybody unless you were in a group of three people because then they could say that you were basically conspiring. There were things you couldn't talk about and things you could talk about. You couldn't talk about old music. You couldn't listen to music. They, they only allowed certain music. The Beatles, like, they, they allowed a little this and that in their country music. They didn't allow you to even talk about anything from the past or else you're being negative. Um, so what happens is... You're not allowed to also talk to anyone who's been there for less than six months. I can't even say, hey, how's it going? If I've been there less than six months, you've been there less than six months. But that's not where the crazy part is, man. They used to come in the lunchroom. There was this woman who ran the place named JJ. And this woman was... This woman was scary, man. This was a scary, (laughs) scary, scary woman. And she used to come in the, the lunchroom, man, when we're just eating. We're already in fear just living there. Everybody shut up! Blackout! Everybody's silent, man. There's about 120 it's kids in the school picture. at that time. Everybody's silent. You could He's hear right. a pin drop, man. Ari, stand up! <coughs> I'd stand up. Do we got behavior on Ari? I'd stand up in front of the school... And everyone, people would raise their hand and they'd have to say all the bad things that I did. I saw Ari looking at the girls. Can't talk to the girls. Can't even look at the girls. Ari didn't do his homework in that class. Ari was talking about rap music earlier. Because if they didn't tell on me and somebody knew that they knew and they didn't tell on me, they get in as much trouble as me. So what you do is you earn things like visits from your family. After like nine months, your family can come on the campus and visit you. And they have to sit there with what's called a shadow, somebody else to monitor the visit. So you can't manipulate. They said it's manipulating your family. If you say anything bad about the school, let's say my parents came from Detroit to Texas to visit me. And I'm sitting there and I'm saying something bad about the school. The person who's shadowing the visit, which is another student, will say, visit's over. Your parents got to fly back to Detroit. Sorry, we're ending this visit. They flew all the way out to Texas. You manipulated them, tried to say something bad about the school. Visit's over. So anyway, so, so 
they'd lose privileges if they didn't tell on me. So after all, so they berate you, they'd freaking torment you, they would belittle you, just freaking all fear-based, make you feel like the little, it was the most traumatic. In a lot of ways, that boarding school is a lot more traumatic than state prison. And I was in state prison in California, which has some of the hardest prisons in the country. That was fear-based too, I'm going to talk about that in other videos. But mentally, as a kid, this place was traumatic, man. That's doing a lot for me, dude. Yeah, dude, for real. I when he was saying that, I was like, I want everyone to see that. Absolutely, yeah, dude. I I've pretty much been to state prison. I mean, <laughs> all the respect you would confer uh, on a state okay, prison yeah. graduate, <laughs> this guy right here. That's me. That's what you need to think about. Yep. 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 No, I know, I know. Well, uh, the respect the I give people. The man said it, though. Yeah, no, for, it's different respect. The, I don't give, uh, I guess probably I should. I don't know. I have weird feelings about the veneration of the victim in our culture. But uh, I, I was looking for victim respect. Like, yo, this place was as just as fucked up. But then when you were like, like when I was thinking, but when you were like, you should respect me like I went to state prison, I, I give them I can commit violence on your, you know, your body respect. So, yeah, which, which yeah, you yeah. could, but I know that you, I know you well enough. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't. So gentle giant. Exactly. So I don't give you that, you know, I've been to prison respect, but, uh, I've been to prison empathy, I guess maybe I do grant you Yeah. and myself. I mean, I, I feel like we've gotten away from the point that he did just make her, I derailed it, but for real. This guy last week or two weeks ago was talking about his time in L.A. County Jail and L.A., you know, California State Prisons. He did say there, I was, you know, listening to his words closely, uh, the state, he, he did not compare Excel to L.A. County oh, Jail. Just the he said, prison. I've been okay, to state okay. prison. It's worse than state prison. He said state prison every time. Okay. Where so it's you LA could be saving the crowd for L.A. County. Saying, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. That's fair. Um, and I don't know the, the thing he described last week. I that sounds worse than what I've been through. Did the riot? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I sure. think the point he's making, and I don't know if he continues here, is just that you know children are less equipped for these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's every day, like the riots once, and it does have a built-in like beginning, middle, and end, including like a a denouement when you get the fucking you know pepper spray washed out of your eyes. And I, I don't know. I've I've never been to prison. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, and I would bet that prison to prison it varies. I bet that there's some wardens that are pretty obsessed with. I'm here to to change these people, but I I get the impression that most times it's just they're here to serve out their time. I I'm not here saying that. Oh no, uh, man! I think wardens are probably a self-selecting bunch of control freaks. Yeah, but. Uh, it's not the same kind of thing as the thing I am hired to do. Like the, the I receive my pay directly from the people who told me that the, what they want is for these kids to be better. And I think that that yeah, creates yeah, yeah, different yeah. incentives and different things. Like I'm sure that I, 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 I'm not saying I, that prison doesn't seek to fuck with people. But yeah, there's, I see what a, you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a specific like you're drive. Like a, you're a to, mayor of a, a moderately sized 
city basically yes like, you're like it, and you're and there to administrate the city every day whereas these yeah. people they're like their stated purpose in their mind would like you know their their intention was like we got to fuck with these kids minds <laughs> yeah definitely like we need to manipulate them in every way like yeah. mentally emotionally that we can yeah and i just uh, you know i'm sure that some of that occurs in prison but that, that's a difference that i would highlight you are right and they would just completely stand you up there, man, and degrade you in front of 120 kids and tell you just how just worthless you were, pretty much. And then they'd say, Ari's in learning experience. That's what they call punishment. And they'd have kids face the corner for like three weeks and eat nothing but plain tuna fish and copy the big book of AA word for word. Or write what they call God prayers. If I did something wrong to someone, I got to write a thousand God prayers. God bless Dave. 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 Thousand times. You owe a thousand God prayers. It was crazy, man. It was crazy. So kids were there and they said everyone's an addict. It was a, a uh, alcohol, drug uh, kind of addiction, they, they called it, you know, uh, program. And they would give you this weird, distorted view of Alcoholics Anonymous they would teach us. But it was not the real alcohol. It was their version of Alcoholics Anonymous. It wasn't all about following God and following your heart. It was about, it was just about their way of controlling you, man. And, and that place did some things for me that I'm going to tell you about, but... It was extremely traumatic, man. Extremely traumatic. And it I just want you to know that school is shut down now for abusing kids. You could look it up, man. Look up Excel Academy, Texas. Look up the articles, man, on Google. Excel E X C E L Academy in Conroe, Texas. Look it up, man. Sheriff Monty Morass, who ended up going to prison. Kids would go. And if kids were bad, they would call the local sheriff, and he would come to the school. And everything was behind closed doors, so no one knew. And he'd abuse the kids, slap them around, push them around, put them, hog tie them, do all these maneuvers to these kids, these underage kids, in front of the whole school if they wouldn't behave. You couldn't get kicked out of there. No matter what you did, you could not get kicked out of that school, man. Uh, I mean, and it was virtually I, impossible I saw, to run away. So slap in the face like a, a direct slap in the face no i don't think i ever saw like i saw pushing and shoving for sure yeah 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 i mean like yeah. hard jamie was yeah yeah jamie would, would do the finger poke that shit yeah. hurt yeah it's like uh, there's no content but they always like what are the you know things where you just tip your cap is they seem to always have a good grasp on they didn't want you to be able to say something to your parents that scanned as really bad. Very true. Yeah. They were very smart about that. Yeah. Like if it's fucking staff member punched me, no parents good with that. Yeah. If it's, man, she was like tapping me in my sternum, but it was like really hard. Yeah. yeah you sound yeah, like yeah. a fucking puss. You do. She knows that. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fucking hard. And it <laughs> yeah. was like right on that like breastplate where there's no tissue or anything. 
And it was just over and over. And the other thing is she would use your own bodies like gravity against you because you weren't allowed to back away from her while she was doing that. You kind of had to stand there and put your own body's force into standing up straight. I mean, making you like in, hit yourself in, in many cases, fucking dudes directly behind you making yeah, sure you yeah, weren't yeah. moving back. And those dudes, I mean, not the sheriff, not the question you asked, but I, I don't think I've ever gone into how wild the restraining got when they first started restraining. I don't think but, I know. Like, you know, in casino when they catch the guy cheating and they're like, <laughs> yeah, like no, way, they don't dude. Do, no, they didn't bash anyone's hand with a hammer. Yeah. But when they're like, throw him out, back, open the door with his head, it's like, I think of an image from Excel pops in my head every time I see that scene. They opened the door of the kid's head? Yeah. And then they slammed him down, like on the tile floor. Holy and shit. like his head bounced. Oh, like, yeah. That's a concussion. For sure. Uh, I mean, I don't, I, now I'm worried I'm getting hyperbolic. I don't think he lost consciousness. He laid down, like he stayed lying down after the bounce, like for a while. It was fucked up. Like it's, yeah, it was wild, man. Uh, That's terrible. Yeah. So it's not like you could say I was never in physical fear. Like I never was because I knew the line to like act up to get in that treatment was like so far away that it's discernible when you're coming up on it. And I knew I wasn't, Yeah, but it doesn't mean you're not in that environment. You know what I mean? Like where I that mean, you're modifying your behavior people. in response to, you know, yeah, yeah. the like only reason, exactly. It's not like it's not having an effect. It yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but as far as the, the claim that sheriff slapped kids I around, never saw the sheriff school, slap. yeah, I, I, I was there Literally the entire time he was, I don't, I don't recall it. But what I mean, I'm just saying I don't recall it. His experience is his he, experience. Yeah, and I respect it. And yeah, exactly. Like I think you just said the thing I was about to say, so I won't belabor it. But yeah, I, I think always, at least for me, when we're talking about an Excel kid, if our memories are different, it's just a, a, an assertion that they're different, not that mine are therefore the right ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah would come and he'd take the kids to what he called a jail tour. He'd take them to the local county jail, a big boy jail. He threw one kid, ended up, after I left there, threw him in a jail cell to scare him, young kid. The kid ended up getting sexually assaulted in that jail cell while he was on the school's watch. And the sheriff took him to do that jail tour. And that's what shut the school down, man. Two weeks later, he came back to that school. He came back to the school that day, but two weeks later, it took for him to say anything. Some kids made him rub like, I mean, some, some, some inmates made this little kid, I don't know, something about putting Vaseline on him and some kind of nasty sexual assault that went down there. And it got out. The sheriff ended up going to jail or prison and the school ended up getting shut down for abusing kids, man. It was all over the news. That's where I was, man. They used to do what was called negative contracts. They would come in the lunchroom or come in wherever, whole school, blackout, shut up! Take out a piece of paper, we're doing negative contracts. You have to write down every single thing you know that somebody else did negative. Somebody else snuck in couldn't sneak in much i mean it's not like people were getting high left and right there they they figure out a way to get high on nutmeg i remember that 
which was a real As thing. And they ended up, you know, tripping out. And, uh, you know, they got caught up on that. That was a whole scan. That was like the big deal of the school, getting high on nutmeg, you know. Not that I did it, but others did. You know, but all the negative kind, they snuck this or they did that or they, you know, you couldn't make phone calls. Uh, oh, he called this person and pretended it was his family or something like you get one 10-minute phone call a week to your family while someone's listening in. So anyway, negative contracts, you got to write everything you know about everybody that they did wrong. And if somebody wrote something about you that you didn't write about yourself, oh, you're freaking screwed. Man. So you're just guessing what everyone is. You, they don't give you time to get your story straight. From you're just guessing what everybody's writing about you. So you might as well tell on yourself as much as you can for all the little stuff because you hope the big stuff doesn't get put on paper, man. You just be hoping. So that place was crazy, man. My... Uh, this guy came in, man, and he ended up slitting his wrists the day he came in, the day after he was very depressed. I was the one who held his wrist for him, man. I found him, and he was bleeding. I'm the one who held his wrist while he was bleeding, man. Holy and guess shit. what, man? That guy is now my best friend today. My best friend, man. So God is... God works in crazy ways, that man. God hard, does dude. work in crazy ways. I can't say that school was all bad. I look for the blessings in everything, man. I look for the gold in everything. And what that means is that that school did a few things for me, man. Number one, it taught me something. It taught me that we always have a part in everything. Everything. Anytime we're angry at someone... Anytime we're having negative emotions, every time we're blaming somebody for something, we have to look at our part in things. That school did teach me that because they insisted that when you got in trouble for something, you try to blame someone. They always had you say what your part was. So that was a life lesson for me to look within my... Wildly here was hit. I would not have anticipated that got through. With him? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, you know, and I, I don't know, like, obviously there's some truth to that. I feel it was so overstated there that it's one of the things that I had to rebel against. Like, I, Yeah, I was thinking that while he was saying that, too. He is right. I mean, it, it's a good thing to do. Like, the basics, like, the way he stated it, can't deny that. The way that they deployed it, the there's percentages here right like it's one percent my fault 99 percent the others other persons and like that kind of nuance was just fucking smashed you know and i i, I that i can't i can't handle that yeah definitely it i agree violates a sense of fairness that's very important to me i think it's basically like i feel the way when we've talked about this you know the self-pity uh anti-self-pity you know themes that they would spout I think it's kind of related like i agree like coming out of there i instinctively do think what is my part in this that is the only path to finding your own power though like is like because that's the only part that you're going to be able to change uh i mean yeah but i just you know he's giving him credit for it so let me present an alternative view like you're right and so i think that it's a fucked up thing that they yeah whatever uh, the answer is to uh, embrace what you were just saying but I feel like on some level they took they didn't take it away, but they made it harder for me 
Like, because oh, my yeah, yeah, experience yeah. with that sort of thing is so wrapped up in the times where I felt like the people with, you know, immense unimaginable power over my life were like totally glossing past, you know, any like attempts to be like, well, you know, I mean, like the kid did fucking punch him. So like the fact that he punched back and to be clear, there was no uh, punching altercations. I was, I'm just giving an example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that they're like, nope, nope, he's responsible. I mean, he, he like, yeah, I, I still just have such a, my main way of a, a strong thing that's going on in my head when I'm contemplating those sorts of things as evidenced by the fact that I just heard him say this. And the first thing I'm saying as a response is, you know, it's just, just the, the, the feelings of unfairness of, you know, yeah, we all have some part, but you're badly skewing reality by the way that you're presenting it yeah and for sure yeah so i don't know dude it's it's fucking the place fucked me up in a lot of ways and it continues to oh yeah me too man i mean i have a lot of thoughts on that too i was thinking like uh well for one thing i internalized the look for your part so strongly that it became difficult for me at times i let myself get into situations where i later didn't feel good about the treatment i was accepting because I would only look at my own part and you know what I mean? Rather than just, and maybe sometimes it's just a semantic issue because, but what I'm getting at is like, maybe another way of, of saying it is the part I should have been looking at is like my responsibility here is what I've allowed, AKA I need to start looking at other people's conduct and how it affects me. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, and they're like the don't, don't get self pitying. What's your part? Like can kind of like push you back into place and that's how they used it uh but it can be helpful like i remember even like at excel maybe like one the time i was in the corner when i like basically decided i didn't want to get in trouble at excel like i was like it is now a goal i want to get good grades and leave um but i was like it's my fault that i'm so mad right now like the only, I can't do anything other than, you know, feel like I can't leave. I, I mean, I guess I could have tried to run away or whatever, but not really. Uh, but like, even if you're fully in that instance, in a way, you're kind of reaching the conclusion that you have no role to play. Like you're, all you can do is look at how you feel about what's happening around you. But if if that is the first step that is what you should take like you know without worrying about self-pity because in a lot of ways those emotions like as they swirl around you keep you in place and stop you from seeing the way things actually are so sometimes you have to be like what's my part it's that i'm so outraged by a situation that i myself know is outrageous and i need to like purposefully decide to calm myself down and there then the hurdle becomes like Am I like giving them, you know, like uh, validating what they're saying? You know what I mean? Like, and then you get worked up again. Like, it, I guess it's like a long way of saying what you said. Like, uh, yeah, I'm still pretty fucked up on these points too. Like, I don't think, I don't know if I'll ever resolve them, man, or just like, I don't know. I do think though, maybe this is like a Republican point, but. I'm, I've just been burned many times and I've been hurt by people who said that they wanted to help me. I'm not going to say I'm the only one who's ever had my back because it's not even close to true. Like, uh, I'm blessed and to have many loved ones throughout my life. But, uh, 
I definitely think the path to power is being like, what what is my role here? What's what's my responsibility? Yeah, because the, the, I agree. Yeah, the next question is what 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 can I now do? Uh, and that is the question of power. I uh, can't go without commenting how surreal it is that he's doing all of this, <laughs> like wall fucking ripped, wearing a tank top with he's so branded with his fucking uh, YouTube channel. <laughs> Dude, the the other day, like, because I was reading this, uh, like that goes with the like and subscribe thing. He woke up that morning. He's like, "I'm gonna get some shit off my chest, but first, I gotta put this gotta fucking find. branded tank on it. <laughs> put my beeper on my hat. <laughs> yeah. uh, Go clean up the backyard." Yeah, I was reading this book, uh, Billion Wicked Thoughts. Have we talked about that? No. It's like these guys got access to Google's and maybe Pornhub's like search queries. I think I've heard about this. Go it, on. Yeah. It, yeah, it got covered when it came out. Uh, but it was like my daughter was pulling books off my shelf. So I think I Jake just, might have read it. I could see that. Yeah, I mean, it was it was, it was out there. Uh, but they basically make the point like, what's cleavage for men? Basically, the closest we're going to get is like clothing that shows off like your arms, chest, and back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like then that got me thinking of a couple of weeks ago, my wife and I were taking my daughter or our daughter to the park mm-hmm. and there's two parks like basically equidistant to our house on the same street uh just like you know down at different directions mm-hmm. so we usually go to one and then if it's too crowded go to the other but uh also my move this is a great move it's great move. uh but we pulled up on one wasn't that crowded but there was like one family in the area where we would be and the dad was wearing a tank top and we were both like no i mean maybe it was july or something but it was like september you know what i mean or october maybe even like uh so it was like it was not so cold that it was weird but it was not so hot that it was the obvious move and then he wasn't jacked like he had muscle but he had like weird tan lines and like not toned enough to be wearing a tank top you know what i mean it it would be like basically i'm doing what women are like some women can have cleavage like that she can't you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, like yeah. basically doing that like for tank tops and we were like talking about it. i basically said this whole theory i was like you if you're gonna do it like you should look good like otherwise it's very weird uh and it seems like kind of attention i simply disagree you know do you wear tank tops not regularly, but I don't want the fucking option precluded from me. That seems discriminatory. Well, look, I have I cut sleeves off shirts when they're done, you know, and I walk around shirtless, you know, outside too. Like I'm not a prude, but I'm saying the act of doing it when you're doing it. And dude, this one was like, it was a striped tank top, dude. It was a fashion tank top. Uh, like, and the dad, he, he was a fashion dad. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like who is clearly had more muscle than fashion dads, but not as much muscle as muscle dads. And so should, you know what I mean? Like doesn't need to be wearing the tank top. Let him live his life. Well, I'm just, I mean, look, I'm not saying he should be arrested. I'm not, I didn't call CPS. It feels like if you had that ability, you would arrest him. I, oh no, I wouldn't do it. I would just go to the other park and I'm not trying to talk to him because to me, that's like, that guy is going to try to talk to us. For sure. You can tell by the way, the fact that he wears that tank top. Yeah. Like he's thirsty for attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we were like talking about it, my wife was like, well, kind of like you're saying, like, can any guy wear a tank top? And I'm like, yeah, like you, you just, you have to be like legitimately, it doesn't, it has to not look weird. 
you know, like I can make a joke, be like, I can, you know, but that guy can't. But I have weird tan lines too. But literally, Ari is the example. It doesn't look weird. No, like, no, no. He, he looks good. Which is insane. It's what he should because be Because that would not have been true during the entire time I knew him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wait, what did you say? I think I understood. I thought I understood you, but I don't think I did. Just like what you're saying is true now, but it is disorienting because it was not true during the time that I was personally in contact oh, yeah. with him. Oh, and he's going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, like, the, you know, the weightlifting, obviously. Um, yeah, so uh, there was a time I pulled the same move back when uh, North Dallas, you know, a lot of things I don't like about it. Um, just fucking lousy with parks. That's one of the great parts. True. A million parks. True. So there was two that were like uh, the same street. Yeah. Like you could walk from one to the other in oh, four nice. minutes. Yeah, that's nice. Um, so I I would do I would just do it with those two, you know, of like I'd drive by the one I liked a little bit better. If it was full, I'd keep going. Yeah. Uh, and so I did, and I got to the second one. And the second one, there's like a thing of shrubs uh, shielding it from the street. Uh-huh. And it's kind of like sunken. Uh-huh. So there's parts of it that you could kind of see, but a lot of it you couldn't see from the street. But there's another cars park there. And I just knew the other park was full. So I'm like, all right, clear enough what we must do. I might have told you this before. Um, no, I don't think so. So uh, take the kid out, you know, go to the park. Walk up to the park. Once it turned for the shrubs, one dude there. Yeah. Skinhead getting his work out of <laughs> Just full fucking head to toe tats. God damn it, dude. Not a single hair on his head except for, you know, big imposing beard. Okay. okay. And he's just like pulling up yeah. on the fucking monkey bars. Okay. <laughs> and I feel confident that you probably would have just turned around, but I'm like, one, I think it's. That's a tough one. Yeah. I, I mean, we're already committed. Like, it's going to be obvious to everyone and by everyone i just mean him because he's the only one there yeah yeah that yeah. it was like oh they got scared and fucking ran off yeah which something tells me he experiences that probably every day yeah but not from me true i'm true, not that true, kind of person sure, sure i'm not the person that goes and like sees someone and is like well i'm going to prejudge i mean uh, listen i do plenty of prejudging but like not when it comes to skinheads <laughs> like whatever someone i feel is already being marginalized by society i do not like participating yeah, in that process i feel that and to be clear none of these i, I was not looking at all the tattoos it, when i say skinhead i just am trying to communicate he had a lot of tattoos in his head tattoos and his head was shaved oh, okay, which i so feel does fulfill the definition i did not ask him his views on race so you you didn't you can't say you saw a swath no, I cannot okay, okay. say that. Okay. I um, was picturing one, so that is different. Okay, that's I mean, much different. you know, I'm not saying one wasn't there. I was there. picturing like I was, the Edward Norton. I was like, trying hard not to stare at him, okay. you know? Sure, sure, yeah. Um, but just like, I just, I feel like he's getting, like the, he gets enough from everyone else. Sure. The people that walk up, stare at him, or just walk up and be like, my child, never. Like, what's he going to fucking do? It's got to work out somewhere. Yeah. Yeah uh i he mean probably is just not allowed at many gyms i guess so you know yeah i don't know yeah and this was definitely the Equinox pandemic was definitely on there <laughs> i think? mean they'll they'll take his money uh no way dude i mean maybe without a visible swastika they would visible you're gone 
you're no way you're at Equinox with a swastika tattoo. That's probably right. I don't <laughs> that know. That would that the idea of that happening is so funny to me. I mean, <laughs> that would be so funny, dude. I mean, it's a prison thing. They said they'd rape me if I didn't get it. For sure. Like, I mean, if so, I when you were already saying this, I was thinking that you know. But I watched Garage Gym, homie, so I know about that kind of stuff. <laughs> 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 but, uh, the yeah. So I just you know fucking hung out with the kid as long as she wanted to hang out at the park. As the guy proceeded to work out, very very, you know, like would go over to the sidewalk, do some push-ups, go back to yeah. monkey bars. Did you guys talk? uh yeah yeah she like wandered like she was not like walking up to him or anything but she was like moving closer yeah and so just it was like we were moving in that general it was a social situation where in most instances i would be like hey man so yeah, i did yeah, yeah i did okay and that was about the extent of it fair i don't really like talking too much at the park if they have a kid no but i also don't like common. i don't like the sense that uh like I start to get mad at myself of like what kind of fucking dumbass robot are you? You can't say the fucking hello in the yeah, proper sure. thing. So, you know, like today, uh, I was out walking the dog, and there was another guy also walking a dog, and the dogs were like pretty fu- like they were not attempting to participate, uh, allow us to participate in the thing that we so clearly wanted to of pretending like the, each other weren't on the street. Yeah, you know, like the dogs were going at each other, like not like in an interested, friendly way. Yeah, yeah. And so you know, like at the point that like the dogs like about to touch his dog i'm like how's it going yeah yeah, yeah. that's it yeah that's fair so back to the homie back to the homie out there we always have a part in any situation even if you don't think you do you're not seeing it yet man you're not seeing it yet and i could tell i'm going to tell you in the future man how i had a part in some things i can never see the other thing is it got me to learn how much I loved lifting weights and working out. And I didn't start li- lifting weights seriously till seven years ago. But we were hitting the weights then, man. We were bench. We had a bench press they let us have. We were hitting the weights every dang day. I was I benching every day. I didn't know about resting then. recovery. Wait, really? Only doing. I mean, I know that there was like we were under the gazebo. Wait, the that's gazebo. not what he's talking about, dude. Oh, I don't the know what he's talking about. The gazebo was demolished by then. Really. Wait, where were weights? Were they in like where the pool was? Like by the laundry and I'm pretty sure what he's talking about is the OG dorm had some like outside. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I'm I'm saying there was periods of time, like it was always a li- like I'm the furthest thing from an expert on when the weights were and weren't there. Yeah. But it feels like there was a time after the gazebo was demolished, but before the OG dorm started or something like that. I don't like even that. remember the gazebo being demolished. I, mean, I don't think it's there now. It was a fucking shitty ass building. It was falling apart. Are we thinking of the same thing? Like that red one by the lodge? Yeah, you walk out of the lodge, it's between the lodge and the pond. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where I live. It feels lives. like that was there for a minority of my time. Wow. I have I could no be wrong. memory of it being gone. Fuck, dude. Maybe it's still there now, but well, I'm pretty sure burnt. they took it down. Like my first six months there, we were there hours. Like Yeah, it was before they the built time. the wreck. The yeah oh yeah wait what the, the like rec oh, the, center yeah 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 exactly yeah 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 like it was the rec center before they built the rec center yeah exactly and so we had like a, a like, like the crawfish a, boils would take place there yeah 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 love the crawfish boils so we had a lot of weights but we had to like put tarps over them yeah. like when we were done mm-hmm. yeah but yeah did you, so you didn't lift weights too much that's fair to say yeah uh, yeah I didn't too much either like but uh, when I first got there 
it was like we all did it all the time starting now though that's what i, I heard start. from you well dude the guy who sent me the thing uh sent me like his you got to reinforce your floor if you're going to do deadlifts and if you're not going to do deadlifts you're kind of wasting your time uh, <laughs> it's a very powerful compound lift uh so it's like uh it looks like a lot of work i don't know i may just join a gym become regular gym homie did you already get rid of that couch no not yet but probably pretty soon why do you want it no okay just seems like a i good could couch. tell that, i could tell that hurts waste you. if uh you not even gonna put weights in you're just throwing it out no reason well, I'm gonna, no i'm gonna put the peloton there which I do, like, I am going to do that. Okay. You seem upset by that. I mean, it's already in the house. The Peloton is. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't use it. It's not convenient, you know, for my use. You got to walk an extra 15 steps? No, like... Uh, That'd be good for you anyways. It's uh, it's next to my daughter's Learn how room. to walk. Yeah, that is true. Uh, I am a little worried on the cycling with hip mobility because it's all it's all one motion. You know, our hips have three main motions. And I don't want to get too well, locked yeah, into course. one. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I don't have to tell you. Uh, I am the but, leopard, dude. <laughs> but it's like, uh, no, it'll be too loud. It's too loud by my daughter. I, I get loud when I work out, man. And probably at least like the first. Scrunting. Yeah, dude, for sure. <laughs> uh, like, uh, dude, I did lose it. Uh, I think I've told on the podcast, I just when you said grunting, it reminded me. I don't care that people don't think this is funny. There's no cultural cachet. Have I talked about, I think I have, when I first got out of Excel, like I didn't know how to deal with girls or anything. I didn't really know how things were. I didn't know what it meant when a girl was like, come watch a movie in the dorm room uh -huh. or like anything like that. So I would just watch movies, you know. Uh, but so like a girl that I probably wouldn't have gotten You'd along with. You'd be like, with. yeah, I love movies. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, like stop touching me. I'm trying to, this is a good part. Uh, but like, uh, she was like, you got to hang out with me. And I was like, yeah, this would be cool. This is, you know, all right. She's like, and so, <laughs> but she's like, you love, you're very funny. Like you, you would love this movie. I saw it's so funny. Like you got to watch it. Fucking blue collar comedy tour. Hell Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's Which, so good. I didn't really know what it was, you know, because I right. didn't Excel, but it, like Jamie's family kind of liked it. Jamie's know? family embodies it. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I was like, I kind of knew who Larry the Cable Guy was. Yeah. But I didn't know the other guys. But uh, who's that guy who's like, he's always drinking, like he acts like he's drunk? Ron White? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fucking funniest joke, dude. I still remember it. I, I'm pretty sure this is where I saw it. During this time, the specific years you're referring to, I was definitely watching Ron White specials. Dude, he was, do you remember? You probably remember this one. It got major. It was like one of the, like, I have he, no doubt that I remember. He stops, you're you know, about. and just grins and takes in the laughs, yeah, you know, yeah. as they're just losing it. But he was just like, you know, he's like, well, I was with a woman the other day, and, uh, well, any of you, oh, any of you ever been with a screamer? And they're like, Ugh. and he's like, well, she hadn't either, you know. <laughs> then, no, you know, I'm just not do the pause. That. That's good. Anyway, that reminds me. Mean, that's me working out, though, dude. I'm fucking <laughs> screaming and like throwing up and shit. Like, uh, so I don't want to do it by my daughter's room because I'll wake her up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's why it's gone. Um, I think you just like the couch because that's where you sat. Yeah. So you're of course, like attached obviously. to it. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. We can memorialize it. Put it outside. Your house? No. Okay. 
We got we HOA, dude. Bronze it. Um, <coughs> can't remember what I was going to say. We can just play the garage gym, homie. Definitely. In the way. Oh, I remember. <laughs> just a small, short thing. Uh, getting baked and watching Larry the Cable Guy, Jeff Foxworthy, dual special on Netflix. Great night. I believe that. You'll enjoy it. I believe that. Had a six pack there. I was running the track. I was doing burpees, crunches, push ups, curls. Love running. We didn't the have track. much, but that was like our our getaway time, man. And I learned how much I loved working out, man. How much it it got me high. Same with freestyle rapping, man. I learned that I, I, I love. We it. couldn't listen to music there, so I really <laughs> sharpened up on. I was freestyle rapping all the time, and I'll rap for you guys sometime, man. I have fun with that. I don't take myself seriously, but I have a good time, man. <laughs> and lastly, I learned that I was capable of school. I never thought I was... I was always terrified as an alcoholic addict, and school something that I never really... Get. You know, it's kind of like... Uh if you beat them enough, they will do it, <laughs> yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But like, God damn it, he's right. Yeah. How many fucking, fucking kids did you come in that thought they were dumb, but they weren't dumb? They just fucking didn't give a shit and couldn't tell the difference. Yeah. That for like, sure. you know, after a couple months there, we're like, holy shit, I kind of do like math. Yeah. It and happened they're, they're all the time. It. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean. I don't know. You know, there my entire few. life I had done decently on like the standardized test that Texas gives out and it as a result had plenty of teachers and disappointed teachers and principals be yeah. like, You're a smart kid. Why are you doing this? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like I didn't really have a self conception that I was, you know, like un- incapable of school. Yeah. I just knew it was something I was choosing not to do. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I it's certainly the only time before I I or do after math for sure yeah oh yeah yeah definitely i had a complex about math and uh you know the teacher that was yeah the guy who was a student that became the math teacher yeah he did that for me like yeah he, he was, he was an teacher. exceptionally good he math was, teacher yeah, he yeah. made it very easy to understand for a wide range of people i've never met anyone else who could like just explain the concepts in a way that made them seem not only understandable, but like exciting and attractive. Yeah. I think he's a good example. Sometimes I get a little offended on my own behalf, but he's a good example because it's not me to, to confirm. Like when, when you're listing all the fucked up things about Excel, one thing you can definitely list. And I see this like on the troubled teens subreddit about mm-hmm. other schools is they'll be like, the school's not accredited or whatever, which I guess we were. But uh, or they'll be like the this very te- shadily so. But yeah, for sure. Uh, but then they'll be like, look at the school, how much they suck. Their teachers don't even have degrees in what they're teaching. Or I mean, that was legitimately hit to college. Yeah, no, I know. And I, I also, if I were a parent and they were like, we're not really worried about if our teachers went to college, I'd be like, okay, you know. But uh, yeah, my uh, my freshman year teacher in Plano schools, I cannot tell i don't have the words for how much worse she was than he was yeah whereas brandon or you know the math guy was good uh-huh. like i he's yeah really 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 good uh and he that's why i'm like i feel i'm mostly for myself versus him but like uh when i see those on the the reddits i'm like well yeah i was only 19 but like i 
I could definitely teach kids how to do eighth grade English. I bet you were one of the teachers they had. One of the, yeah, I think so. I mean, I hope so. At least I'm pretty sure that's true. Thank you. Myself credit like that I was capable. I've never thought I was capable of it. And that school, for me, challenged me. And I took pride in my work there. And I wouldn't have graduated high school if it weren't for that place, man. I got in a lot of trouble there. I've had a lot of negative emotion. I probably probably contributed to a good part of me losing my dang hair. <laughs> I mean, that school, I, I can't really say it's enough. There was too much that happened there hair. for me to just tell you how traumatic that place was. Living in constant fear. For 16 months I was there, man. So I could have left when I was 18. But by the time I turned 18, I was already there nine months. I said, shoot, man, I got six more months here. I'm not going to walk off. You know, I'm going to, I might as well finish it out, man. I'm so close. So he can sue. To graduating high school. See, yeah, that's, now I'm And, like, it's you know, at that point, I had to pretend that. that I was one of the upper guys who was monitoring things and making sure that kids weren't talking negative and the new, the new people weren't conspiring. I had to, you have to play the game there. And it was bad, man, having all those kids tell on each other and hold each other accountable. You know, I'm a grown man, so I'm not like one of these guys, you better not snitch. I'm over that prison mentality, man. But it wasn't right how they did to us as kids there, man. I'm not saying I'm a victim, man. My problems are of my own making. It's my fault that my my family sent me there. That, that's my fault, man, because I was out of control. And they didn't know what to do with me, man. That was the best they knew what to do with me. But I think if my family knew what went on at that school, if they knew how traumatic it was and how, how serious it was with the mental abuse, physical abuse, the just the constant degradation, just, just the... Just the negative part, I think they would have reconsidered sending me there, man. I don't think they... That's nice that he's able to think that. Yeah. it's I'm, I'm kind of grateful that I didn't don't get to find out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I don't know how it would have gone, but it feels like a real live possibility that they would have looked me down and been like, good, that's what you need. Yeah, I think so. And that would have been... As difficult as anything else I experienced there, so I'm glad it never had to occur. Yeah, and I, you know, there's uh, he, his viewpoint is very productive, and it's one that I've you know had and embraced uh, many times in my life. But there's freedom in admitting that other people can mistakes can make mistakes too, and those mistakes have a, an effect on you. Yeah, I think it's a it's one of those balances where it's like they're both fully true and obviously opposites, but they are both true at the same time. It's like because the irony is embedded in the syntax of his sentence where he's like, uh, "My parents sending me is my fault." Well, who's the subject and the verb in that sentence? Yeah. Who's the object? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is the Excel conditioning. There is truth in what he said. He could have made different decisions and his parents wouldn't have sent them there. But if you, if you're, you know, without putting aside like the tension or duality of the truth or whatever, if you just take it literally, you would then have to say that his parents should make a video saying, 
our decision to send our son to that abusive boarding school was his fault. We had to do that. That was his fault. And I think if you asked him, like, is that true? If your parents said it that way, you know what I mean? Like, does that feel true? I don't know. I don't know him very well, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And like, if, if you're interested in exclusively like, uh, reclaiming your power or like, uh, keeping your side of the street clean, if that is your only interest, then, uh, you know, um, by all means, like embrace this viewpoint fully. But if you're interested in like accuracy and reality, yeah, then you have to see a fuller picture than that. There's more going on than that. Like there, there's, there's a larger part of the street than just your side of it, you know? Yeah, I do think that that because well, it's like yeah, the the principle has to work for everybody, not just you. Yeah. So if it's like you always have a part, you're just not seeing it. That means your parents had a part too. Yeah. Like I mean, it's obvious since they. And I would argue that school. in any situation where there's an adult and a child, the exactly. adult part is definitely larger. Yeah, I would. Yeah, and I'd do even one more. Just when you're on the upside of the power dynamic. Yeah, that's yeah. your basic job. There is to negate yourself to take the power dynamic and make it a place for being and becoming for the other person. That's my view. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I love the girls. Sent me there. I but anyway, man, I just want to share my experience. So there were some hidden gems in there, man. I learned how capable I was of doing schoolwork, even though I'm still terrified of it. Still terrified of, you know, like I want to take. I want to start coaching people, man. I want to take a, um, I want to get like a certification for coaching, uh, for personal training so I can coach people online, help them with, you know, I can coach now because of what I know pretty much, but I don't know everything, man. I don't know close to everything, man. I can learn a lot more and I think it helps a lot to have a certification and I'm terrified to study, to take a test, man. I, I'm still terrified of it, man. It's still scary to me. And there's that part of me that thinks, man, you're, you're not capable of studying, man. You're not capable. But I am capable, man. And that school showed me that. And I just never really applied myself to school before that or after that, really, man. Because my drug addiction took off after I left that school when my mom got brain cancer. And not that that was her fault. It just happened at that same time. That's a good and, example. Uh, not, you don't have a part. I don't know, man. You know and, I mean? and, it, and it taught me yeah. about working. So there was definitely some gold in that experience, man. Definitely some gold in that experience. And uh, met a, a lifelong best friend and a few other people I keep in touch with from there, man. So that's my experience, man. I went to a crazy, hardcore redneck neck of the wood texas boarding school that was freaking i didn't do halfway near good a job in this video explaining just how crazy it was i thought as i could i I mean there's just too much to explain but you get the you you kind of get the gist man. our experience so anyway that's what i got for you man just here to share share some share some life with you man god bless all of you together Let's get this dang muscle, man. I'm out. Let me know what you think of the video. Had a good flex at the end. So fucking jacked, dude. Hope everyone enjoyed that. God damn. Let's get this muscle. Let's dude. get this muscle. Damn. Well, that All was right. good, dude. I'm glad we watched it. I, cool, man. It's worth losing the strips. 
<laughs> All right. We'll, uh, we'll see everyone in, uh, in two weeks. We'll talk about prisoners in two weeks. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay.